Hello, everyone. We are so excited to get to introduce you to The Missing Heart, A Tale of Oz, presented by uh, us, Second Star Productions, in partnership with Andrews McMeal Publishing, set in the fantastic, whimsical, dark, magical world of Oz. Uh, we're so excited to get to share this story with you. We have a fantastic cast, uh, a really, really great story. We're so excited. Um, but what we're most excited about is the world that we get to play in. Joe, can you tell us more about this world? Absolutely, yeah. This book here, Oz, a fantasy role-playing setting, is a fantastic third-party source material to run not only 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, but nearly any other TTRPG setting that you are running with your friends, with your family, at your tables, with your groups. Uh, this book has everything you need. Uh, it takes place in the wonderful land of Oz, well after the fact of Dorothy, uh, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, the Lion, and what you already know, expanding on the, the many different regions uh, and characters of Oz. Um, in this book, you have a fantastic map, 48 pages of unique brand new monsters some you'll recognize from uh, oz stories some brand new to this setting and pages of details of all the different regions the different districts the emerald citadel uh, everything you need to deploy an oz high fantasy setting at your table the art in this book is fantastic the new mechanics in this book are fantastic there are options for casual play for advanced play and enough to spend any sort of play style you have at your table i i seriously cannot recommend this book enough um and andrew where can they find a copy well, I'm glad you asked, because I can certainly tell you. Uh, but before I do, I also want to mention, I mean, shout out, you mentioned the art. Uh, this book is written by the fantastic Andrew Kolb, who also created one of our other favorite settings, uh, the Neverland setting. Yes. So if you love those classic kind of childhood fantasies with that kind of grown-up dark twist, go check both of the both of those out from Andrew Andrews McMeal. Um, just truly fantastic. But for Oz, just in time for the holidays, you want to play that with your kids, with your friends, with your home group, whatever, Go to bit.ly slash secondstaroz. The link is in the video description, and you can get your own copy today. Um, we really can't emphasize just how beautiful this book is. It, Not yeah. only is it like the content great, it's going to look pretty dope on your shelf. It's really great. It, it gives you just enough content to uh, dive into the setting of The Wizard of Oz, but leaves it open-ended enough for you to tell your own story and, and create your own uh, uh, world inside Oz. Uh, we're very excited to show you uh, what we did for, for our session. It was truly a fantastic game. The The world that Joe built within the world of Oz and the story that we told, I think, is truly fantastic. So without further ado, please enjoy. Uh, we're excited to share with you The Missing Heart, A Tale of Oz.
Welcome to Second Star Productions in partnership with Andrew McNeil's Publishing to proudly present to you today The Missing Heart, A Tale of Oz. We have a wonderful cast put together to put on today's session that I am very excited about. I want to do quick introductions so you can get to know who we are before we start rolling dice. Uh, Luis, start us off. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Luis Carrazzo. Uh, I'm an actor, and uh, today I'm going to be playing Brawley, who is a light domain cleric. Excellent. Desiree. Hello, I'm Desiree Strother. I'm a therapist and a mom, and today I'm playing Esty the Artificer. Awesome. Marquia. Hello, I'm Markia McCarty. I am a voiceover actor and producer, and today I am playing Sheraton Creme, who is an arcane trickster rogue. And Andrew. I'm Andrew Strother. I'm one of the co-creators of Second Star Productions and podcaster and content creator, and today I'm playing Thezer, a warlock. And I'm Joe Nuzo, your dungeon master for today. I'm a miniature producer, professional dungeon master, and tonight, your guide to the wonderful world of Oz. All righty. You all wake up, as you have done many a times in the Southern Watch, the garrison that trains many Watcher folk here in the lands of Oz. Today is a little different, however, because as you wake up, your fellow Watchers in training are all very excited, some even jealous, as a message has come in the night directly from Glinda herself up high in the Ruby Palace. A message requesting the presence of each of you to meet her in the Ruby throne room. It seems something has happened in the night, something that requires the top recruits from the most recent Watcher training class. As you gather your gear and find yourselves in the lobby of the garrison, you plan your route to the Ruby Palace. A mere three stops on the Oz Underground Train Line Express will drop you off at the borders of the neighborhoods of the Southern District of Oz. There, the neighborhoods that you have come to know from growing up here, from patrolling its streets, from working as a watcher, a civil servant, lie behind you. And in front of you, the forest of fighting trees. A dense forest filled with literally trees that fight each other and anything else that comes into their vicinity serves as a sort of moated barrier keeping the Ruby Palace safe from invasions and other evil entities. Lucky for you all, being watchers in servitude to the civilians of Oz and to Glinda are able to follow a carefully markered path. Every 20 feet, a marker presents itself as you take your first steps into the forest of fighting trees. Every time you reach a marker, the sort of tree line in front of you opens up as the tree line behind you closes, creating this pocket of, of open and safe pathway leading from the neighborhood districts to the Ruby Palace. The sounds of trees fist fighting uh, sort of drown out any other noise that you would hear in a forest, whether it be fey or magical or not. Um, it's sort of a, a, an overwhelming, alarming experience at first as you hear bark 
cracking against bark and trees grunting and, and fighting and, and in pain or victorious in their fights, but you eventually drown it out. As you find yourselves at the foothill of the Ruby Palace, the dense forest abruptly ends at the foot of this grand rose-covered hill, and upon it sits the crimson home of the sudden Warthen, the Ruby Palace, home of Glinda, the good lich of the south. As you make your way up the hill, you are greeted by her guards, loons, which are balloon people. They're, they're made of rubber and tough strong and bulky. They need no armor to protect themselves, uh, but they see you as you approach. Without needing any introductions, they allow you to pass right into the Ruby Palace itself, into the Welcome Hall. The second largest gemstone structure in Oz, next to the Emerald Citadel, the Ruby Palace stands as a grand power in the South. While Glinda made the palace what it is today, any warden would be lucky to call the Ruby Palace their home. Its seclusion in the forest of fighting trees makes it the perfect place to focus on its duties associated with running the Quadling districts in the south. The extra magic touches don't hurt either for anyone living and operating in the palace. While kept quiet, there are countless enchantments throughout the palace most rather benign, but the most powerful spells are exclusive to the warden who lives here. Ozma herself, the queen of Oz, may not even know everything that goes beyond the blood-colored doors. As you all stand in this welcome hall, sort of waiting for your uh, you know, names to be called to, to stand in front of Glinda, Everyone, please make a quick perception check. Ooh, first roll. I'm seeing smiles. I'm seeing not smiles. Mm -hmm. Oh, how'd you do? Uh, well, question. Am yeah. I uh, question. smelling or hearing? <laughs> this is a, a purely visual perception check. Okay. A good question, though. So, so, so I guess I should rephrase that a little bit. I'm always smelling. Uh, right. Brawley's just kind of looking around, but you can just see his snout twitch a little bit as he's like sniffing the air. Um, doesn't smell anything that stands out to him. So relying on sight alone, my perception check is a 14. 14, thank you. Um, Thezer, how'd you do? I believe you are muted, Thezer. Got a 17. Um, I am overtaken by the beauty of this palace, and I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. The, the towering ruby spires that you gazed upon as you walked up the hill, the twinkling and sparkling of the, the ruby walls and supports inside the structure are breathtaking. You don't see much past the ornate architecture. Um, Sheraton, how is your perception? Uh... I believe that Sheraton was also overcome <laughs> with uh, this process of being able to finally meet Glenda, this beautiful beacon. Uh, and I also rolled a five. So 
for, yeah. yes, the, the mixture of welcoming beauty and subtle danger uh, is, is, is hard to perceive through, but, but Fezzer, you're able to sort of uh, pick out an individual in the crowd of people here in the welcome hall. You know, not only are there guards, but there are advisors, uh, workers, soldiers, other watchers, many Ozians gathered here to perform their daily duties. But you see one creature um, that is standing tall, even close to, to Brawley's height and stature. Though their head is sort of small compared to the rest of the, their body proportions, a large dark trench coat covers their body from the neck down. This person is talking to a group of advisors uh, who work here in the palace, but something just seems off. The, the demeanor, the body language, the sort of like quick eyeing of you and your, your fellow watcher companions sticks out to you, this, this individual in a trench coat. Before you can make anything of it, though, you are called by the loon guards to be presented in front of Glinda. You are brought away from the welcome hall, passing by the Grand Ruby Ballroom and sort of stationed inside a reception area where you're left alone for a moment. Um, as you gather your thoughts, uh, begin to wonder what Glinda could be calling you for, given no, no sort of like, like presence or, or information about why you're here, um, another loon enters the room and addresses you all. You all are the watchers who have been called to Glinda's aid, yes? Yes. We are yeah. here to serve our queen. Is, uh, is she actually here? Will we see her? Can I touch her? You can like see her, but you cannot touch her unless no, she permits it like, to be so. Like a high five. <laughs> you will stand 50 feet away from the throne, and you will listen to what Glinda has to say to you. You are to be courteous and kind as all others are in her throne room. You shall introduce yourselves, your name, your stature. Her eyesight is uh, difficult sometimes, so perhaps a physical description would be appropriate as well, so she can get the full, the full view. And you will listen to what she has to say. And I will preface this. This is of the utmost importance. Glinda, and her most trusted advisors only know what you are about to learn. May your skills and dedication to the districts be strong this day. Are you ready? Well, this sounds exciting. Yes. Are Very ready. Saratan uh, was baked ready. Excellent. Uh, 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 Brawley starts to uh, uh, kind of like fidget a little bit. He starts to wring his hands a little bit and uh, 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 take some deep breaths and on his exhales you just kind of hear like a low murmuring kind of rumbling as he exhales and it almost sounds like a growl but there's nothing menacing about it it's just the way he normally breathes when he gets a little bit excited and anxious <laughs> well, Bradley is doing his purring thing again we mm -hmm. are ready <laughs> very well Follow me into the throne room. Uh, as the loon guard leads you out of this sort of holding area, the great ruby doors open up, revealing the throne room of Glinda. It's a magnificent ruby marble-colored floor 
fantastically decorated walls with tapestries of, of Glinda through the years, her, her rise as a witch, as a respected warden, um, and of course the throne itself. Much like the palace made out of 100% finite ruby, the good Lich of the South sits upon it. Her magnificent white and crimson dress adorns the seat of the throne as it sort of uh, uh, walks down the steps of the, th the throne she sits on. She has a long sort of flower petal-like crown on her head and a sort of um, nebula like colorful pink and purple and blue starry field nested in her hair. She holds a book in her hand and looks up as you, at you all as you enter the chamber. The door closes behind you as all of the guards leave the room. Whatever is about to be told, not even uh, uh, should be heard by them. Glinda stands up from her throne and begins to speak to her audience. Welcome to the Ruby Palace. I have invited you here in my throne room, for its magical walls will block any who seek to listen in on this conversation. I, of course, am Glinda, the good Lich of the South, and you all are trusted watchers, recently graduated from your class at the garrison, yes? Yes, yes. That is uh, uh, correct, yes. All good. of this is so true. Then you have not yet been tainted by the evil that presides through our beloved district. Before I explain what you must know, I like to hear from you all. As she opens the book, she is referencing some sort of records here. One watcher named Brawley, please introduce yourself. Oh, 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 oh. <clears throat> and uh, Brawley steps forward and immediately drops down onto one knee, full of reverence. Um, the Brawley, the, uh, of the, 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 the honorable, uh, uh, my lady, uh, at your, your service. Uh, and Brawley is this huge, uh, oh, he remembers, uh, uh, <clears throat> just, just describe yourself, uh, um, uh, well, uh, I'm a, uh, a brown bear, um, uh, I don't really have any distinct features, uh, besides that, my lady, but, uh, but uh, I'm uh, uh, honorable, and I am uh, happy to be of, of, of service. And, and he's just going to keep rambling until somebody gives him some signal to, like, stop talking. Just kind of <laughs> goes on to describe, um, on occasion, I uh, get this itch on uh, uh, my back that I can't always reach, and I would need the assistance of one of my uh, companions here to reach. And in fact, it's sort of um, happening now. Could you, one of you please scratch? <laughs> I see there is a watcher by the name of Esty as well. Oh yes, that's me. And and I, I run up like a, a little run and I say, oh, my queen. And I do a curtsy that's very clumsy. And I'm like pulling out a pretend dress that I'm clearly not wearing. And I say, I don't, I don't have anything as, as beautiful and sparkly as your dress. I just, I just have this pink jumpsuit and I, I do love pink. I think it looks so good in your castle. Oh my goodness. You're so amazing. Um, I'm, I'm an artificer and I, um, I'm a battlesmith. That means I specialize in, in building and I have loved all the learning at the Watcher Academy and getting to build things for, for your great and wonderful kingdom. And, and I'm so excited to be here. And your mechanical companion. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. Uh, 
I'm so sorry. This is my steel defender. I built her. She is. She's a. She's a big dragonfly, and she's. She's very sparkly, and but like a, like a dark rainbow sparkly, and she can fly. And I built her. I'm very proud. Your craftsmanship rivals those of the tinsmith in the northern districts. Very oh happy to have you here. Thank today. you. Thank you. Thank you, kind one. A watcher by the name of Sheraton. Would you mind introducing yourself, please? Uh, and Sheraton, like, very suavely moves forward, like, into the space. <laughs> uh, and then uh, goes down on one knee. My, my lady, I am Sheraton Kareem. I, uh, you have my allegiance from now until the end of time. I am a, I am one of your doans, my lady. I am medium-sized, although I tend to be very tall in my family. I am a brown croissant, and stuffed inside, I have chocolate, strawberries, and bacon. <laughs> because uh, I, I am what, we are all what we eat, <laughs> of course. And other than that, I, I, I have my um, baker's clothes, which I have made rainbow, because rainbow is of all colors, and this is very, very good. It's good. I use it in all of my frosting and my icing, uh, and I... I, I just want to say that I have the collectible trading cards of the Glinda series, and I will not, I will not come near you. But if I could leave this with a guard, and perhaps you can sign it in, uh, maybe send back to to my uh, apartment. I would love that so much, my lady. Oh. A bubble appears in your hand, Sheraton, as uh, it encapsulates your Glinda trading cards and gently floats it over to Glinda uh, sitting in her throne as it pops and you see her like grab onto the cards. My goodness, I haven't seen such a fine first edition collection in quite a while. I will surely sign these for you and have them transported back to your home. Sheraton, the Doans have been a proud and, and loyal uh, 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 individuals who have served here in the Southern Kingdoms. With all of your feelings, you must be held in high honor amongst your own kind. Thank you, my lady, for knowing so much about the Doans. Yes, I am quite wealthy, and I that is mostly by legal means... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for knowing this, my lady. Thank you for being here. And finally, the watcher by the name of Thezer. <clears throat> and Thezer kind of hops forward, a couple little hops. <clears throat> uh, my lady, uh, it's very good to meet you. I am Thezer, the good warlock. I see that we're putting our, our moral, you know, leanings at the beginning of our names. I want to be very clear on the good part, just like you are, because who would want to be confused? You want to be, you want to be clear, right? No, no confusion. Good warlock. Let's just put that down. Note it. Uh, you over there. Uh, as as you can see, we're, well, I suppose you can't, but that's okay. No judgment. I am uh, one of your very kind bunny folks. Sure, a little rough around the edges, ears a little droopy, uh, definitely of the older variety, you might say. And uh, have I slept in my clothes? Is that anybody's business? I don't really know that it is, but I just want you to know that I'm very happy to be here. I'm very devoted to your cause and all the all the things that we do here to take care of the things. Uh, very, very much on your side and supporting the whole situation, really. Thank you, Theza. The bunny folk have also been a, 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 a kind, a kind folk to have in the southern districts. Your unique abilities will be of great use 
all of your unique abilities will be of great use in the task that I have for you today. For you see, something terrible has happened. Last night, someone or something broke into the ruby vaults deep in the catacombs of the palace here and stole a powerful relic of Oz. Everyone make a quick history check. Ooh. Second roll of the day. Yeah. And while she's Probably describing all this, it does smell, so just so you know. Oh, it is not. Yes. Yeah. I can't smell history. What is sworn? Yeah. How do we do? Uh... Um, I got. I might have gotten the first nat twenty of the game. Oh, nice! Yeah. I sure did. Uh, I, I think Sheraton's a really big fan of everything involving Linda, and of uh, course everything involving the old relics of Oz. Uh, for the 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 Doans, as as long as they have uh, provided and, and been a part of Oz, the relics of Oz have been here even longer. Um, powerful, unique, magical artifacts that grant the different wardens, witches, wizards, kings, and queens their power and ability to preside over districts, whether it be in a good or bad fashion. These relics are one of a kind and in the wrong hands could cause a lot of damage as well as in the good hands cause a lot of good. Uh, Glenda picks back up the powerful relic of Oz known as the love magnet was stolen yesterday from my vaults. The love magnet. Not the love magnet. It is a delicate situation. The love magnet, as you might know, Sheraton, the rest of you might not, whoever holds the magnet is adorned by all those around them. Not in a romantic way, but in the wrong hands can corrupt uh, and, and influence and quickly sweep over masses of population. This magnet could promote someone into power. Uh, someone who has a dark agenda could sway the feelings and opinions of the civilians of not only the Southern Districts, but all of Oz into dark times, like when the Scarecrow ruled over Oz. Those oh. were not good years, as I'm sure you remember. No, no, not at all. The Doans remember. Yes, and we must do all we can to prevent another potential dark entity from rising to power using this relic. The love magnet you see, it's a brooch. It's shaped like a horseshoe with a heart cut out uh, a hole through the top of the horseshoe. It said its power comes from the heart of its creator and whoever wears or holds the brooch can hear the still beating heart of its creator. That's very creepy. I just, we're all clear that that is, in fact, a creepy thing. That's beautiful. Uh, That's, what are you talking about? I what do you have uh, against love? Love is a. Very oh, no, no, no. Lo love is great. I just don't want to hear somebody's You're heart every like time I put on jewelry. You, is it a fashion choice you don't like? I, is that I did is? poke myself with a brooch once. It's a very, you know, I'd rather. You not talk all about have it. a task in front of you. <laughs> Stay focused, please. Time is of the essence. I. I implore you, I quest you now to find this relic. 
recover it, and return it to me in my palace, as well as uncover who stole the magnet, why they stole it, and if you can bring them to me so they may see justice for their crimes. Okay. I do not ask you to go alone. Suddenly, a whirlwind of magical energy swirls in the center of the chamber, just in front of you all and in front of Glinda, between you and Glinda. A poof of magic as a kneeling man uh, with its back to you now kneels, bending the knee in front of Glinda. This man seems to be made out of 100% fine tin, thick tin armor around his chest, neck, legs, and arms, a tin head, a pointy nose, with a tin sort of like funnel armored cap on its head, a large axe in front of him, uh, held in two hands, the axe head uh, on top of the ruby marble floor. There is no one I trust more in all of ours to recover a lost heart than the Tin Man himself, who you all know the story, the legacy of the Tin Man, who rose when when the celestial Dorothy uh, appeared in Oz and, 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 and brought peace to the kingdom before the dark days of the Scarecrow's rule. The Tin Man... A loyal servant to Glinda in the districts of the South has already been set on this task, and you will help him achieve our goals here today. As the Tin Man stands up, looks at you all, and sort of sizes you up one by one. The Tin Woodman, the Tin Man, Nick Chopper, the legend himself, stands in front of you. He says, It would be an honor to help such well-noble and well-meaning folk on this quest for our Queen Glinda. Are you four up to the task today? Yeah, oh. Yes, 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 indeed. Oh, uh, it, it, is, it is an honor to, to, to uh, be at your side in such an important and, and necessary endeavor. I, I, will, I, will, I will do, do my best. Be at my side, you will be. As the Tin Man turns back around to Glenda and sort of like opens his arms to either side, like you know, beckoning you forward to stand next to him. They, they said uh, they said we're not supposed to get within the fifty. Is this is this okay? We're doing this okay. Well, I guess we're moving forward. I have been inspecting the way that he is made this whole time in a very awkward way. Make an insight check with advantage, Esty. <laughs> Uh, 13. 13, Essie, it's it's pretty clear to you and, and your craftful eye that the, the Tin Man was not crafted out of tin. Uh, he was transformed into tin. You know what I mean? There's no, like, mm-hmm. seam lines. There's no rivets on top of, like, tin layers. Um, you know, uh, uh, nothing like that. It's all very organic. It's all very mm-hmm. natural, but, but, but still true to, like, the components of tin, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My queen, I understand the importance of this quest. It was a cursed, dark, magical uh, uh, entity that transformed me, that cursed me into what I am today. And although now I have found a new heart and used these powers for good, I will make sure those in your kingdom are not cursed 
and brought into darkness as I once was. I have two leads into what might be going on and who might have captured and, and, and stolen this magical relic, the love magnet. I myself will head to the porcelain village deep in the unknown reaches of the forest of fighting trees. For my wood cutting axe will keep me safe from the bows that are thrown from those trees. You all, as he looks left and right, I suggest you head into the neighboring neighborhoods in our district. There, you might find something that is missing. For something has been uncovered, not just the crime that has been committed, but an old scepter lost to time has been sighted in Little Utensa. Find it. Find who has recovered it and, and why they have done so. Meet me, then, at the residential pipe manufacturer. There, we will regroup. And just, just to be clear, getting this uh, scepter thing, that will help solve this case. This isn't just like we're not like picking up your dry cleaning or something for you. This is actually helpful to the bigger goal, with not just like a little side errand, to, mm. right? Uh, as Glinda speaks up, ah, yes. Excellent insight and investigative work, Tin Man. This old magic scepter was once used to stuff in, out and, 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 and push back magical entities. It, if it has been found and recovered, it's possible whoever has gathered it might be finding all magical relics in our district to be used for whatever purposes they intend to use them for. Whoever has the scepter might very well have the love magnet as well, or at least know who stole it. Whoa. This is not just uh, an errand, Thazer. Listen to the Tin Man. Yeah, no, no, the magic, uh, everyone gathering the magic relics, that was my theory too. It was a working theory. I just wanted to check and make sure there wasn't more information <laughs> that I needed to be made aware of. Uh, thank you. And this whole time, Thazer's been like jotting down like in a notepad, flipping over. And I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but can people roll a perception check? Am I allowed to yeah, ask yeah, other yeah, players? Okay. Everyone, yeah, if, if somebody wants to roll a perception check. Yeah. Just, just for fun. Got a nat twenty. Nice. I got a three. I'm just staring. <laughs> Sheraton's just staring at all at Glenda. <laughs> yeah. Soaking it all in. Uh, I, I got a five. I think I'm sort of fixated on the dry cleaning that we need to get at some point. I'm not sure. <laughs> then. SD, you, you would see that, he, I mean, he is furiously filling out notes anytime someone's talking, but if you look over his shoulder, it's just Mad Libs. It's just page after page. <laughs> He's just doing Mad Libs for fun. He's not paying any actual attention to the information. Like an actual in. Mad Libs book, or are you making up your own? Like 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 an actual Mad Libs book, like a, gotcha. a detective notebook-sized Mad Libs. Okay. <laughs> Excellent, my queen, as the Tin Man speaks up. We shall set forth into your kingdom find the missing love magnet, return it to you, and bring justice to her who has ever stolen from you and your palace. Remember, we shall rendezvous after your initial search for the scepter in the district of Little Utensa at the residential pipe manufacturer. Find yes, yes, there. the pipe manufacturer. I know them, I, I know them. Then you make haste. As the Tin Man okay. turns back to Glenda, 
kneels down on one knee and teleports once again out of her throne room, <laughs> uh, presumably deep into the forest of fighting trees. Uh, as you all stand in front of Glinda, you see a, a bubble sort of like come out of thin air and pop into her ear as she uh, listens to like some sort of message. She turns back to you all. Hmm. It seems this case seems to be uh, 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 moving faster than even the Tin Man can keep up with. I'm glad you are here. Little Utensa might be where the scepter was uncovered, but there has just been a recent sighting of the scepter in the Garden of Wild Beasts. I suggest you start your search Whoa. there. Whoa. Okay. Moving very quickly. If uh, you all are ready, I can transport you from my throne room to the Garden of Wild Beasts. Okay. A transportation from Glinda. Ah, <laughs> and, and like, Sheraton's like, ah, like calming themselves down. They're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Does I'm it matter how we stand? Uh, 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 Brawley picks up Sheraton um, because I, I think at this point yeah. Brawley's used to kind of picking up his companions and uh, so I'll pick up Sheraton and kind of reach towards my back and Brawley says, um, Sheraton, could you, do you mind just a little scratch? It's just unbearable, unbearable <laughs> at this point. I'm so embarrassed. You see like uh, Sheraton's little hands and feet just like... <laughs> Ah, 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 yes, right there. Oh, 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 thank you so, so much. And I cast Guidance on you while you do that. <laughs> Sheraton, like, uh, hops up on, on his, uh, on Brawley's shoulder and be like, I am ready. Transport me! Before I transport you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. One last thing that I almost completely forgot about that will be important for you. You must take these. As she, you know, puts her hand up to her mouth and, and blows onto her open palm, four bubbles shoot out, uh, one popping in front of each of you. Uh, a small ruby badge with a pin on the back uh, falls into your hand. <gasps> these are badges that will give you jurisdiction over most things within my districts of the South here. Wear it proudly and use its authority sparingly. Coincidentally, while you wear this badge, it will also keep you safe from the powerful magics of the love magnet. Remember, whoever is in possession of it will draw the uh, attraction and support uh, of those around them. You will not be privy to this spell. Ooh. Very good. Ready yourselves. The Garden of Wild Beasts awaits. And as you all stand in front of Glinda, a whirling uh, a force of magic takes you from her ruby throne room, transports you from the palace across the southern districts of Oz as you land in the northernmost district of this region of Oz, the Garden of Wild Beasts. Another poof, and you find yourselves in lush greenery, complemented by stone statues in this garden dedicated to the non-human residents of Oz. The greenest part of Oz next to the Emerald Citadel, the grasses here are trimmed every morning so that they're always the perfect length for whatever the day has in store. The other greenery and flora are a mix of timeless classics and experiments on the cutting edge of horticulture. 
If it blooms, it likely first took root in these gardens. Scattered throughout this area are stone sculptures of all sizes. These sculptures celebrate the diversity of Oz's population with particular emphasis on the four-legged. There's nothing like cresting a hill in these gardens and seeing a 10-foot carving of a squirrel. There's a lot of hustle and bustle in this area uh, as there is a large event taking place. Uh, there is a lawn bowling competition uh, happening in the stone gardens and grand gazebos. Uh, so there are a lot of, of civilians here in this district, not only animals and humans, uh, but clockwork de denizens, uh, doyens, hoppers, loons, thristles, utensilins, wheelers, all sorts of the, the population that is spread across the land are here for this competition. You must uncover clues as to the location and function and who is in possession of this old magical scepter. A couple places of interest jump out to you all as you are familiar again with this whole district and, and the areas and, and the lands here. The uh, statue garden, of course, which is full of stone statues carved to celebrate the many animal civilians of the kingdoms. The grand gazebo, informally called the Circus Tent. It's a large gazebo for holding many events and performances. The People Pod Gardens, uh, the People Pods are a rare plant that only grow in this climate of Oz. Large vegetables that grow from branches that look like humans. They are inanimate and delicious. And of course, the Test Gardens, a fenced or structure with very limited access. Horticulturists here develop new plants and conduct new studies not often shown to the public eye. As a group of newly appointed watchers, given the authority of the Red Badge from Glinda the Good Lich herself, you have a task at hand. Where would we like to begin our investigation? I have a question. Yes. Okay, so I have... Um... I have the urban infrastructure thing where I can know, I have basic knowledge of the structure of buildings, yeah. including the stuff behind walls, so I can find blueprints in order to learn the details. Um, so it might provide knowledge of entry points, structural weakness, or secret spaces. Would I have any knowledge of this garden area since it's kind of a urban planned situation. Yeah, absolutely. As a human okay. citizen of Oz, you have this sort of, you know, innate knowledge. Um, the Gardens of Wild Beasts is primarily open areas. There are actually very okay. few structures other than okay. this grand gazebo-like tent, uh, the test gardens themselves. Um, primarily, there's just, you know, vendors and, and, and florists that have, you know, sort of like uh, moving carts and, and that sort of thing. Um, as far as, uh, you know, secret entrances or trying to identify, uh, you know, structure or, or architectural uh, consistencies, um, the test gardens are the thing that would be most separated from this knowledge. Uh, it's sort of, you know, like restricted zones and areas mm -hmm. that you need special authorization to access. Um, otherwise, it's it's a pretty open floor plan here. Not a lot of room for secrecy and, and, okay. and secret buildings other than the test gardens. Gotcha. 
Uh, well, can I do an investigation check then? Because we have a number of uh, options available here. And I guess the angle that I'm going for with this is I, I feel like Sheraton uh, uh, gets around, you know, it's very social butterfly for a pastry and uh, has been to uh, this garden a number of times. And I think that they know the circus tent probably yep. pretty well. So I'd like to do an investigation and check to see if that should be uh, somewhere that we should concentrate on or somewhere that probably wouldn't be as great as somewhere else. Absolutely. Go ahead and make that check. And I'm doing it um, with the uh, guidance that oh, yeah. I got in front of <laughs> So add that in. Ooh, okay. 16 plus six. Plus, so that's a 22. Uh, wow. six, yeah, 22 plus four. <laughs> so I got a 26 on my investigation check if the circus tent uh, is definitely the place to go or a place to be crossed off. I think that is a, a pretty solid role uh, for this check, yeah. Um, the circus scent would be a, a good place to start your investigation. This unearthing of this old magical scepter is a rare occurrence. Uh, magical weapons, relics like this, are far in between when it comes to uh, Oz and, and who has magical items and, and where they're stored. Uh, if somebody knows something about how the scepter came about, uh, a large crowd that is gathering for the lawn bowling competition at the Grand Gazebo uh, is a good place to start asking questions. It's likely somebody there has heard or seen something about the scepter. If there is anything that I know about people in general and beings is that they love to brag. They love to brag and we should go to where the most people are. We should go into the circus tent uh, I shall use my sticky little fingers to uh, rifle through their belongings while you can talk with them. And Ooh. we find out both ways. Yes. Okay, yes. but uh, Sheraton, remember, you shouldn't take things that don't belong to you. You can borrow them for a little while as long as you promise to give them back to who you took them from. Raleigh, we have this conversation all the time. How do you think I got all my wealth? I, I did not say that out loud. I am um, going to ignore that, and so mm, let's... Um, I, I will make sure to only borrow, and only uh, if it is relevant to our investigation. Mm, I, shall, I shall put it back. That feels good to me. Unless it looks like something that I owned to begin with, and maybe they stole it from me. Oh, <laughs> I have not considered that. That could be true. Shame on them. Let's find I them. No. All right. Um, uh, uh, Brawley's going to start to move forward, and and his steps are very heavy um, towards uh, where the crowd is, and and uh, kind of taking like Sher Sheraton's uh, uh, suggestion. I'm going to start to listen, try to keenly listen to anyone who sounds like they're trying to like show off something, or they're talking. See if I can hear someone talking about the, this really cool thing that they found, or anything that might uh, alert my senses towards. Yeah, go ahead and make a perception that. check based on that hearing. Um, SD, is there anything from you two? Um, let me think. So I ha oh. also have Artisan's Intuition where I can make an Arcana check. Um, 
and I have advantage on that. And so is there any, do I get any, like looking around at this crowd of people and kind of the things that they have, do I see any people who look like they might have it? Do they look a little bit fancier or more magical or Or, things like that? Go ahead and make a perception check uh, based on that skill. Um, Is there anything from you? Yeah, I mean, uh, as as soon as we landed, Thezer was was very intrigued by this lawn bowling competition. Um, you know, not for nothing, they do quite a bit of that at the active senior. I mean, you know, over fifty five facility that he likes that he uh, currently resides at. Um, so he's a big fan of that. So he's very drawn to that. But he thinks that Sheraton's logic uh, is sound, and he also is a big supporter of uh, evidence collection. Yes. Uh, from people so you know he's he's very proudly displaying his badge which he believes will give him extra authority to you know potentially do such things excellent uh brawley and sd how do we do on our checks i got a 19 on my perception excellent and i got a 12 awesome uh and through of course Sheraton's logic uh hopefully we are able to uncover some early secrets here um, Esty, it's it's a little tough in this situation. So as you all make it to the Grand Gazebo, you know, passing many manicured shrubs and trees, uh, nice walkways in many directions, uh, large stone sculptures of animals, of course, you find the Grand uh, uh, Circus Tent. As you walk in, uh, you see the lawn bowling event unfold in front of you. Everyone here for the event, minus you four, are dressed in white. Uh, pairs or singles, throw these uneven balls into the yard to try to get as close as possible to a smaller white ball, typically called a jack in this game. Um, There are spectators watching different yards of this ball rolling competition, um, and all of you sort of stand out uh, going against the grain. Estee, it's difficult for you to like pick out someone in this crowd because everyone is dressed in in a nearly uh, similar way. So no one really seems like, oh, they might have or know something about, you know, magical relics. Uh, Brawly, uh, fortunately for you, you do pick up some side conversations as our group of investigative watchers move through these different crowds. Um, There's a lot of like hush-hush tones, not because people are trying to keep secrets, but because it's sort of like a live golf event. You know, you don't want to talk during someone's backswing uh, as the uh, lawn bowling uh, uh, games play out. Um, But you do overhear two um, hoppers standing at the third ring of the game. Hoppers are, of course, these smaller, uh, clean-cut goblin-like folk that have a single leg supporting them. Uh, They're shorter, uh, paler skin since they live underground, and don't have any pupils in their eyes. Um, You overhear them talking about a a buried scepter. Um, They say, yeah, well, uh, uh, no one know who, who who put it there, but I heard it was dug up ju- just two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Um, uh, the, uh, there was some humming uh, in, 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 in little utensa, uh, but then it quickly died out. Yeah, yeah, from, from what I heard, it was like a, a silver hand, right? The scepter was a silver hand uh, uh, clutching an orb at the end. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then there's going back and forth between what it could mean, what it could do, that sort of thing. Ooh. I'm going to, uh, uh, so I, I'm gonna, uh, while while looking in their direction and listening, I'm going to move towards uh, Thezer and uh, basically pick up Thezer as, as Thezer's <laughs> probably, you know, looking at the sport that's happening. And I turn Thezer over and set him down right in front of me in the direction of 
those two um, hoppers. Yeah. And uh, oh, I believe I uh, picked up a trail, uh, Fezzer, uh, uh, those two right there. Uh, and I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a nudge to move forward. Um, I, I, I don't want to scare them, uh, but, but maybe maybe someone who can talk to them is, is, is a little more charming than I am. Maybe you can, maybe you can, I don't know, get somewhere with them. And as, as I kind of pat you and nudge you forward, I cast guidance on you. And that's a D4, right? Yup. Yup, yup. Uh, no, it's, that's great thinking. I, I like where your uh, where your head's at there, brawl. Uh, charming. I like it. Don't scare him. Don't come on too strong. And I turn and kind of start like hopping that way. And as I do, a, a dark black cloak of flies gathers around me um, and just like swoops down in the shape of like a trench coat. Uh, Raleigh like, regrets like, choosing desert all of a sudden. Kind of go. And so I kind of like hop up and I'm like, oh, excuse me, sorry for interrupting. This is clearly a very important conversation. I'm just kind of like constantly nudging the little the little brooch on my chest. I uh, just got some questions for you here, and I, I flip open my thing. I was like, uh, heard a thing about a scepter. You wouldn't happen to know anything about the scepter, right? You wouldn't want to lie to me, would you? And I lean in, like, very aggressively. <laughs> the the two hoppers look at you, who who probably are just, just barely taller uh, than you are, Fezzer, as a bunny folk. Um, they, you know, have to, like, shift and hop to, to change their, you know, position to, to look more clearly at you. Uh, and, and they slightly look down at you and they say, well, uh, who's asking? And the 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 flies kind of like buzz and my eyes glint a little green. And I say, doesn't matter who's asking. You're the one that's telling, I say intimidatingly. With the D4, that's a lot of dice. Ooh. Are these real flies too? Or are they just like... I mean, it's like my warlock like cloak of flies. So it's like... Gotcha. It says it's flies. You know, we could probably... Uh, you know, flavor that in any way we want. Um, we'll go with flies for now, though. Something native to Oz, but like dark and buzzy that kind of has this like low, like, like low frequency hum. It's yeah, just a little, little irritating. Okay. So that is a 25. Oh, whoa. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> settle, settle down there. Uh, we, we certainly were literally just asking, uh, who, who are you? Hey, good, good to see you. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard a few things about that. Yeah, uh, that 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 scepter there. Um, uh, well, it was it was uh, uh, unearthed, uh, dug up from the ground. At least you know from what we heard two two days ago. And Fezzer, in the back of your head, two days ago was just one day before the relic was stolen from Glinda. So just before uh, the, the the theft of the relic of Oz, um, it was brought from Little Utensa. Uh, again, just just what we heard, uh, all the way uh, to here, the the gardens of the wild beast. Um, you know, uh, my friend said that uh, it might be being used in some experiments. You know, uh, some sort of like testing. I don't know. Uh, the other well, well, uh, stop, stop right there. Yeah. What's your friend's name? Uh, my friend's name. Uh, his name is uh, 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 Edith Gloves. Yeah, Edith Gloves. Yes, uh, and, uh, and how would you how would you describe them in one word, an adjective, perhaps? Sheraton, make a perception check. Um, <laughs> if I could describe Edith Gloves in one word, uh, you want an adjective or you want like? I mean, you said adjective, not me, but yeah, let's go with that. I would say 
Stout. Yeah. Stout. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. All right. Continue with the story about your friend. Uh, yes, of course. My friend. How are we doing that perception check? I got an 18. Excellent. Um, my friend Edith Gloves, um, which to you, Thezer, uh, even here in the land of Oz, sounds like a straight up made up name. Um, Fez or uh, Sheraton, as the conversation is going on, you peek up from from Brawley's shoulder, uh, or you know, around the side of his leg, depending on where, where you're standing right now, and you can see dangling out of the pocket of this hopper is an ID badge, like a security clearance, sort of you know, VIP, get you into somewhere, secret sort of thing. Oh uh, uh. well. <laughs> my uh, my friend Edith Gloves works over there at the um, uh, you know the test gardens, and so maybe if the scepter is being used to, uh, to to experiment on things, you know maybe it's over there in the test gardens. But that's all I know. I swear. Yeah, yeah, your friend, your friend, you say, uh, very, very interesting. Test gardens, uh, and I, I, I want to let Sheraton kind of yeah. say what's yeah. going on. I I definitely I see some. <laughs> I'm I'm not even a hundred percent sure it's something that we're going to need. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I because of uh, because I'm a, a Doan that uh, also is a rogue. I get advantage on all thieving based roles. So oh. with with that advantage, because I'm getting that badge, that's, yeah. that's happening. Uh, so I rolled a, a 17 and a 14, and then so I got a dirty. Well, if I'm doing sleight of hand, then I got a dirty 20 to to get that. Excellent. As Thezer and this Hopper uh, are, are are having their conversation with one quick, you know, seamless motion. You take your cooking utensil weapons, snip the, you know, like cord that attaches the badge to this hopper's vest, and you just pocket it right away. You get a quick glimpse at it. You see, uh, you know, a picture, like an ID photo of this exact hopper on the badge, and the name is Meadith Mittens. Uh, yeah, so anyway, my friend uh, Edith Gloves, um, yeah, uh, th yeah, that's probably what, what they would say uh, about the scepter situation. Probably do I hear any of this conversation? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're all standing. Okay. Point, yeah. Okay. When I hear the word experiment, I'm going to pop up around the corner and say, oh, ex excuse me. Um, hello, I'm Esty. I'm, I'm friends with, with Thezer here. I don't know if he ever introduced himself, um, but I heard you mention an experiment. What kind of experiment? I like experiments too. Uh, oh, uh, hi, uh, another another watcher, huh? Uh, okay, yeah. please. Um, well, uh, you know, really, the only the only folk that knows what goes on in the experiments in the test gardens are the ones who who work there. Uh, but okay. the general understanding, which I'm sure you know, I don't want to you know repeat things you know back to your face, but just for clarity, okay. I'll say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, horticultural experiments, um, mm -hmm. cross beating between flowers. Uh, uh, you know, different ways to help uh, uh, beautify uh, the nature of Oz and the, the, the natural things that, that grow here. Yeah, all, all good things, for sure. All, all good things, yeah. Mm -hmm. But okay. uh, uh, hey, you know, uh, I, my buddy's uh, uh, throwing a, a lawn ball uh, over in the other pin pretty soon, so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out, uh, if that's okay. Oh yeah, so fun, super fun. Great. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, after after uh, he heads out, I'm gonna show everybody the ID card of uh, who he really is. And uh, oh, who they really are. And as as they're leaving, uh, Brawley's gonna lean in and and give a, a couple of good deep sniffs. Yeah. To like kind of remember the scent of these two, if I can, um, later on, if I might need to, I don't know, do some tracking or some sure. other sorts of things. Just want to get Actually. get that in my senses. Love that. That's yeah, a, go ahead. A... Oh no, I was just gonna say to my friend here. Uh, yeah, go go ahead, enjoy your game. Don't leave town in case we want to talk to you again. <laughs> just stay uh, stay in the general area and but if have you, a great uh, day leave town we we will know yep no we definitely will oh uh definitely. well you know our family lives underground so like uh, technically we will leave town but i guess it's okay that you know that because we'd just be going home mm-hmm. well and i also told you not to leave town so it sounds like a you problem we're gonna go back to our jobs <laughs> And the, the two hoppers uh, quite literally hop away uh, over to one of the other ball rolling pens, leaving you four uh, amongst yourselves again. What uh, is that in have... your hand, Sheraton? I, I see Sheraton waving the... the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it was on the ground and I found it. Uh, it appears that Tezer, uh this is the actual person you were talking to, his friend that he was talking about, I believe, was actually the person that you were talking to. This is a Medith Mittens. Edith Gloves, they said before. Hmm. A mm. likely story. <laughs> I know lies. I know how they taste. And that tasted of lies. <laughs> Smells of uh, lies, too. I like the way you work, Cher. I think this is going to be a good partnership. Ooh. Well, should we go to the uh, experimental um, tents, I suppose? Yeah. Can we go? Can we, Does a little badge get us in? If it doesn't, this other badge might. Security. Oh, nope. yeah, but we're, yeah. We're, not, uh, we're not that person. Oh, well, who, who are people? You know, we're, we are all well, each other you know. in different kinds of ways. And, you know, everything's it's, it's, connected. Indeed. <gasps> And Ooh, look, I just true. I just cover the picture with my thumb, and oh, look, oh. I am out of mittens. Ah, these are my friends. So clever. Yeah, okay. It is for Glenda. All of this is for Glenda. We should be mm, wary of uh, the effects of, of, of the brooch, the, the, the heart brooch. If the person with the scepter use the scepter as a compass of sorts to find the brooch then and and brawley starts to look around at the people then we might already be in the presence of people that might be under the influence of the love brooch uh and as we start to get to the tent brawley's gonna start to really like kind of keenly look uh, at any sort of kind of, I don't know, behavior that he might think would represent someone that might be under this sort of, I guess, sort of charm. Like, if, if anyone feels like they're sort of, I don't know, I guess I'm looking for signs of infatuation or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Um, the, the way Glenda described it, whoever is in possession of the love magnet uh, does just that magic, magically charm mass amounts of people uh, all at once. So there would be something odd, something strange if you yourself were not under that influence. Um, and as you look around Raleigh, um, you do feel some comfort here. Everyone's pretty focused on the big lawn bowling event, you know, cheering at good roles, um, you know, moving around to the different areas to see the different athletes and their sport, catching up with, with good friends who have come from other districts for the event, you know, drinking, eating, you know, having uh, those good times. So there doesn't seem to be like a unified infatuation with like mm -hmm. one single thing or entity here. Things mm -hmm. seem okay. Yeah. Um, Raleigh conveys yeah. that to the group. With that, uh, you all are, are uncovering clues pretty quickly here. Not only have you got information about the scepter and its powers, its ability to uh, uh, muffle magic and magical abilities, but you have found its likely location here at the Garden of Wild Beasts uh, being concealed inside the test gardens. And with Shara Tung's quick hands, we have found a way to enter the test gardens. Um, as we leave the Grand Gazebo and make our way over to the fenced area that contains the test garden buildings, um, Esti, I, I think we could probably lean on your ability to find, uh, you know, structurally uh, placed entrances, whether they be obvious or not, uh, in this specific structure. A long tin fence. Uh, encroaches the perimeter of this testing facility and it is you know as you would imagine like any secret you know testing facility would be there are no windows it's all made of metal one story and one main entrance with a couple security checkpoints leading into it um Esty, let's rely on that ability though um why don't you go ahead and make an insight check with advantage to see if you can unearth something Uh, that's only going to be an 11. I could do investigation, though. <laughs> um, sure. So as we as we walk up to the, the area the structure is located, right, like a quick, like, you know, gut feeling doesn't really mm -hmm. unturn uh, or, or, you know, unearth anything that would lead us in a direction we want to go. So we might need to get more hands on uh, I, either as to yourself or, you know, your, your companions as well. Uh, again, mm -hmm walking around the perimeter, doing things that might draw, draw attention could flag your position down to these authorities here. Um, if you feel the need to use one of your, uh, you know, sort of flex badges with your, your Ruby badge, you are able to, or find another way in with your, your ID badge or your swipe badge. Um, would my, uh, would my steel defender be out of place flying around since it's kind of festive or oh, yeah, would it be weird here? Every 10 feet on the fence, there's like you know, okay. no steel defender fly zone, you know, no <laughs> okay. clockwork contraction. Like, yeah, the, the airspace okay. here is strictly restricted. <laughs> okay, yeah. gotcha. How are we feeling, Dean? Okay. What do we think? Where do we move forward? Well, I, I feel the ID card might be a good a good way to get in. Uh, I do not see a, a gate or where I can swipe it though, but uh, I am very good with baked goods and, and you know, uh, uh, and nifting little things from, from secret places. I am not really a good... Esty might be uh, a bit better at uh, pointing out where they might have a hidden gate where we can use the ID card. Yes, yes. Now, um, Esty, if you want to do an investigation check to try to discern... Okay. 
a, a location here. Okay, that's going to be an 18 for that one. Excellent. Um, Brawley and Fezzer, anything from you two while uh, SD is sort of, you know, getting a lay of the land here? Hmm. What are you, what are you, what stands out to you, Thessa? Looking at the people to see if I, if I, uh, uh, actually, I'm looking to Thessa I'm, I'm, uh, to, 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 to help kind of nudge me. Brawley's kind of just sort of, I don't really know what to do. What am I good at? And <clears throat> uh, just kind of absentmindedly, Thessa's like, well, it kind of looked like the guy that we were talking to was uh, limping a little bit. So I think when he rolls, the ball's probably going to swing a little wide. So I'm kind of thinking we might go for a straight line approach in the, and in that situation, but uh, you got to be on. The, oh, you mean for the investigation? Oh, uh, oh, th- right. There's a fence. There's a fence that we need to get jump to the. Jump over. Uh, yep, jumping, jumping. Should the way I to go. throw you over the fence? No, Would that help you? No, no, we should not do that. Oh. That should not happen. Okay. ever really. Okay. As mm. you sort of cut into the uh, plan that Brawley and Fezzer are coming up with, um, as you can deduct just on you know you know basic you know structural layouts and, and likelihoods that there has to be some sort of like you know emergency exit, you know mm-hmm. a means of egress in case there's like you know a fire or some sort of issue inside the building that would allow you know ease of escape for those inside. So there must be a, you know a back door, a side entrance that you could use this ID badge to swipe into. As you hear Brawley and Fezzer talking about throwing each other and jumping over the fence into the <laughs> restricted area. Okay, okay, okay. We don't need to throw anyone just yet. They yeah. have to have like a fire door, you know, or maybe like a special wide door where they like unload stuff and put it in. Um, so there's there's gotta be a place where you swipe the little badge. It's like a secret door for everyone who works here. Ooh, well, then that we is should... Secret. Good suggestion. <laughs> you just gotta find it. Maybe. I don't. I don't have the blueprints though. I wish I did. I. I love buildings. You. You, um, you mentioned a. Um, uh, uh, is, it, is it possible uh, many people would be going through this entrance uh, uh, at once? Hmm. I suppose if there's. Uh, I'm looking at the size of this tent. Is oh. it. Is it big? Does it seem like it's a facility that has perhaps a lot of people working inside of it? So it's it's a it's a metal structure. It's oh. standing apart from the many tents that decorate uh, these gardens. Um, mm. It's it's just a straight rectangle. You could probably walk all, all the way around it in, in under ten minutes. Oh. Um, your best guess is very few people actually work inside, but there are a frequency of deliveries and supplies being brought into it. As you stand near the main entrance, you can see you know different plants being brought in, uh, different mm. seed samples being brought in, um, you know, scientists and big lab coats coming out on their lunch breaks, that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, I, I would like to utilize uh, Sheraton's stealth. Now that SD has, you know, identified that there's got to be a fire door or a back door. Uh, and I, I want to uh, go from the opposite direction of where we see this main door, where there's like a lot of traffic well yeah. for this area coming yeah. in and out to to see if I can find the door that SD, um, uh, you know, very expertly let us know. Be like, hey, they can't just have one exit out of here. There has to be. I mean, oh, uh, so I, I'd love to stealth um, so that we don't draw attention. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Sheraton is amazing at stealth because I just got my second nat twenty. <laughs> wow! 
Apparently being an adoring fan and stealthing. That's now I know where she, I know where she lives. <laughs> it's important to know yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just I mean, that, Sheraton, as you um, sort of, you know, walk away from the group as they're having their conversations about, you know, trying to find entrance into this facility, you're determined to find one yourself. Um, and just as Esty explained, there is a, a side entrance that only has one security, you know, like, you know, vestibule with like a small gate that comes down and a short walk up to the building with a, a double wide glass door that leads into the, the, the rear uh, of the building. Mm -hmm. Only one guard at the entrance. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, head back to the group, still, still stealthing, and then like pop up in front of them. Oh! <laughs> 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 I found it, Eureka! Uh, it is just this way, and it only has one guard. I, I assume this is a uh, exit they do not use a lot, but we could easily make perhaps persuade or. Um, I have smoke bombs, whatever mm. we want to do. Thes was uh, very good at talking to people and making friends as he did with these hoppers earlier. So I believe perhaps you should uh, uh, work your magic with the security guard. Uh, and I pat Thezer on the head again, and then also <laughs> cast a guidance one more time. Everybody loves Thezer, what can I say? <laughs> Do you want right. the ID card, Thazar, or should I hold on to it? No, no, I'm thinking we maybe, I, I think I think we might play this one differently. We keep that in our back pocket, because I bet you inside there might be uh, there might be something we can we can make use of that for. Indeed. Excellent. And then the group makes their way around the side of the building, getting to the back of it, where you find this single security point side entrance into the compound. Uh, a single guard stands there, uh, a human, uh, you know, wearing, you know, uh, just like a, a nice button down shirt, um, sort of, you know, like cop ish uniform, more like, you know, local security type thing. Um, a baton, you know, on their, their wayside, a pair of handcuffs on their belt stands inside this small booth like structure, uh, you know, waiting to, to check the security clearances. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, buddy. Uh, right over here, got a got a quick thing for you. Can uh, and I kind of walk up and wave them closer. Just kind of move them away from the door. Establish authority. Move them from their position of power into mine. I read a book on it once. <laughs> uh, greetings, good watcher. Uh, as he you know talks up from the window, uh, sort of like looking down at you a little shorter. Uh, how can I help you today? Uh, and, and I'm going to be leaning into my background uh, is as an investigator, which has a feature official inquiry which means that I'm experienced at gaining access to people and places to get the information I need. And through a combination of fast talking, determination, and official looking documentation, I can gain access to a place or individual <laughs> related looking. to a crime. Yeah. Official looking. Uh, like a crime that we're investigating. FBI, you know, badge, like it's fake, yeah. Um, it says that those who aren't involved in my investigation avoid impeding me or pass along my results. And additionally, local law enforcement has firm opinions about me, viewing me as either a nuisance, <laughs> unlikely, or as one of their own. So, so that's kind of the mindset that I'm approaching this with. I'm like, uh, you know, because he's a security guard. I'm like, oh, you know, uh, it looks like you've been working the shift a long time. Look, we're trying to figure out uh, something went missing. You know how it is. The boss told us we got to come take care of it. My team, we've just got to go oh. inside, oh, do yeah, a quick sweep, you know? You, um, you want to go inside? Yeah, I mean, so I, well, I don't want to. I want to go home. <laughs> don't you want to go home? Oh, yeah, we no, got to yeah, go yeah, inside. Yeah, we got to go inside. And I kind of am gesturing again at the badge. But, you know, do what you got to do. 
Oh yeah. Uh, well, hey, hey, yeah. That that badge looks like uh, enough to me. Um, you, you, just it's very official looking. Too. Uh, you you have the the, the proper uh, search papers too with you in hand that I could just see. Oh yeah, no, of course I got those right here, and I just kind of uh, flip over my notepad and I kind of hold them out. And right as he starts to look at it, I kind of whip him back. I'm like, so everybody, let's go ahead and uh, head on in. Every documents are in order here. Look, you wouldn't want to get in trouble with your boss if they found out that you were in the way of this situation, you know? Uh, Fessor, roll a uh, deception or persuasion check. Uh, what other uh, you know caters to, to your character? Let's better go here. deception. Ooh, good, good to know. <laughs> I'm not the most persuasive warlock. And you did get guidance. I did, and I'm excited about that. All right, so that's a five plus four plus seven, which is a 16. And if I fail, let me know because I have something. Yeah, so 16 total. Yeah. Clear and easy success. Uh, the security point guard goes, oh, um, yeah, everything looks in order. Um, I don't mind letting you in. Are uh, the rest of them with you too? I mean, like I said, this is a very sensitive uh, investigation. We have to have specialists from from all areas here. You know, it's a I don't want to drop any names, but uh, Galinda might be involved. Didn't hear from me, though. Hey, uh, not, not a problem. Uh, most of the horticulturists are out uh, uh, at the event right now anyway, so you shouldn't run any trouble on the inside. Uh, you know, presses the buzzer. The gate arm goes up. The doors to the facility both open automatically. Uh, the security guard says, uh, I, I, I would recommend, uh, certainly not trying to tell you what to do here, uh, uh, Mr. Watcher and, and your Watcher companions, um, but we have had uh, extra uh, limited security access into the irrigation room uh, uh, towards the center of the facility. Uh, only, only authorized personnel. Uh, fortunately, I didn't see any of that authorization with your papers here, um, but everything else should be uh, open for, for search uh, to you. Of course. Well, that all sounds a little above your pay grade, so I just wouldn't worry about it if I were you. You stay here. Keep just looking at the empty space. You're doing a great job. Oh. Uh, everyone respects what you have going on. Uh, it, shall Jack. we? Should we go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, like, before, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Well, as I, I, Brawley starts to walk in, and as he walks past this guard, he just kind of gives him a pat on the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeps going. And gives him guidance. And, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I do. I give him guidance. He gets a sight. <laughs> immediate, like, like, sort of feels a little bit more buoyant and a little bit more focused as we walk past him as he stares towards the, I guess, nothing that he was yeah. surveying earlier. As you turn around, Brawley, uh, your companions enter the facility in front of you. You see the guard, you know, you know, crumple up a piece of paper, you know, throw it into a waste paper basket, just clear swish, and he goes, very good use of my little pep talk, even though I didn't really say anything. Um, uh, uh, I'll, I'll follow my companions in. Excellent. Uh, as you all enter the vestibule into the test garden, um, Esty, you immediately notice on your left-hand side is, you know, like a cork bulletin board uh, with some, you know, like information, you know, things that are going on. Uh, but there is a map of the facility, mm -hmm. you know, like a fire route sort of thing yeah. uh, mm -hmm. stapled on the board as well. Okay. So I look at that and I look to see anything I can about where it might be a scepter or an experiment of and course also yeah, the irrigation it, uh, room 
it's laying out the, uh, the the floor plan, the room plan of the inside of the structure. Um, it does highlight where the irrigation rooms are, uh, irrigation testing, uh, specifically where the security guard said is under uh, scrutiny, under a higher security clearance for access. Um, otherwise, you see a collection of like different rooms, right? There are greenhouses, there are, you know, like pollination chambers, uh, seedling chambers, basically the different stages of growing plants and, and, and um, horticulture are laid out here. Okay. Things are quiet here. You know, it's much like the halls of a, of a, of a school. Um, you know, it echoes pretty well. If you hear like footsteps coming, it's clean, it's waxed, like everything is in order, very minimal as well. Not a lot of things hanging on the walls. There aren't like, you know, furniture in the hallways, uh, that sort of thing. This is an amazing place, is it not? It is a, it is like almost like a birthplace. They grow the wheat, they grind it into flour, they make more doans. Yes. It's a beautiful place. I hope they are doing beautiful things with their power that they have here. I hope so too. Hmm. So where would where would a scepter be? Where would they take a scepter? What would they want? What did that hopper say? Let me see your notebook. And I put my hand out to Feather. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure, sure. I'm flipping through. Um, oh, he said he said that they were doing something with it. Uh, uh, oh, you know, like a, like an adverb ending in ing. Uh, uh, he said that they were uh, testing. They were testing with it. Testing. Is what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. I see I'm the word stout short. in there too. Is that important? Stout. Yeah, the, it's a very stout scepter. Uh, that's correct. Okay. Mm. All right. Well. Oh. So where where should we go then? Well, something so 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 um, question the uh, yeah. we had seen a flood of of I guess like researchers and stuff kind of going outside. So did it seem like? I mean, and now we're in here and it seems pretty empty. So uh, uh, they're on some sort of a break. I think. Did you mention something? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, a lunch break. Uh, yeah. Yeah go enjoy the festivities for a, a few moments um there is probably you know, there's likely still some staff here but very bare bones at this time of day so uh, uh what i'm gonna do is so i turn to the group and i say mm, well if i if i were yeah if i had in my hands something that i shouldn't have but i wanted to do some tests on it then while everyone was away that would be the perfect time to do it so that i'm I'm going to like kind of walk down the halls and and Brawley's going to be listening for frustration. Because if this is an experiment, if this is an object that is newly in someone's possession, then chances are whatever they're trying to do with it is probably failing more often than succeeding, perhaps. So I'm just trying to hear like the sound of a of a smarty pants going, oh, no, dang it, no, no. Or <laughs> perhaps two of them working together, arguing with each other. Just any sounds of, of, of that kind of like frustration, I suppose, interaction Excellent, between. Right. Yeah, you, you walk, you know, into like a junction, right? Where, mm-hmm. where a couple halls meet each other, trying to, you know, use the echoing of these hallways to, to pinpoint some of this noise. Brawley, go ahead and make a perception check with advantage since it's based on hearing. Yeah. Um, and follow it up with an insight check, please. Excellent. Um, ooh. Okay, so, well, my perception check total is a 12. So, uh, should I still roll the insight? Yes, please. And is this at advantage as well? Is it relying on the hearing? 
Yeah. Oh, cool. My insight check, however, is a 19. 19. So 12 so and 19. Your, uh, your, your thought process here is keen. It, it's spot on. As you get to this junction, you know, even the, all the closed doors in the facility can't fully mask uh, the, the frustration you hear from a, a, a failed test. Um, there's like a buzz, you know, almost like an like a, a, a electric car revving up its engine. You know, you know, like a Prius mm. accelerating, um, and then just like a, a, a short out, it dies, and then a, you know, like a slam on the table sort of thing. Um, it sounds uh, rushed. It sounds frustrated. It feels like time is of the essence for what's happening right now. Ooh. But unfortunately, you can't exactly pinpoint where it's coming from. Your best guess is down one of two hallways, the northern corridor and the eastern corridor. Oh, so uh, uh, Brawley's kind of trying to like focus on and you see him like whipping his head back and forth between those two corridors. Oh my, uh, the, the echoes are kind of hard to, to read, but there's some sort of frustrating experiment going on. And and, and, uh, and I, I just kind of keeps pointing to one and then the other. Oh, I just don't, I don't know which direction. Oh, and uh, Brawley just starts to head down one kind of blindly. Cause I, I, we, we, <laughs> Wait, Brawley! <laughs> we, we, have, we have to. We, we have to go no, now. We, we, SD has seen the blueprints yeah. of this entire place. Let Screeches us, to, let to us, a halt. <laughs> which uh, so which hallway looked like it had the more secure rooms? Like, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking. You consult your memory of the floor plan, and the mm -hmm. northern corridor leads to that more secure irrigation testing chamber. Okay, I'm thinking since they are wanting to do it in secret, it's going to be. Probably in a more secret space. So Ooh. I'm gonna go that way. Uh, I'm gonna then go right kind of behind uh, Essie. Oh, you, oh, you, you, forgetting yeah, the, the smarty one. The irrigation rooms are this way, and he said those are top secret, and I bet they wanna do top secret things in a top secret room. So let's go over there and see. And let's go. Uh, start okay. following the group if that's where they're heading. Excellent. Yeah, as everyone makes their way down the corridor, it doesn't take long, it's a small facility. You eventually find yourself in front of a metal door that just says irrigation testing on the front. No window, no way to perceive inside, uh, but you can hear Raleigh. Uh, why don't you follow up and anyone else that likes to rely on hearing for perception, uh, make another perception check. I got a 14. A 14. Uh, you hear whispers on the other side of the store. You can pinpoint three different sources of the whispers. Um, all of you can see like light, like, uh, uh, you know, increasing in intensity from underneath the, the small gap at the bottom of the door. And then when it dies down, probably that, that buzzing cuts, you hear, why isn't it working? It, we must find a way to get it to work. The plan must happen soon. Um, the door in front of you is locked, and there doesn't seem to be an obvious way to open it. Does it have a, a swipe place, perhaps? <laughs> Security. It does have a swipe place, yes. Uh, uh, Sheraton uh, goes uh, into uh, her, her mini pockets. <laughs> she has, uh, it's like, oh, not this. Oh, don't tell Broly about this. Oh, no. okay. uh, uh, and pulls out... Um, uh, Meredith Mitten's uh, ID card to Excellent. then to then try to like 
more than likely uh, hopefully this will yes. work and if it does uh, they will probably know that we are coming so we should uh, keep oh, that yes. in consideration oh, yes. we so, expecting trouble well I think it is always best to be prepared because you never know how the dough is going to rise Oh, perfect. That's so insightful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Sheriff like uh, is going to swipe it, swipe that card. There is a small red light indicator on the top of the card swipe. Sheraton, as you swipe it, that red light switches to green. The latch on the door unlocks and opens. Raleigh, you're sort of standing there uh, first in the room as you were listening through. You see three individuals, uh, two humans and one clockwork citizen. They are standing around a table. The table has a silver scepter on it with a hand for the head of the scepter and the bottom of it is like screwed open like you know like a cap to a a soda bottle or something the three individuals all look up directly at you brawley they are all dressed exactly the same like a white tunic with a black cape over it on the front of the tunic you see a red like division sign like you would see in a you know math equation they have these large goggles over their eyes that are just uh, emitting a, a, a small white light and their hair is tucked in underneath their hoods they have these like you know kind of weapons sprawled out on the table batons and prongs and tasers and they are running water across and uh, and through the scepter as soon as they see you standing in the door they move into action Ooh. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, yes. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. 20s and above. No. 22. 22. Those are 15, 19. Uh, ooh. I also uh, got a 22. Ooh. I got a 17. And uh, SD, my... what did you do? I got a one, so that's a total of two, because oh, no. I never roll high initiative, ever, ever. <laughs> as long as you stay consistent, it's important. Um, okay. Everyone make a quick history check. And you can't, mm. you can't hear or smell history, right? Not 23 <laughs> for that one. Oh, 23, excellent. Ugh, I got a 11. seven. Oh. I got a 16. Fezzer? 11. 11. Um, Essie, you might be quick or slow on the drop, but you're quick to identify who these individuals are. That red division sign symbol on, on their clothing signifies them as Olive Knights. Olive Knights mm-hmm. are, are, are so old and integrated in the history of Oz that they predate Oscar, Ozma, and perhaps the original king of Oz itself. The knights uphold order and execute the will of the highest power that they follow. Uh, With Ozma as a ruling monarch, this means managing the rampant and dangerous magics across the land uh, they work uh, to, to snuff out these magics. Most think the knights are long gone, are are boogeymen, or a tale to scare children at bedtime, but this could not be further from the truth. They lurk in the shadows, operate behind closed doors and curtains, and are actively working to snuff out all magic users and magic items in the land of Oz. 
Okay, so they're are they working for Ozma or against her? You said they work against her. Ozma against her is all about the integration of magic into everything. Okay. Like and do I know who their highest power is that they follow or serve? Currently, no. Okay. Their highest power is always usually kept in secret. Their identity is okay. pulled from you know public knowledge, um, but they are certainly an organization. Uh, you know, careful who you, gotcha. who you trifle with. Okay. Um, door opens. Brawly, you're standing there. The knights get the drop. Two of them grab their shock batons from the table <gasps> as the third grabs the scepter and begins to leave for, uh, at the opposite exit of this room. No. As he makes his way to the door with the scepter, the other two step up to try to block you all uh, from chasing down the other knight. Um, they bring their batons up, spark their electrical tasers on them, and swing down at you, Brawly. Two attacks. Um, one bounces off your thick hide. No electricity connects with your skin, but the other you know, uh, uh, forces the taser right into your side, delivering a quick electrical shock. Make a constitution saving throw. Ooh. Oh boy. Uh, 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 uh. Oh no! Um, <laughs> seven. <laughs> seven. Uh, you take six points of um, electrical damage. Yeah. Okay, so I have. Uh, I'm gonna utilize my reaction here. Ooh. Um. Uh. My reaction, silvery barbs. Yes. Which is um, a creature that I see within sixty feet of me succeeds on an attack roll, an ability yeah. check, or a saving throw, I magically distract the triggering creature. Uh, so they're then uncertain <laughs> and they must re-roll their d20 and they have to use the lower roll. I then choose a different creature I can see and they have advantage on their next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw it makes within one minute. So I'm going uh -huh. to give I'm going to give that the advantage to Brawly and the one that just uh, yeah. was about to tag him. They have to re-roll the uh, their d20. Excellent. Uh, and so this is how it plays out. The one Olive Knight grabs the scepter, begins to run out of the room. They have not left yet. The two Olive Knights grab their weapons, spark their tasers, mm -hmm. walk up. The first one goes to strike you, Brawly, and it just bounces off your, your armor and, 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 and thick fur. Mm -hmm. The other one, you know, takes his taser, winds it up behind, and realizes that he's about to try to tase a giant freaking bear <laughs> and, like, just freezes in, in a moment of panic. Uh, missing the attack this time, uh, uh, and uh, you avoiding paralysis from the successful hit that would have been a successful hit. Um, that ends Thank the you. Olive Knight's turn. Uh, next up is Thezer, then Sheraton. I think you are muted, Andrew. I'm trying so hard to keep things quiet. I'm trying too hard. Uh, how far <laughs> away is the, the one with the scepter? The one with the scepter right now is 40 feet away from you, leaving the room uh, through the opposite door. That is not good. Yeah. Uh, I yell, uh, stop, police. And when I do, um, I create a twisting pattern of colors that weave through the air uh, around them and kind of uh, entrapping them. And it's kind of all varying shades of like green and, uh, you know, that, that kind of emerald hue. And I'm going to cast a hypnotic pattern. Excellent. Nice. Um, give, give me the flavor of you casting the spell, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, I kind of like like hold out my hand and again my eyes glow somewhat green and, and a kind of a greenish fire ripples down and then zooms into the ground and you know almost slithers like a snake until it hits wherever they're standing and again just starts swirling in these like bending, you know, almost like Doctor Strange-esque rotating um, yeah. glyphs around them. As the swirl begins to encompass the Olive Knight, you see him take the scepter, flip a switch, uh, the, the, the white bulb on top of it glows briefly as Brawly, you hear that hum, mm -hmm. and using the Olive Knight's reaction, counters the spell in, in, in <sighs> Is that a, is that a counter spell from them, like specifically? Uh, uh, something along those lines, yeah. Could I could I counter spell the counter spell? Is the question. <laughs> uh, you could try, though. Be warned, it is coming not from the Olive Knight, but from this powerful scepter. Okay, okay. Hmm. Uh, mm, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> counter spell it. Um, it can do whatever it was gonna do, Joe. <laughs> hey, I'm just playing it out, man. It's the I love encounter. It, I love it. Uh, do you want to move into the room at all, Fezzer, or hold up? Yeah. There? So when, when I see when I see that fail, I kind of get very frustrated, and I move into the room, um, and I get right up to where the guys in front of me are. Yeah. And then I'm gonna use my bonus action to um, do what's it called to do a rabbit hop, Ooh, uh, where I can jump nice. 15 feet without provoking an opportunity attack. Um. So I move. I guess like. However, I move 10 feet into where they are. Yeah. I jump 15 feet past them, just wing. Um, as I kind of fly over them, I go 15 feet, so I have like 20-ish feet left. And I think that should be enough to get me right to where the, the Olive yeah. Knight is. Right on the coattails of the Olive Knight. It's he has to stop and counter your spell. You're able to use that moment to spring into the room and gain some ground. Yeah, and I end up within five feet of them? Yes. Excellent. Cheraton? <laughs> Your turn, then Brawly. I see what is happening, and he is not getting away. Uh, uh, I'm going to use um, cunning action. Uh, so basically, basically, I'm going to take my bonus action to dash. So that'll get me 50 feet uh, into the room just as a bonus action. You will so, have to bypass the two Olive Knights. Yes. So, uh, because uh, I am a, a, a very, I'm a Doan, uh, a small little croissant. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I can move into, let me find it. Yes, I have halfling um, nibbleness. Uh, I can move through the space of any creature that is a size larger than myself. So I'm, and then also as a Doan, um, I can flee combat without provoking attacks of opportunity. Wonderful. So I'm literally just dashing past all of these uh, people <laughs> wow. to get, because uh, you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, and, and you see, and you see like, it's like this like little like, what, what, <laughs> and, and it's like dashing with like, little feet, um, pulling, pulling forth and dual wielding a uh, sharpened rolling pin <laughs> and a uh, uh, sharpened um, uh, kitchen spatula for best flavor for uh, rapiers uh, yeah. for for D and D mechanics. And I believe fifty feet gets me in front of the um, Olive Knight with the scepter yeah, who was trying to. Turn out to... in between the knight and the door he was trying to flee from. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> 
this little chocolate croissant <laughs> is is there. Uh, it is just like dash. That was my bonus for my action. Um, I'm gonna try to go ahead and do an attack here. Uh, we'll we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, I mean, would sneak attack be a thing here? I literally did just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you've got Fezzer directly behind the Olive Knight. Uh, 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 giving you advantage on your attack roll, proctoring your sneak attack ability. Okay, so I'm doing both of my rapiers. Since I have the feat of dual wielding, I'm not getting, uh, I don't have to worry about one of them being less than the other. Right. So let's see if these hit. Okay, one is a 13 plus six, uh, math. Uh, one is a 18. You just six. hear as the tip of your rape tier, rapier does not pierce the thick armor underneath the, the talbert of the Olive Knight. Ooh. 13 okay. plus 6 is 19, in case that matters for AC. Oh, thank you. 19. <laughs> 19, you hear ting, and then oh, as you pierce the skin. Okay. <laughs> wow. The nice. of the Olive Knight. Okay, well the other one is a 15 plus 6, so... <laughs> That'll do. Uh, roll your damage. Okay, so this was sneak attack, two attacks. Um, uh, also, because I'm a Doan, I get uh, an additional... Oh, I don't know if it's like a Doan, but I get additional uh, D6. Yes. 1D6. Yep. So I, I'm rolling 4D6. So I'm rolling 8D6 of damage uh, like to wow. this dude right now. Who I, I hope no is not idea. gonna take it personally. <laughs> yeah, no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. Okay, so six, five, plus eleven, five, sixteen, three. <laughs> sixteen plus three is nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's nineteen. Uh twenty twenty one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty. 25, 26, 27 points of damage. Oh my god. 27 points of damage. Uh, obviously, yeah. the, the, the Olive Knight isn't favorable to this amount of damage all at once. Um, uh, I learned this at Court of Law! <laughs> <laughs> uh, is halted by the attack and like sort of drops down to one knee, clutching uh, his side uh, where you were able to pierce past uh, his his metal armor. Um, anything else on your turn, Sheraton? Uh, I have I've used my bonus action to get there with the dashing. I can move now. Um, like I, because I use my bonus action to dash, so Correct. would I then get additional movement? I haven't played a rogue in a bit. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would get your okay. normal action. Okay, so right now, how close am I to him? I, am I within five feet? Yep, you're within five feet since you just performed melee attacks. Uh, ten feet okay. behind you is the door the Olive Knight was trying to uh, flee out of. Um, and then all around, you know, there are different tables and like, you know, like testing equipment, um, you know, inside this, this room. Okay, then I, I um, basically am fleeing combat, but I don't yeah. provoke a, a attack of opportunity. And I'm like against the door now. <laughs> Uh, if, if there's like a little shelf or something near the door, I'd, I'd love to hop on to that and be like, go through this door at your own risk. <laughs> you do exactly that. You knock off some beakers, take your position on a shelf that's you know, six feet off the ground uh, and, and, and draw your weapons. <laughs> Excellent. 
Brawley, you've got two olive knights in front of you with their shock batons uh, still sparking. Uh, what would you like to do? Oh, well, and I, just a re- reminder, you do have advantage on your uh, attack roll. Thank you. So I am staring them down and uh, uh, not liking what they were trying to do to me earlier. So I am going to, uh, I'm going to attack uh, yeah. uh, with my claws on <laughs> the one that almost got me with yeah. their um, shock baton. So brutal. Yes. So claw attack is going to be at advantage, and I get two of those. So I just critted on it. <laughs> yeah. So that is a claw attack. Let me see. Claw attack, two attacks. One d six plus five becomes two d six plus five for this first what? one. So let's just do the damage on this first one first. Uh, that is 11 points of piercing damage. Um, that was that was, a, that was a nat 20 as well, right? Yeah, that was a nat 20. Give me the flavor of your claw just coming right across his face. So in uh, when threatened and in this like kind of uh, uh, Brawly, who is who is basically a, a giant teddy bear, all of a sudden you see his brow furrow and this intensity in his eyes and a kind of a very different persona behind his eyes uh, uh, as he takes his job as a watcher very seriously. And these are are, are not do-gooders. They're do-batters. So um, he, uh, uh, he, his paw just simply, uh, uh, the muscles start to like uh, um, uh, uh, flex and tense up as he just locks eyes with this all of night and just swipes him right across the face with his claw. <laughs> um, and the sheer force of the critical hit from your bare claw knocks the, the, the knight clean onto his back in cold, unconscious, uh, incapacitated. And while staring at the one that is falling in midair as he's yeah. still not even landed yet, uh, uh, locks eyes with the other one and strikes him with the claw attack as well. <laughs> this one is not at advantage. Uh, but, oh, it's probably going to miss. Uh, 12. 12 as your claw uh, goes to scratch across the, the, the chest of the knight. The, the talberg rips and you just see you know a, a thick breastplate underneath it with fresh claw marks. Uh, no connection there. Just staring him down. Uh, so that is my that's my action. I'm going to um, pivot if I need to, so that the one that fell prone is yeah. still within five feet of me. Um, so I want to be within five feet of both of them. And that bonus action. <laughs> uh, that's it. No bonus action from me and no movement. Not a problem. Esty, you are up then top of the order with the Olive Knights. All right, so I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Branding Smite on my short sword and then attack with my short sword. Excellent. Uh, there's a prone one in front of you that probably just knocked down and then the standing mm-hmm. one. Okay, I'll go for the standing one. Great. Um, and so that's going to be 17 to hit. 17. Ping! Bounces off the armor. Ugh, of the dang it. Okay, 
And I was like, what? And I try again. <laughs> and I still don't make it. <laughs> That's not how it works at the Academy. <laughs> I know. Um, but I will now, uh, my Steel Defender gets a turn. Yes. Okay, so they will do their uh, force-empowered rend melee weapon attack. Nice. Um, let's see. That sounds deadly. Let's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what that means. It's, it's also a 17 to hit, so I guess that doesn't hit either. The, those of you that are, you know, charged forth just hear ting, 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 ting. Whoosh, <laughs> just this mass chaos coming from the group behind. Um, well, dang it. Yeah. Anything else, Esty? That's it for me. Well, hold on. Can I, can my, um, my still defender still has their movement. So can I send them ahead? Of course. Okay, they have 40 feet of movement, so I'm gonna send them all the way up to where the um, the other Olive Knight is. Excellent. Uh, as the Steel Defender buzzes across uh, the chamber, uh, making its way to the rest of the group, the Olive Knights take their turn. The one that's out cold doesn't budge an inch and is still out cold. Uh, the other one stands, uh, or still standing next to you, Brawly, again, takes his baton and is gonna try to shock you with it. Um, he mm -hmm. does uh, I'd like to use a reaction. Yeah. So I am going to use uh, my warding flare. So when I'm attacked by a creature that can be blinded and it's within 30 feet, mm -hmm. I'm going to use my reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll. So uh, as he um, uh, uh, moves, this sudden like burst, you know, uh, of uh, a cleric. Uh, that's in service to Glinda. Uh, I see his, this time I'm ready for the shock baton coming for me and I'm blocking eyes with this olive knight. And from my chest, there is this like burst of divine bubbles. <laughs> it's almost like a, like a Care Bear stare. <laughs> it just like comes from my chest and right onto this guy and, 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 and just like, pummels his entire body in his face uh, uh, with these like divinely lit bubbles and it causes him to be momentarily blinded in a sense and he has to reroll that uh, uh, or it's imposing disadvantage so right so. Uh, uh, as great as that was brawly uh, unfortunately <laughs> uh, the goggles uh, that are, are, are on, on the olive knight's face sort of like mechanically like close, uh, <gasps> preventing any sort of uh, uh, you know inconvenience or disadvantages that rely on being blinded or anything for sight. Right. Bypasses your reaction as the goggles like unzip again. You see the white glowing light. The olive knight like smiles at you like nice try, <laughs> magic bear, mm. and again goes to strike you, uh, hitting you with the uh, shock baton, <gasps> dealing seven points of shock damage to you, make a constitution saving throw. Uh oh okay. Ooh, this was, oh, okay, 13 total. I, 13. Thought, it was, I thought it was an 18, but it was a 10. 10 plus you 13. You seize up, Brawly, as your bare fur, like, you know, stands up like porcupine spikes, <gasps> and you just go, you know, and Boom, fall into one of the tables, a loud crash as you are now paralyzed. Oh. Uh, the Olive Knight the, that just paralyzed you looks at the door that you all walked in through, sees you standing there, Essie, 
and, and tries to run past you. You do get an attack of opportunity, Esty, yeah. or a way to try it. to prevent him from fleeing. Yeah, I take it. I will try to attack him. Oh, and I don't. And I just say, Dad, gum it! <sighs> and the Olive Knight does flee from this room. Though, Esty, you, uh, yeah, Fezzer? Well, a couple things. I was five feet. I was next to the Olive Knight as well, remember? Because I jumped no, over. No, you're, you're at the one with the Oh, the other, the other one with the scepter. The yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, we're, we're getting Too many knights. Too many knights. Esty, um, you see the Olive Knight booking it down the northern corridor to the entrance to the compound that you all came in from hmm. trying to flee. Uh, you could, you know, on your turn, instigate a chase sequence uh, if, okay. you, if you want to. There is okay, but he doesn't have the scepter, right? Nope, he does not. Okay. There's an unconscious knight at your feet, uh, next to Brawley as well, and the other knight with the scepter, uh, who is preoccupied with uh, your, your 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 dragonfly, with Fezzer and with Sheraton, takes. And his I have a can I have a question about that one? You said he was clutching his side. Does that mean he has dropped the scepter? Uh, one scepter in one hand, you know, hand on the side. Mm, of the other. Mm, okay. Uh, you can okay. Kind of like he, there's. Hardly anything that will force him to drop this scepter, short of okay. dying. Um, the Olive Knight uh, reaches behind his cloak and pulls a large steel shield out, using his action to disengage from combat, uh, runs through the crowd of you all, the Watchers, Ooh. out the door and begins running through the, uh, the, the compound here. Uh, he does at least take four points of poison damage from my flies. Four points of poison damage from the flies. Uh, already 27 points down from Cherton's sneak wow. attack. The Olive Knight is not looking good, but still able to run on two legs. Um, and run he does down the western corridor. All right, Olive Knight's turn is done. Fezzer, you are up. The Knight with the Scepter is running down the corridor. The, another Knight has escaped down a different corridor and one paralyzed Knight in the room. How far away is the Knight running down the corridor? The knight got uh, 30 feet down the corridor. Okay. I'm going to try... Ooh, so many things I want to try. I'm going to try one thing and then uh, perhaps initiate a chase if, if I'm able to. I don't. Do I need an action to initiate a chase or just, just chasing? Initiate uh, you will initiate the chase sequences will move us into a chase encounter, sort of resetting the initiative of the group to actively chase down these knights. Okay, then I would like to try one thing first yeah. that... Uh, We'll see if it works. I'm going to fire off two Eldritch Blasts as they're running away. Same kind of thing, like glowing green flames go up around my ears and down from my hands. Maybe they fire from my ears. We'll have to think about that. That could be cool. Um, and I and I roll. Uh, it's one attack roll for each beam, right? Correct. Okay. One great, one not so much. Eldritch Blast gets, what, plus seven? So one is a dirty 20, the other is a 16. Uh, the dirty 20 hits, the 16 uh, j- impacts the side of the wall, causing, uh, you know, tile to crack. Okay, then first off, he takes five points of uh, force damage, but then also uh, I'm going to use um, Grasp of Hadar to pull him 10 feet closer to me. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, as, you know, this, this, this force, this magical entity forces... Uh, the Olive Knight to retreat back 10 feet. Um, you now initiating, initiating a signature chase sequence brought to you by the fantastic 
Oz book that we are playing from today. A very fun, unique mechanic structure for chasing uh, down enemies, chasing after things you're trying to recover, or running away from potential situations. Um, Fezzer, since you were able to, uh, and the group was able to damage this Olive Knight uh, severely and pull him back 10 feet, we're gonna start this chase sequence with one success uh, for our group here. Nice. So the Olive Knight will need three successes to get away. Uh, our watchers here will only need two successes to run him down. Um, so with the chase sequence activated, everybody please reroll initiative. And since I have fallen and I was paralyzed, am I involved in this chase sequence? You are at zero initiative and will have to try to wake up from your paralysis on your turn. Copy that. Yeah, so essentially, no. <laughs> Understood, made sense. Which, I, you're kind of smiling for some reason. I don't know, what's going on? A little slow. Brawly's not um, real fast. Oh, buddy. Excellent, so who got the highest initiative from the group role here? Um, I got a 21. Okay. And I got a 25. Nice. Excellent. And ST, how did you do? I got a 15, just good for me. <laughs> Excellent. Um, right, and then we're gonna put Brawly down at the bottom. Down at the bottom. Um, Desert, since you initiated the chase, you will, uh, and you rolled uh, higher than the Olive Knight, you will get to uh, designate your roll first. Uh, as uh, stated in the mechanics here, you will roll a D4, adding your initiative bonus against the Olive Knight's D4 and initiative bonus to see who gets a head start on this chase. The Olive Knight rolls a six, a four plus two. Ooh, four plus two. And I'm sorry, say that one more time for me, um, just because I was reading, I was reading features. Uh, I'm rolling an initiative roll again, or just, a, or I'm adding my initiative bonus? Correct, you will roll a D4, adding your initiative bonus. Okay, cool, so point of order. Uh, <laughs> I have a thing called hair trigger where I can add my proficiency bonus to initiative rolls, but this isn't an initiative roll, right? Uh, if you can give me some of that sweet, sweet bunny folk flavor, I'll let it fly. Or I'll, I mean, I'll like, sorry. As there you go. As as a rabbit, as a, a bunny folk, like I am all about quick twitch movement and chasing. <laughs> we get chased by things. We chase things. You know, butterflies, carrots, our dreams, uh, all of the above. <laughs> and so I am no stranger to a chase sequence, and and I feel highly proficient when it comes to anything involving chasing. Excellent. Yeah, and with with that tr uh, you know hair trigger, you can add that additional bonus on top ah, of your hair chase trigger. Sequence roll. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So that's going to be a lot. Uh, so I rolled a two plus eight, ten. A ten. <laughs> yeah, on a D four. <laughs> if if this is too broken and you need to take that away, I do have a no, plus no, no, five no. on it's, initiative. It's, it's it's frankly perfect. I mean, you know, you you pulled the knight back. He's severely wounded. Very, you know, small amount of hit points. He wouldn't be, you know, traveling quickly anyway. Um, and you are on the exact opposite end as you, you know, leap again into this corridor, start sprinting down the hallway. You quickly recover the lost ground uh, that you that the, the, that the knight got to run away from as you tie up the score, or you get now two successes total against the Olive Knight's zero. Again, trying to reach three. So since you were successful, Fezzer, on this roll. Um, Next up is Sheraton. You will get to increase your chase sequence die to a D6. Uh, you could also decrease the Olive Knights, but since he's already at a D4, can't get any lower than that. 
no, I'll go with the increase on uh, Sheraton. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Olive Knight just wanting to persevere, dedicated to the cause, still trying to get away, rolls a six, a four plus two, the best he can do in this situation. Sheraton, how did you do? I did a six plus three, so I got a nine. A nine is bigger than a six. That comes out to three successes on the chase sequence. Yes. Uh, this Sheraton. is not the first time that I have been run away from. Why are you running from me? <laughs> As Thezer closes the gap and, you know, like hits the back of the knee of the Olive Knight, dropping him down one, you're able to close in and, and, and land the capturing blow on the Olive Knight with the scepter. Uh, describe it to us. What happens? What do we see? Okay, so, <laughs> croissants move faster than you think. Why do you think we are always gone from the bakery shelves when you come for us? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but Sheraton says that in Thieves' Can't, which takes four times as long. <laughs> And no one understands. <laughs> so it's still happening as um, Sheraton is uh, uh, does does that thing that you see in uh, uh, in movies and in TV shows where kicks away the scepter uh, from you know the the person uh, and then just kind of I guess uh, sits on their neck. I'm a medium-sized <laughs> yeah. croissant. I don't, you know, just like sit, sit, sits on their neck and it's like, it, you did a good battle, but it is over. And you, you are down now and you stay down. Otherwise, I, I will sick the dragonfly on you. <laughs> Somehow, Sheraton, you knew that the weakest muscle of the Olive Knight is their neck muscle uh, as you pin them down, uh, ending the chase sequence. Um, as it all plays out, one Olive Knight is unconscious next to Brawley, who is paralyzed, still in the irrigation room. You have captured and recovered uh, the Olive Knight and the Silver Scepter. But the third Olive Knight did flee from the encounter entirely, making it outside and out of this scenario. Um, uh, it would be a good opportunity now, while the facility is still sort of empty, uh, to ask any questions of these knights if you want to, you know, bring them together, tie them up, or, you know, interrogate them, or flee the situation, whatever you guys want to do at this point. I just kind of walk up to the the knight. Brawley uh, still sure. paralyzed as well. I am. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm ready to cast lesser lesser restoration on him whenever the time is right. <laughs> the time is right. <laughs> okay, I go ahead and do no. that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to like interrupt someone else's gameplay. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, I, I see you, Brawley. Take us away with the lesser restoration. Yeah, so I go ahead and uh, and I, I kneel down, and you see like sparkly pink glitter like come out of my hands towards you, and you feel suddenly unparalyzed. You can move again. Oh, 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 oh. thank you. Uh, uh, I was, yes, yes. Are you okay? I believe I'm. Uh, and then I see the unconscious uh, 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 Olive Knight that's right next to me, and following Sheraton's lead, I like basically pin him on his neck. So I basically lay my body across his neck <laughs> since that we has been established as their, their weakest muscle. Their yeah. weakness, yes. So I, yeah. I basically actually I'm kind of like, uh, uh, like I have him almost in a headlock. Like, uh, so my armpit is on top of his neck and I'm like trying to wake him up with my other paw claw thing. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> clapping in his face. Hello, 
hello! As the uh, unconscious uh, Olive Knight comes to Brawley and Esty, you have uh, him adequately pinned uh, and, and, and bound. Um, Fezzer and Sheraton, how would we like to reel in the Olive Knight with the scepter? Well, I, I would just say after Sheraton runs past me and pins him, I just kind of walk up, sipping a cup of coffee I got out of nowhere, and I just look down at the <laughs> croissant and the Olive Knight and I go, that's what you get for trying to flake. No. Oh. <laughs> That's what I contribute uh, to the moment. Um, uh, Sheraton Sher- is uh, uh, is there. It's just like kind of like patting on the side, be like, "Oh, are you okay? I, I am just making sure that you know everything is good. I know this was a hard battle. Um, basically, uh, playing good watcher. Uh, you know, like I know this was a hard battle, but I'm." But physically, you're still okay. Uh, I, uh, we were in the heat of battle. You know how we get, uh, you know. So, but really, we have some questions that have to be asked. And like, they, they might be hard questions. And Sheraton looks up at uh, Thazer. It's like, they might be hard questions. Or they can be easy questions. You answer and you go home. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get then, anything out of me. The buttered, <laughs> the buttered roll. I am not a roll. I am a croissant. Oh, oh this Good is, gonna, is immediately dropped. Bad for you over there. Hmm. As we uh, bring these two captured watchers together and recover the silver scepter, uh, we now have the opportunity as a group of watchers to interrogate and ask questions of these captured olive knights. What are we thinking, team? Hmm, let me see. Uh, the the uh, scepter yeah, itself, we, is, we, as a reminder, is, um, you know, nothing bigger than, like, a magical wand. You can hold it easily in one hand. It is silver. The head of the scepter is, like, a, like a, a cupped hand with a globe inside of it. And the bottom of the scepter can be unscrewed, and it's empty in the handle, as if it's missing, you know, something to be slotted inside of it. Uh, have we already uh, like bound them in the in the secure room? Yep. Okay. Um, yes. So they're like they're like sitting, and it's just like us. Yep. Okay. They're you know back to back, rope tied up from the different you know yeah. supplies in this chamber. Yeah. Uh, ready, ready for your line of questioning. All right. Uh, Huddle. Yes, yes, yes. So let me look at my features and traits. <laughs> so like like while we're all huddling up and that's okay. happening. Uh, we can just say in like hush whispers, I'm like, Brawley, I know you're hungry, but not yet. You gotta wait. We gotta talk to him <laughs> first. Doesn't matter they, how rumbly your stomach is. They look so, so tasty. And you know how I enjoy taking little tastes out of people who've been aggressive towards me. <laughs> I know that about you and you love olives and I can tell that's their thing, but we gotta hold you I back, also buddy. love people. <laughs> mm. And Esty suddenly looks kind of scared. <laughs> I'm trying to like wink at Esty with my back to the nights, like. Oh, okay. uh, and, and Sheraton is just like, yes, he eats people. Ezra, <laughs> go ahead and roll intimidation with advantage uh, since you've got the the group aiding here. All right, all right, all right. It's gonna be uh, a twenty-four. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, as you're all huddled up, you hear the, the Olive Knights. You got us, you got us. Uh, f- fair, fair and square. Uh, we'll, we'll answer a few of your questions if you let us leave with, with all of our limbs, yeah? All your limbs, all of them. 
Oh, that, yeah. Yep. Deal. Hmm. Great deal. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Um. <laughs> It, with that, uh, uh, Brawley kind of goes up to that knight that said that that made that offer, and he's and he, with his like giant bear paw, just yeah. reaches towards his ear and gives it a little tug. Uh, mm-hmm. All the limbs, all the uh, limbs, uh, all the limbs attached, mm-hmm. attached. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, attached! That is a that's a good that's a good caveat there. You want to make sure that's in the fine print. Um, so speaking of limbs still being attached, we heard you were doing an experiment. Could you tell me about it? Um, uh, as the Hollow Knights like look at each other, you know, look over at you, Brawly tugging on the ears that aren't technically limbs. Nope. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Sheriff is kind of like hopping around like, oh, <laughs> will this happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah, so we, we, I have the scepter, right? And uh, we were not anymore. To- now we have it. But go right. ahead, go ahead. When we had the scepter, we were trying to find a way to to power it back up. It's 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 missing its 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 source of energy, its hmm. battery, its 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 internal components. Hmm. We we thought if we could find a new way, maybe through you know hydropower or or, or something else to power it back up, we could activate it again. Oh, what normally goes inside of it? Uh, a, a, a battery. Uh, you can see at the bottom, it unscrews uh, a power source, uh, uh, you know, a, a mechanism uh, is slotted inside and when it's closed back up, it, it'll power on and function normally. Hmm. And how did it go missing? We don't know. Uh, uh, many, many, many years ago, the scepter was, was buried uh, in, in this district. Um, it took us a while to find where it was buried. It had to comb through records, documents, uh, oh, tomes, yeah. But eventually found it, unearthed it, and uh, are trying to get it back working again. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Thazer, do you have any questions? Anyone else? I want to know go? for who. For oh. who are they doing this for? That oh, is that's very, a good question. That is very yeah. important. We must know who to bring to justice for Glenda. Ah, yes. the, the one and only, the, the, the true ruler of the Southern District and all of Oz, the the one that will put things back to the way they should be before all this, this this rank magic plagued our streets and, and, and made life soft and easy. The one and only Antem. 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 Have we Antem. heard of this person? Yeah. Or being? Uh, everyone can make a history check. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you spell that name for me? I think I know who this is. I... Marquia doesn't know. Maybe Sheridan so, does? I got a 23. Well... Ooh. So no, I got an 8. I got a 7, so Brawley doesn't know, <laughs> but I think I know, yeah. but Brawley doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Dang uh, it. Sher- Sheraton just has like the has stopped hopping around, has like this blank look on their face, and and just looks over at Esty like, eh. Would you say you have a glazed over look on your face? Oh no! <laughs> Sorry. How dare you? So good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the name Antim has. Uh, a- has not been uh, even those of you who are, are proficient with their history uh, uh, for, for this specific check does not ring a bell um either what? it's been uh, though to be fair the olive knights themselves uh 
don't really appear in you know written records more stories being told from generation to generation um, either it's just that the name Antem is either you know lost from the history books or uh, is possibly a, a new character in, in in the you know the cast of evil that's trying to overthrow the rulers of odds um, who knows it's hard to say. Okay. Hmm. Once, all of the knights speak up, once Antem has the fully functioning uh, uh, silver scepter and can use its power to dampen powerful magics like your revered Glinda the Lich, then with the Oz relic, the, the, the love magnet combined with the scepter, we will set things right. This and as soon, soon as the Olive Knight kind of reveals that bit of information, um, you hear doors fling open, the same doors you entered into the compound. And you see that security guard that Thezzer charmed to get in. Um, obviously, uh, uh, an Olive Knight ran out from that way. Some sort of you know altercation, the security guard is now in, looks and sees the open door with all of you standing there, have the Olive Knights like wrapped around and just pulls the alarm next to the door. Ear, 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 ear. We do have authorities, so we, we, we are the ones in charge, so. Uh, but also, We I, caught um, them. Yes, I, I, I know I am a watcher. I know I'm on the, the right side of the law, but um, <laughs> I have a past and uh, alarms do a lot for me. So uh, maybe we should just leave. Um, it's, uh, they are captured and other watchers will come. I think maybe we should just go. Oh. We do have the scepter. We can we can go to where do we go? We get to go to the pipe place now. Yes, we yeah. we go to the residential pipe manufacturer. I, yes, I love I, those people. They're great. In the little uh, neighborhood, uh, the Tin Man did uh, plan out to meet there to rendezvous to regroup after your first initial search uh, here at the gardens. Right. We should. I am not like Cesar. I do not like paperwork. I, I, I stained all of it. Uh, you know. is, is, our, is our security guard friend actually here? Yeah, he's like running down the hallway towards where you guys are. It okay. Well, um, Thezzer, maybe uh, you, you can direct our security guard and he can handle yeah, yeah, the yeah. apprehension uh, for us. Um, uh, you, you, you and your silver tongue. I, I uh, pat Thezzer like I do and cast guidance again. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, as you do, Brawley, the security guard, uh, uh, reappears in the doorway there and says, What's going on here? All right, all right. As you understand, this is our jurisdiction. Uh, and I kind of haul one of the knights of I was like, Look, we got a couple of these guys right here. Take a hold of this guy and just kind of like shove him towards the guard. I'm like, Get him locked up. Uh, we're securing evidence. I'm calling in the, uh, you know, the, the C squad and the B squad and the, and the J team to, to come and secure all the perimeter. And uh, my team, take a, go ahead and head on out, get a breather. You need some fresh air. And I'm just like talking and keeping it going and trying yeah. to like, I take it you and leave. With advantage, you know, flash your. Uh, correct looking paperwork, your, your, your quick tongue, yeah. Um, okay, one terrible and one great, uh, uh deception. Guidance. Uh, 21. Oh, hey, let's, let's just oh, max gosh. it out. 
23. Excellent. Uh, the yeah, security guard speaks up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great. Uh, the alarm's pulled, so uh, the local authorities will be here soon. I'll make sure uh, these two olive knights, olive knights, who freaking, who knew that, who knew that they were real? This oh. is, this is incredible. Uh, I'll, I'll get promoted for sure. Um, yeah, you can head out and, and do your thing, and, and, and thanks for catching these guys. You yeah. Hey, uh, and Toss says to the, <laughs> I have to, um, the A team thanks you. <laughs> the A team. Oh. And then <laughs> slow motion walk through the hallway. <laughs> when the facility yeah. blows up behind us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and as you all leave the captured uh, uh, Olive Knights to be arrested by the local authorities, you make your way out of this facility back into the gardens uh, and make your way uh, eventually to the next neighborhood of this district. Uh, with the Silver Scepter in hand, uh, we have unveiled some information about the Olive Knights, about their leader, Antem, and what they might be up to.
With our work in the Garden of Wild Beasts concluded, we now run armed with information and new leads into our next area in the southern districts of Oz. We now head to Little Utensa. To get there, uh, you will utilize the Underground Oz Railways, the Q Line. Uh, two stops over will get us from where we are to our destination. Um, normally, you'd have to drop in a few pieces of gold pennies or GP in order to pay for your ticket onto the railway. But being the watchers you are, uh, you know, you can throw it on the old, uh, the old company card. The expense card. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the railway itself is 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 pretty dull public uh, accommodations contrast with with vibrant murals painted throughout the sections of this metro line. Uh, no other underground line in the other districts is as actively patrolled as the Q line. This is thanks to the South Watch, where you all got your watcher training and where many get their watcher training um, throughout the land of Oz here. Um, few would risk skipping fare uh, or, or harassing fellow passengers for fear of drawing attention of an off-duty or trainee watcher. The result is a safe but slightly tense ride, not knowing who might be sitting next to you. Decorating the walls of the stations are all manners of warnings, notices, and announcements. Some say that no newspaper is as current with active news throughout the kingdom as the stations along the queue line are. Uh, competing for attention are murals painted with prominent community support. Every installation has been thoughtfully vetted uh, as to be inoffensive and palpable as possible, pleasing all who travel through this district. This result is artwork by committee that is begun uh, and, and is a spectacle uh, next to the public notices. Safe to say your uh, uh, traveling time on the queue line is uninterrupted as it might not be in other districts uh, if you were to travel through them. As I said, two stops, you onboard the underground train into the neighborhood known as Little Utensa, known for its highly skilled and decorated smiths any job involving metalwork, but specifically not tin, is best brought here. It's best not to even mention tin while you are in the neighborhood of Little Utensa. It's fine metal, but the way some folks go on about uh, go on about it, you think that there is nothing suitable, no other material suitable to, to craft with. Sure. Tin is soft, easily workable, and can assume many shapes and create beautiful trinkets, but try wearing a suit of armor for tin or swinging a, a, twins, a tin sword. Um, many tin knives, uh, how many tin knives do chefs wear or wear have in their block? Uh, <laughs> most people would say using tin in this fashion is nonsense, at least people from Little Utensa. Uh, there's certainly more to Oz than just tin smithing. Uh, if you haven't gathered, tinsmithing is a real big, big thing in the other districts. Not as, not as much so here in the southern district. As long as you don't bring up tin, the locals are more than happy to talk to you, help you, help you sharpen your, your, your weapons, polish any metals that you might have on hand. Uh, the streets are literally lined with smiths, capable and willing to take on the most challenging crafting tasks. Uh, your first impressions as you leave the uh, uh, the uh, 
uh, underground rail stop uh, and enter the, 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 the neighborhood. It's much different than the gardens. Buildings and doors look like cupboards and drawers lined down the, the stone cobbled streets. Um, you can see shelters uh, that are set up uh, for vendors on the sidewalks as well to prevent rain and other precipitation from you know uh, blocking up their work and goods. The constant echoing sounds of metalwork not only come from the many smiths that work and live here, but from the uh, residential pipe manufacturer. The manufacturer specifically makes organ pipes, not like plumbing or construction mm -hmm. pipes, anything like that, but organ pipes. So the sounds are, are musical and loud as they carry through. Um, in terms of navigation, the key points to investigate while we are in this neighborhood, the stone monolith, known to the locals as the whetstone, a tall pillar surrounded by a low pool. All smiths sharpen their first blade to this stone. It is bad luck to ignore this tradition. The tavern under the overground, also known as the overunder, rough around the edges, but a favorite among the locals, a noisy tavern uh, where you could rent secret rooms for meetings and storage. The spice shop named Mr. Paprika's, a narrow shop with tall walls filled with spices collected from all across Oz. Some items are not for sale or even listed on the menu. You have to ask to see the private wares. And of course, the residential pipe manufacturer known as Piper's Pipes, tall building looks uh, like a church with organs on its exterior, not just pipes. Um, they, they can also craft things like beams and cables as well, but predominantly they work in uh, musical pipes. Their logo is a metal pan flute. As we make our way into this neighborhood, we have a few tasks in front of us. One being, of course, to rendezvous with the Tin Man, uh, Glenda's right-hand uh, uh, you know, activist in this investigation against the stolen relic of Oz from her ruby vaults. Uh, he instructed you to meet him at the residential tin uh, pipe manufacturer. Oh, I already said tin. I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, the residential pipe manufacturer, where you can uh, uh, exchange what you have found in your respective areas for this first part of this investigation. Your second task here, now that we have uncovered the Olive Knights are involved in this, uh, this heist, this plan to overthrow Glinda, digging up more on them, uh, maybe evidence against them to be used uh, to, to present to Glinda, uh, maybe finding more secret bases of theirs or activity in the area. If they're active in the gardens, they are certainly active in the other neighborhoods of the Southern District as well. So finding more about the Olive Knights, rendezvousing with the Tin Man should work out for you. Group, where would we like to start? Well, first off, I would just like a little bit of clarification. <clears throat> We're not supposed to say the T word here, right? Is that, is that part of the, the deal? Mm -hmm. No. We're, we're uh, not. They, they take it very seriously. I have had dealings with little Utensia and, and uh, Sheraton holds up the sharpened uh, rolling pin and sharpened uh, kitchen spatula that uh, they use as uh, fighting weapons, uh, as rapiers uh, in battle. Uh, these were gifts. Uh, it was a high honor, high honor. Do not use the T word anywhere here. Uh, then how are we supposed to talk to or about the T man? This just seems like a very difficult situation he's put us in. Well, his name is Nick Chopper, remember? Mm -hmm. That's right. Sir Chopper. Okay. 
Yeah, Mr. Chopper. Sir, we could go Chopper, ask for Mr. Chopper. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Mr. Chopper. Chopper. That's yeah. an intimidating name, but I, I'm down for it. Let's <laughs> let's go with that then. It's a Mr. Chopper. Right. Get so... to the chopper is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need a second after that too. Yeah, that, that, that got me. <laughs> but it, it is peculiar that he would uh, request to meet in a place where I imagine the residents will respond to him uh, pretty interestingly, I suppose. But he cannot help that he what he is, you well, know. So is he not? Is he supposed to not just go into little utensia at all? And mm-hmm. um, I mean, he was cursed to be this teen. Ah, uh, teen. Oh my gosh! Here we go. It's like a passing group of locals like look over at you. Teen. Listen, listen. A teenager. The teenager. The teen person. Um, chamomile. They nod their head and keep watching. He sounds good. You hear him say, yeah. So. So he is first. He cannot help this. So I think people would understand for that and be accepting. Yeah, makes sense. There's a. Let's just say there is a history with this tea and little utensia and mm. it is not a good history no. you have to respect their wishes yeah oh, we should I, I i suppose we should meet him rendezvous with with him as he asked us to but uh i yes. uh, keep our noses out to uh see if we notice any of the olive knights around and and um brawley would have gotten would have taken some good <laughs> long sniffs at the captured Olive Knights <laughs> so that if he gets a whiff of anything that smelled, I don't know, I guess olive I'm not sure what they exactly <laughs> smelled like, just to see if there's any way to, uh, just have a, a, a reference um, in case something strikes his nose um, out here. Yeah, Brawley, why don't you go ahead and make a perception check with advantage relying on that scent tracking. Okay. And I was, I didn't want to like one up on that, but I was also going to be actively looking for the knight since I'm an investigator and I apparently have triple advantage on tracking people. Yes, as a, a nice. bunny folk, uh, you have triple advantage uh, when tracking individuals, um, we... which is just that. Roll three 20-sided dice and take the highest roll uh, next to Brawley's uh, perception as well in order to see if you can track down any activity. Brawley, can we say that I'm just like riding on your shoulders and that's part of how I have that advantage? Just like being I'm super up. down with that. And if you're there and if we're if we are accustomed to working together in this, then I would absolutely give you guidance in this situation. Um, Stack it up. Talk yep. about a sure thing. <laughs> so I got a 15 in my perception check. Um, but at this point, I think I'm just trying to support uh, yeah. uh, Thezer's. And with with Brawley's help, I got a 24. Excellent. So you all, you know, get off the train line, walk a bit into the, you know, the, the exterior of the train station. Um, as Fezzer, you hop on the, the shoulders of Brawley, you both uh, tap into your expertise, investigation skills to track down some of these olive knights, and you do just that. Brawley, you're, you're able to pick up a scent uh, of a trail of knights leading into the, into the direction 
of the uh, stone monolith. Uh, Fezzer, with your uh, uh, triple advantage, you're actually able to confirm four, uh, you know, two sets of footprints, so four knights total uh, making their way in that direction. Um, Fezzer, why don't you make an insight check? Roll with advantage as well, since you're able to, to track down this information so well. Yeah, Brawley, I think I think I definitely trust your nose on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking. Well, I trust your nose. I pat you on the nose and give you guidance again. <laughs> I, 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 pat, I pat you on the nose and I give you nothing. Um, but I like the pat. <laughs> and I'm rolling insight. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen plus uh, seventeen. Guidance. Uh, yeah, that's with the guidance. Ah. Excellent. Yeah, a group that size for Olive Knights um, is a little large. Um, obviously, you are, all, are, are for Watchers traveling together, which is a little normal for, you know, the Watchers and, and their, you know, detectives investigation. Uh, but especially in this neighborhood, like a group of four people seems like a lot of people to be uh, patrolling around. Um, your best guess with your, your investigations, your insight here, Thezer, is that it's likely those knights were heading to some sort of like base or hideout or cache or you know some like established area where the knights gather. That again is leading off into the direction of the stone monolith. Um, the uh, uh, Tin Man said that you should rendezvous with him near the residential pipe manufacturer. So we kind of have a fork in the road right now where we want to start and continue our investigation of the stolen heart um, um, magnet. Cool. Uh, question. Well, uh, well, I'll, I'll turn to the group now that we've like, uh, 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 now that we have identified the tracks. Um, do, does anybody know how fresh these tracks are? Uh, I mean, I would look at Fezzer for that. <laughs> yeah, no, Fezzer can yeah. respond that these are very fresh tracks. Time, uh, time is definitely uh, this group essence. of knights, uh, probably well disguised, passed through here not more than. 15, 20 minutes ago. These are very fresh tracks. This group of knights, probably well disguised, passed through here not <laughs> 10, 15 minutes ago. I do understand this, but also uh, Glinda wanted us to be like this when it comes to um, meeting Sir Nick Chopper. And would it be a good idea for us to walk around with the scepter like we are right now to then go towards the enemy i think i think yes we are at a um, we are at a fork in the road mm. but i feel like perhaps meeting nick chopper is uh the best way to then hand off the scepter to then free ourselves for for other things yes we but should see what do you feel I agree. I wouldn't want them to take the scepter back. That would be terrible. That'd be a bad look for us in front of Glinda, and we can't have that. So I think I agree. I think we should go meet Nick Chopper, <laughs> and and then maybe we can track him down. Maybe we tell Nick about the tracks, and then he helps us. I don't know. We'll see. That's, that uh, sounds very good. Speaking of speaking of seeing, um, uh, as I start to then head towards like taking that cue and and committing to it, Brawley starts to head towards where I uh, where he knows uh, we are to meet uh, Sir Chopper, as he would call him. Um, but dude. Uh, 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 Estee, have you have you examined the scepter? Does it look? I know it's missing a, a a battery, but does it look like it's been damaged at all to your eyes? I do. Can I examine it just out here on the street like this? <laughs> I, I would do this I, in a. <laughs> I know all the. I know all these shady corners. I can. Oh. Um, no, I have been to Little Utensia before, and I, there are some dealings here. Uh, there, there is just a place right here. 
uh, okay. on our way. We'll go the back alleyway. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Shadowy uh, alleyway. <laughs> not not <laughs> sus at all. <laughs> yeah. There's a sign over it that says not sus alleyway. Yeah. Yes. That's the one. Uh, That's good. Marathon, as you lead the group, uh, you know, out of the plain sight of the public eye, um, you all sort of, you know, take in your surroundings a bit as well. Uh, you know, realizing the the main population here in Little Utensia are the utensians, uh, which are sentient kitchen utensils. Uh, they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, you know, some of them. You know, the size of a normal person, some of them the size as a normal kitchen utensil. From uh, colanders to knives, meat tenderizers to rolling pins, um, these sentient utensils uh, function as a society normally would. Some of them wear like, you know, full on clothes and suits. Some of them are just, you know, it's a cheese grater with a face. Um, they really come <laughs> in, in all sorts of variety. Uh, they are welcoming people. Uh, they are very helpful people, um, and they take etiquette uh, and fashion and sort of your, uh, you know, your, your your presence around other people very seriously. Um, dipping into shady alleyways will, will certainly catch an eye. Um, it might get people, you know, you know, like talking, you know, rumors about who are you and what you're doing here. Um, but uh, more than enough reason to, to sort of check out this scepter. Uh, you walk in between two buildings. Um, again, they are these oversized, you know, like covered and drawer looking buildings. It's almost like you're like in a miniature village, but it's it's fully built out for you. Um, it, it, it is very much urban. Um, there are, you know, you know, patches of grass between sidewalks and streets. Um, people are walking their pets. There are coach and buggies uh, and some motorized vehicles walking up and down the stone cobbled streets. Very active, very busy. Again, the constant sound of metalwork uh, echoing through the streets and alleyways. Um, Sheraton, as you pull everyone out of the public eye, Esti, you are able to properly examine this silver scepter. Uh, why don't you give it a once over and, and see what you can discern? Right, yeah, I would uh, look it over, take it apart. I would investigate it probably with um, with a mind towards any arcane information about it, any history about it that I might be able to discern. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you, see... giving you guidance, of course. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but do I get a pat? Of course you do. <laughs> I, scratch, I scratch you behind your ears, which is something oh, okay, thanks. odd to do um, to a human, I guess. <laughs> Um, and then also like really examining kind of like the power that it needs inside, like what kind of battery, like what is the, like, can I tell what the physical object is yeah. that needs to be in there? Absolutely. Um, yeah, Esty, you, you, you give it a, a thorough overview here, tapping into your, your knowledge of this sort of thing, uh, incredibly useful in this situation. Um, a couple things. One, the really only like movable or removable components of the scepter is, is like the bottom screw cap. The rest of it is, is actually pretty solid. Uh, it's There are some seams, some joints that are connected, uh, you know, welded together securely, um, but it's done in like a flawless sort of masterwork quality. Um, once the, the, the bottom is open, you're able to look inside, you can tell that it's been modified somewhat recently. Uh, modified in a way to like receive a, a, a battery or power source or a way to activate the scepter without magical means. It's very clear okay. to you that the origins of the scepter come from uh, magical components that powered the scepter in order to perform its, its magic. It's, it's an attachment, an add-on, 
a modification that allows it to take a like mechanical battery, an electrical charge, in order to function without magic. Okay. Oh. Were, um, were any of those batteries in the lab that we saw? Unfortunately, no. It seemed like those olive knights were trying to power it with, uh, uh, like, you know, hydro uh, power, mm. trying to run water, like, into it or through it to propel it. Um, and it, was, it wasn't it was a reliable source of energy. Okay. Uh, can I try something? Yeah, yeah, of course. Can I do an experiment? Um, okay. I go, I rummage through my tinkerer's tools yeah. and... Um, well, let me see what I can do. I'm pretty sure I can make, I can infuse an item um, with an artificer infusion, turning it into a magic item. Um, so I don't, okay, I don't know if what I want to do will work. Hold on just a second. I've, I have a question that I think is, yeah. is a similar line as what you're investigating. So this modification yeah. that was done was so that this magical item could draw upon a non-magical power source in order for it to do what it does. Correct. Because normally yeah, it relies on magic to be able to do what it does. Correct. Yeah, it so functions. it would only have a certain number of charges, so they were trying to bypass that, so it would just keep on doing what they wanted to be done. Spot on. Uh, astute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what yeah. does this, um, what, what is the purpose of this uh, uh, scepter again? I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what we were in, uh, instructed about it, it, it is what does it do again well what i know is when we were uh, when we were fighting the the olive oily guys uh i tried to do a little bit of shenanigans at one of them the scepter kind of did it glow did it glow it kind of it did yeah. some it did some sort of glowy magic thing and like oh, my magic, magic right yeah so i mean i don't I know if that's all it does but i remember everything that. that glinda said to us oh. about this magic mm -hmm. scepter every bit and every piece I will roll for this uh, to just repeat what Glenda <laughs> told no, us specifically. I, I think you were so enamored with Glenda and so unaware of everything else around you that you would remember exactly what she said. Um, and, and, and essentially the information that we have gathered about the scepter is that when turned on, whether it be by you know a magical component or a electrical component, emits like an anti-magic field. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. shutting off all magical mm -hmm. abilities, all magical items in its vicinity. Okay. I can't do what I thought I could do, so we can move on. Noted. Yeah, it's 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 an old relic, uh, you know, comes from old magic, um, not Ooh, you know, magic. necessarily practice in the modern days of Oz, so it's, it's just a little out of the element here for, for you know, a shady alleyway tinkering. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, when, when we uh, exit the shady alleyway, uh, yeah. Sheraton's going to take out uh, there to the sharpened rolling pin and the sharpened um, kitchen spatula and proudly display them because that was gifts uh, yeah. given to yeah. to them. You know, just to be like, hey, we're on the up and up. <laughs> no, no worries here. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, yes, let's get this to to the chopper. <laughs> Excellent. So it sounds like we want to make our way to the residential pipe manufacturer to rendezvous with the Tin Man. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Quick DM yeah. question. Did we short rest on our way here by any chance? Oh, 
that'd be nice. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The, the the railway in the Southern District is calm and patrolled enough that you can adequately rest. Um, you know, one of you just having to sort of stay awake so you don't miss your stop. But yeah, we can we can certainly certainly short rest, not a problem. Nice. As we make our way to the residential pipe manufacturer, it's just a few short streets over uh, to get to our destination to rendezvous with the Tin Man. Sheraton, uh, as you wear and proudly display your utensil weapons that were, were crafted here in Utensia, you draw the attention of many locals and, and the smiths working their shops. Um, for you bear the, uh, the the signature smithing stamp of a smith known as the Great. That's G-R-A-T-E. Um, and you're sort of, you know, like stopped if you want to stop and talk to some of the locals as they, you know, really just, just point out your, your utensils. They say, oh, how magnificent. Uh, uh, I have not seen in person the, the, the work of the great uh, metal smith. Are they are they new? How have you used them? Do they uphold to the the name, the brand? I have used them, and they have surpassed everything that you could possibly think of. The great in this case is again the great great G R E A T G R A T E. I I I am so blessed. I am so blessed to have made this acquaintance with this. This incredible skilled maker. And of course, between the Utensians and the Dohans, you know, our relationship continues to flourish. We are each other's neighbors, and that is what we used. There's a, a real mutual respect between the Utensians and the Doans and the, the four spoons that sort of stopped you and are just gushing over your Utensian weapons, um, like you, you smile and, and, and praise the things you say. Uh, a, a, a corkscrew sort of like passes by with these like long legs, like one hand on its like wooden handle tip. It's, you know, metal screw coming out of its, its head where its face is in its handle, sort of like, like pops like, huh. I've seen better utensil weapons made on the upper blocks. The great has nothing on my uncle, uh, uh, Dipper. He's the true master smith. Oh, yes, we have all heard of the little Dipper. <laughs> it is, if, if only the greatest birds in the forest sang, then there would be a very lonely song. So continue. We, we must all we must all um, bake and uh, make towards a greater future together. The corkscrew kind of like humps again huh, and continues walking. Uh, the four spoons around you say, oh, uh, never mind old scoop. Uh, always, always has an attitude. Uh, where are you headed? We'd love to walk you there. Well, um... We are, uh, uh, <clears throat> hmm. Uh, uh, you just hear Brawly just like mumble and stumble and resist speaking for the group. And it just turns into a low rumbling growl again. Uh, Brawly is doing his purring thing again. Uh, we, we are we going to the. <laughs> The residential pipe manufacturer. We have a small case of business there, you know. Uh, just uh, things to look forward to in the future, all in the service of Glinda. 
oh, the, the, the four spoons excitedly go, oh, yes, 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 we, we know right where that is. We, we'd be happy to escort you. Uh, one of the spoons speaks up. Yeah, my cousin, uh, a fork chop, can let you in, no problem. Do we, uh, do they seem trustworthy, these spoons? Make an insight Are check. they sporks? Ha ha ha. Listen oh, no. here, you spork. Yeah. Oh, sporks get a bad name. They're so that was 19. <laughs> they really are. They are fantastic. Yeah. If we're going to prove be real for a minute, as long uh, as they're well made. <laughs> 19 plus. Sometimes the tines on the top are too short to be. If, anyway, um, a good spork is a good thing. A uh, 19 plus three, 22. Uh, they seem sincere and in their excitement. Um, I, I would say there might be a little self-interest, like parading around with Saratan, who has these, you know, Master Smith branded weapons <laughs> and, and on display. They could they could see walking with her and the rest of you as like a, a status hiding thing for other Utensians to see. All right. Uh, I don't trust any of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of like follow along with the group. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to... Hmm. I'd like to know if I can tell whether uh, uh, I, either if, if uh, uh, Thesra shares that insight with us or if I can tell whether they're kind of like mm, parading us around a little bit. Uh, would that require an insight check on my part, I suppose? Definitely. Okay, we'll see if this works. And Essie, if you want to, you know, lean in on this too, you're, you're welcome okay. to the insight. Yeah. No, I rolled a six. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fully, you know, well, how indifferent or however, however Brawley uh, is. Brawley has oftentimes and has learned from his past. Sometimes he is a little bit too, um, he comes off in a way that he doesn't mean to with his like big size and kind of like gruff appearance, but he's really just a big teddy bear. But sometimes people are kind of put off or, or they read aggression when there isn't any, which is why he stumbles sometimes when he's talking to strangers. So he is just like really internal and trying to not engage with these spoons because he's afraid that they might miss read him and then become afraid of him of course yeah in, in, a, in a neighborhood where etiquette and what you say and, and what you do uh gets quickly spread across the community um uh, sometimes it's smart to you know, keep, keep your mouth keep, shut keep, keep out of it yeah uh sd <laughs> yeah. How, how are you feeling about the i'm feeling so happy about visiting this pipe shop that i'm not <laughs> noticing anything else <laughs> great <laughs> uh Khan and, and, and these are seems like oh. you two are sort of you know left up doing here yeah, um, I, uh, I'm not even going to roll for it. Sheraton knew what she was doing when uh, they pulled out the the utensils to, to like be paraded around and, and yeah. is like a all all good with uh, this community exchange for <laughs> letting like it's like a social community exchange. They get, you know, their hype up and um, we get um, the badge of, hey, these people are a-okay uh, from people in the community to everybody else as they're leading us to a place. So it's an exchange at Sheraton's like, I am good with this. Uh, this is why I brought them out. <laughs> Excellent. And that's uh, precisely what happens as these four spoons uh, escort you uh, to the pipe manufacturer. You know, they're going a little slower pace than, than the rest of you might want, but they're, you know, you know, turning to the side and drawing the attention of people. Oh, a Miss Press. Uh, look, look who has arrived in the neighborhood today. And again, Sheraton showing you off and your, your masterwork utensil weapons, uh, you know, stopping. Uh, oh, uh, Scoop. 
look at look at who's here. Look who's walking with me today, and just really drawing as, as much attention as possible to this escort. Uh, and eventually, after about 20 minutes of, of this slow-paced walking, <laughs> you make it to the pipe manufacturer. Uh, the four spoons. Uh, Thank you uh, for, for walking with them and, and wish you the best and good fortunes. And if you might need them or their hospitality, you can find them uh, in one of the neighboring buildings, uh, a, a smith shop called the uh, the Skewer and All. <laughs> smith shop. Ooh. So... We now stand outside the residential pipe manufacturer. Uh, it's quite loud here as uh, the, 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 the metal working of these musical pipes uh, really resonates um, as you're standing in front of the building. You know you're supposed to meet the Tin Man somewhere around here, uh, presumably inside. Mm-hmm. Looking and for there, the is it, Yeah, is it reasonable to think that I would have been in this district before as a, as a ar- artificer? Oh, like I come here to do whether, okay. You know, whether it was your times of research or, or your your apprenticeships or, or what have mm-hmm. you, yeah, you would be absolutely familiar with this specific building and neighborhood, frankly. Okay. Yeah, so I would I assume I would know where the entrance is and walk in like I know the place. <laughs> yeah, there's sort of like a you know side like employee guest entrance, you know, that's uh used for like you know individuals to walk through, not like supplies and big shipments and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, like next to the, the docks. Um, yeah, you make your way over there, lead the group. Uh, no one stops you, no hassles, no problems. Okay. Well, uh, do we find this, <clears throat> uh, Sir Chopper? Do we. Oh, I'm going to use my nose. I'm going to smell for oil. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> next to the Tin Man, uh, you can certainly pick up on that oily scent. Go ahead and make your check with your advantage. 21. And following your nose is exactly what the group does. As you uh, make your way into, you know, like the guest sort of employee entrance, uh, there's a break room there, a bunch of utensils, some uh, some uh, some humans, some hoppers on their, you know, their work break. Don't really say anything to you, don't really care. As you walk through a couple hallways, Brawley, you're just, you know, almost nose to the ground, making decisive turns, going through entryways. Really, uh, hardly anybody is paying attention to you all as you eventually make it into like a side workstation that's like connected to the bigger like warehouse uh, storage facility for all the finished pipeworks. Um, there, you can see the Tin Man uh, standing over a table. His back is currently to you, and he seems to be like looking at some things that he placed there. Has and it, he looks it, like him. Yet. Sorry, he looks like himself, right? He's not like in any kind of disguise or anything. Uh, no, he is straight up Tin Manning. Okay. Uh, I say I. I would like before we make our presence known. I want to stealth over there to see exactly what he's looking at and, and or what he's saying when he thinks no one's there. Sure. Go ahead. I trust, I trust beings, but then I also do not trust them. <laughs> Go ahead and make a stealth check against the Tin Man's perception. Okay, so uh, this, uh, this counts as a thieving activity, yes? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Use my best dice because I get an advantage uh, being a Doan on all thieving base skills. 
I should have asked. Oh no! I should have asked for guidance or something mm -hmm. before I did it. Uh, my highest is <laughs> my highest is a twelve. Oh, actually, a twelve plus nine. Uh, so my self is uh, so twenty-one. Nice. Like 12, twelve. Twelve. Wait, twelve plus nine. Yep. That's, That's right. One. Yeah. Uh, my math suck. My brother <laughs> is much better at it. <laughs> hey, we have the artificer to, to check to, on do, that. to do the maths. Um, yeah. Sheraton, uh, describe to me your approach, please. Okay. Um, well, Sheraton uh, uh, puts away uh, the uh, the dual. Let's just say this is like a dual thing on their back <laughs> where there's like rolling pin handle and then like the spatula handle and it's just like with that and it's like. Uh, looks over at the party. Uh, just a second, please. Uh, and then it's just like, <laughs> all of a sudden, let's say there was like, a, like in a cartoon, like a little dust cloud that was Sheraton. All of a sudden, uh, and then um, as they're journeying over, let's let's be like it's like a speedy journey, like from their POV. Where it's like, oh, they're up here on a cabinet. Uh, now they are here behind the um, metal walls. Ah, uh, and it's like, oh, now they're between the the uh, the Tin Man's legs. Oh no! Uh, and now it's like <laughs> under the table. Uh, uh, and then like um, then perch, let's say uh, close by but up high to be able to hear and see what um, uh, Sir Nick Chopper is saying and looking at. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, as you get into your position, uh, as soon as you, you know, like peep over on the table or try to listen to what the Tin Man's saying, uh, the massive two-handed wood-cutting axe that is on the uh, sheath on the back of the Tin Man uh, detaches and f magically floats over to where you are hiding, and its sh fleshly sharpened blade is like right at your forehead, uh, just hovering in front of you. Uh, the Tin Man like quickly looks over, sees the axe, sees you, and goes, goodness, you know, like walks over, grabs the axe, <laughs> yeah. like, pulling it out of, you know, like the stump of a tree, puts it back on his back and says, Sheraton's like, ah! <laughs> and, and, and Desert's like, hey, settle down, Mr. T, settle down. It's just the A-team. We're good. <laughs> oh, not, not a problem. My sincerest, my sincerest apologies. The, the axe you see, a sentient weapon, has a mind of its own. It has certainly saved my own tin. I mean, my own back. Uh, when 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 uh, trying to be stuck up 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 on, but I I assume with how loud it is in here and, and the smell of, of of dust and and, and sulfur, uh, you certainly weren't trying to to sneak up on me. Just uh, or <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, who, who who would think uh, to do such a thing? And not start at all. <laughs> not not in not any of us. Don't don't. Uh, uh, are, are you happy? Please be happy. I, 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 st I step in. I step in, and, and uh, uh, as Sheraton is just struggling in this moment, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Chopper, Sir Chopper, we have we have acquired, uh, we we have fulfilled our our mission. We've come to present yes. to you. Excellent. I hold it out. I am quite glad to see you all have arrived here safely. I personally ran into a, a group of Olive Knights, and well, they almost got oh. the one up on me, but uh, I was able to make it out unscathed. If, as you hold the scepter, Esty, uh, the Timmy goes, oh, goodness, seems like you have done well yourself. What have you found there? Well, we found the scepter, just like you asked. 
and it's missing its batteries and they tried to make it so that it didn't need its batteries and it could just use water, but that seems silly. Why would you build something without magic when you could like build stuff with magic? Why would you do that? Well, you know, sometimes magic can complicate things as he looks over his shoulder, his cursed axe. Uh, but that, that is none the wiser now. Uh, please, if, if you don't mind, Watcher Esty, uh, placing the scepter on the table here. Uh, and all of you, please gather around. There's much to discuss. Uh, I get into position. As you all gather around the table, a uh, tin man at the head, you, you see a few things sprawled out here. Uh, a map of the district, the southern district that you all have been uh, investigating through. There are some you know, like markers, some key points, some things colored on it. Uh, the scepter that Esty just put down onto the table and what looks like a battery pack that matches the modification of the scepter uh, to, to be powered. Oh. Tin Man says, I, uh, after leaving Linda's throne room, made my way to the hidden porcelain village deep in the forest of fighting trees. There, it sounds like uh, I experienced very similar things to what you experienced in the Garden of Wild Beasts. An outfit of olive knights uh, were stationed there. They had just recovered this device, this, this battery pack. Uh, they had it commissioned, made by one of the porcelain smiths. Uh, the, the smiths, uh, porcelain folk, don't have the same... Uh, uh, should I say, moral compass when it comes to uh, why things are created and how they're used, uh, but here we are. After dispatching these Olive Knights, I was able to take this battery from them, not realizing until now that it was suited to be paired with the scepter so that its powers of, of, of magic disruption could be used and amplified. I also recovered this map from the hidden base of Olive Knights in the Porcelain Village. Very alarming that they were able to make it to the village, as it is not only a secret village, secured inside the forest, but also the closest establishment to the Ruby Palace where Glinda resides. It seems, according to this map, they are planning to overthrow Glinda, to lay siege to the Ruby Palace, take her position of power, and use not only the scepter, but the magnet of love to uh, uh, amplify the relic's power, to sway the masses' opinions and thoughts, to uproot and destroy all magic from the kingdom. This is a grave and dire situation. This is indeed. Um, Sounds like it. If, if I may, Sir Chopper, may I, may I look at the scepter? And I can, like, Brawley kind of leans in. Yeah, but, but of course. And um, is looking, uh, uh, Brawley's looking specifically at the points of modification. Yeah. Um, the modifications that, that happened, these are, these are not good, right? Sir Chopper, should we seek to rectify that somehow? Yes, I would say in at least this situation, the uh, how these modifications are intended to be used is not good. So I'd like to pitch something to you, Joe. Uh, uh, I no, I would like to I'd like to cast mending mm. on not necessarily to completely unmodify it, but maybe there's some um, some areas that I can seal that can make that can undo some of the work of the modification by, by essentially trying to mend the scepter back to what it was originally intended to be. 
as your, your 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 dungeon master, I can I will say you are welcome to try. I will. I would like to try. <laughs> At the very least, maybe make it a little bit harder for them to achieve their goals. Um, so, give me the flavor on you casting Mendy. So, Brawly is is taking. There's something about Brawly, although he's a very big bear and seems, you know like oafish in a sense, but there's something about the way that he runs his like clawed paw like up and down the scepter that has a kind of like nuance to it and there's something yeah. delicate about it as nice. he's you know taking in this object and noticing some of the points of the modification and so he just gently rests his giant bear paw on it and then wraps the 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 paw around that area and uh, conjures this divine magic to restore this object back to its intended form. And these, again, these sort of divine kind of bubbles sort of just sort of like, again, pop out of his chest. He's like, and, and they land onto his paw and almost absorb into it, casting this emanating divine light uh, and then brightening the, the scepter itself. Make an wisdom saving throw. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Uh, okay. I rolled a 20. Uh, excellent. Uh, so that's a 26 total. Holy As crap. you put your, your paw down on the scepter and channel the magic uh, blessed down onto you from the high power Glinda herself, you feel the energy transfer, and you you quickly retreat your paw off the scepter before it the, the the magical fracture, the reaction, the spark back could bite you. Um, draining could have drained magic clearly from your spell pool um, if you had not uh, uh, overcome this this uh, this this paint on this magical Whoa. scepter. Uh, a, a big spark, you know. Uh, you pull your paw back. You realize ooh, that, that, was, that was actually a pretty close call. Uh, the Tin Man, you know, is studying it very closely. Oh, my goodness! It seems even those blessed and following Glinda and her magics uh, are not quite powerful to destroy these modifications that have been applied to the scepter. Very, very Rally. worrisome. I have a not plan. not everything wants to be healed. Well, uh, uh, that is a very very good point there. Uh, perhaps very we should perhaps we should do the opposite of healing it, and maybe we should destroy it. My thoughts exactly, Raleigh the Watcher. I must take this scepter back to Glinda, so it may be properly destroyed and never used for evil purposes again. This is my plan. I will take the scepter, I will take the battery, back to the palace so that they may be destroyed. You all will stay here and follow up on two leads that I have collected since I arrived here in Little Utensa. The location of a weapons cache of Olive Knights is hidden here in the village. If you can find it, uproot it, and, and document it, it can be used as evidence against the knights so they may be brought forth for justice and punishment. That is... And the second? Second. The second lead? Second lead, of course. It seems the Olive Knights have quite a presence here in Little Utensa. Uh, pretty, pretty easy to blend in if you can get along with the locals. They have another hidden sanctuary, a place where they keep 
their records, their documents of their past missions, their, their dealing in the districts, and, and other formal documentation that could link them to the theft of the, the, the love magnet from Glenda. If you can find the weapons cache, find the uh, uh, room of records, gather this evidence and bring it forth. And with my pairing of destroying the scepter, we might be able to find who has the heart magnet, the magnet of love, draw them out from their hiding place so we may recover it. I really need to do an inside check on this dude before <laughs> he heads off with the scepter. Um, I think that's more than reasonable. Yeah, because he's like taking the scepter and the battery and yeah, it says Glenda's blessing and everything, but it's just like, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. No, as yeah, as as the Tin Man is you know unveiling his plan, explaining the leads, what he wants to do with the scepter, Sharathan, you're sort of getting an, you know an edgy vibe here. Uh, go ahead, yeah, roll your uh, 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 wow. yeah. Does this count as a, a thieving uh, based? I don't role? think so because you're just Inside trying to true intention. Like, yeah, true intention. Of uh, you know, yeah. Thieving, you gotta know someone's true attention. Thieving feelings. <laughs> I, no, I actually do follow that logic, but I think in this case, it's more of a gut thing. Okay. Uh, Let's go. 17 plus. What is, where's my. Wait, what did I just say? I was inside. Uh, 17 plus 4 is 21. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a tough read on the Tin Man, mm. frankly. You know, he he's made of tin, so there aren't a lot of like facial expressions that 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 come you know uh, onto onto his face from like you know what he says. Mm. Um, even like his 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 tone of voice doesn't really shift between moods or you know tones or or that sort of thing. Um, I would say if you if you're a, some suspicion is warranted from your role. Um, he seems to have a pretty decisive plan where he wants you all to be, uh, you know, what he wants to be doing. Um, but at the same time, that could come across as he's an experienced veteran um, who who is well known in the kingdom and who has, you know, thwarted evil before. Um, you have sort of trace at the same time that he sort of has a bad connection to magic. It was his cursed acts that transformed him into what he is now. Whether he is still resentful of that magic or not is, is a little up in the air, but hard to say true and true what his intentions are, um, but hard for you to say if they're good or bad. I am long, a long answer to basically say you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a decision. Uh oh. Um, so, uh, Nick Chopper, I, I understand your plan. And just as a outside watcher looking in, and yes, we did recover the scepter, I do not think it is a good idea to have the batteries with the scepter at this time. I think we need to keep the separate. I think that Glinda would understand. And while while Sheraton's saying that, uh, she's grabbing the battery <laughs> off of the table mm -hmm. uh, and like holding it and be like, I think this is in the best interest to just keep this separate at this time. You are a powerful knight of Glinda, and you have the scepter. And we are loyal followers of Glinda. We have the battery. When it comes back around, we will all be in Glinda's chamber together. But at this point, I think we keep this separate. 
that. I think you you make a very good point, especially because uh, Sir Chopper, you did mention that you were almost thwarted and barely got away from those oh, olive goodness. guards. Yes. Yeah. She's very pragmatic. Pragmatic, Sheraton. There are a few tense beats of silence as the Tin Man sort of like stands there, you know, his arms on the table. He's looking at the map. He's looking at the scepter. He's looking at uh, Sheraton, who's like, you know, grabbing the battery. Again, like, not a lot of facial expressions coming from this dude. So it's very unclear what he is thinking, what's going through his mind. Uh, but he eventually speaks up. He says, This is a good plan. You are right. Keeping the scepter and battery together could be problematic should they fall back into the wrong hands. And Brawley, you make a good point as well. As proficient I am with my axe and, and as, as comfortable I am in situations like this, traveling alone could get the better of me. May we repose the plan and come up with a new strategy. Perhaps we should all travel together to find the weapons cache, find the uh, uh, vault of documents, keep these dangerous relics uh, uh, between us as we gather evidence as a team that is a very good idea, I think. What do you all think? Let Mr. T join the A-team? <laughs> I don't know. Sharathan, you may keep the battery safe. I myself can carry the scepter, unless one of you deem it more appropriate to carry it yourselves. But ultimately, all of us together should be keeping these things safe. Yeah, I mean, if the group doesn't oppose, I guess come with us. I'm more concerned about time, right? Because mm -hmm. we know that the Olive guys, oh, shoot, we didn't even tell you. The Olive guys, they're in oh, town. Yeah. They and they're actually, tracks. yeah, the, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You can just uh, smell them. Or, well, Brawley can't. But anyway, they're in town. So we got to move quick. So take I think us whatever we do. To track down the location of the weapons cache and the location of the room of records. Seems Brawley and Fezzer are already on the case. They um, are. They really are. Then let, let, let's uh, let's lead you to the tracks that we've already found. SD, do you want to hold the battle up? Oh, um, I do. I want to look at it. I I would imagine that you would want to see the technology. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Excellent. I will take it and and I will like inspect it kind of as we're walking out. Perfect. Yeah, uh, the Tin Man excited with this new plan. You know. Pats his axe that's on his back and says, we should move quickly then. Brawley, Fezzer, lead the way. Uh, Brawley drops down to all fours and starts to like travel a little bit more quickly using all four of his, his limbs Excellent. together. Fezzer starts, you all starts hopping along next to him. The, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you all leave the uh, uh, pipe manufacturer and back out into the streets, Brawley are on like all fours, you know, tracking. Um, it, you yourself probably aren't drawing any attention this way. It's as common in Oz for, you know, a bear to be on all fours, you know, walking through the woods as it is for a bear to be on two legs reading a book on a park bench. Uh, they are one in the same and, and accepted in, in all the same ways. Um, Esty, as you're sort of uh, looking at the battery, um, it, it's actually a, a pretty ingenious uh, structure in terms of its components and layouts. Uh, it's compact, but efficient. Uh, a, a, 
the battery itself holds charge, but it isn't constantly exuding its electrical force. Only when it's activated does it send a quick jolt of electrical energy to power whatever it's connected to. So it can be used sparingly, and you can increase the intensity of the electrical jolt for a more potent reaction, if that makes sense. Uh, something like this, this, this level of electrical work is, is cutting edge when it comes to like, you know, crafting, manufacturing, metal work. And can I tell like, could I perhaps tell who it's crafted by, or if it's like by a certain guild or something like that? Absolutely. Um, why don't you make a history check with advantage since this is something you would be in tune with. Uh, 16. Um, things sort of line up perfectly in your mind. Um, uh, you know, this like use of electricity, electrical energy in lieu of magic is a staple by the Olive Knights. And even a further investigation into this battery, you unveils the, you know, red division sign uh, okay. that, that, that stamps the Olive Knights, stamped onto the battery pack itself as well. Like in the right light, you get like a metallic sheen that shows the, uh, the sigil of the Olive Knight. So this mm -hmm. is Olive Knight technology. It's almost as if they want, they're not really even trying to hide it that much. They, they want themselves to be known as those that overtook Glinda when that day comes. They have a complete loyalty and belief in their ruler, and that is what is happening here. They, they do not care the tracks that they leave behind. Because they think and they are right. And what they do. And people, you know, when they want to be in power, they want other people to know they're in power, right? Mm. So, like, you know, they want to be off. I'm, I'm so awesome and powerful. Look at, look at my scepter. I made a battery. <laughs> SD, maybe yes. it would help us if, um, because you, you have, you know, this history of them with the technology since. If you can look out for this as we are moving forward, I think that that can only help. And then, plus, they have been so secretive. It is a possibility that they have agents that we have not heard of. But mm. maybe the technology will tip it off. Oh. Yes. I will. I will keep a lookout. As you're all walking to uh, the, the location where Brawley and Fezzer picked up the trail of the Olive Knights, um, very similar to how you arrived at the manufacturer, uh, walking with those spoons and Sheraton's uh, utensil items, drawing a lot of attention. Uh, the Tin Man is is drawing a lot of attention as well, and, and good attention at that. Uh, people are excited to, to see him. Uh, sort of like flocking to his side, uh, almost asking like for like autographs and like selfies, if you will, um, and, and, and very excited to see uh, you know an Oz celebrity walking down a, a normal you know civilian type street. Uh, it sort of slows up your pace as as the excitement of the Tin Man and the public um, again draws more attention um, to the point where you know the Tin Man really needs to like like kind of almost push people away uh, to stay true to the to our quest here. Um, but we eventually do make it back to where the trail was picked up. Brawley and Fezzer. Um, the trail led into the direction of the stone monolith. Mm -hmm. If you want to take us there. That seems to be the place to go. Right? Yeah. Uh, 
Brawley, uh, look, 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 uh, nose there. There are the tracks. Uh, they're still fairly fresh. You want to follow? Yeah, um, yeah well, uh, well, of course, it seems to be the, the, the only logical place to go. Um, but uh, kind of hearing back in his head the, the warning that uh, uh, Sheraton had just earlier expressed, uh, Brawley is going to, rather than kind of tunnel vision focus on the tracks that are right in front of him, he's going to also kind of expand his awareness to see if there are any other tracks around because maybe somebody doubling back, maybe other sets of tracks moving in, maybe something different since we were last here. Sure. Dezer is the opposite. He is hyper-focused on the tracks. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, between the two of you, this uh, variety of tracking should not only get us to our destination, but alert us of any other uh, you know, dangers or secrets along this trail. Perfect. Yeah, Brawley, why don't you go ahead and make your check. Uh, you can roll with advantage, relying on those bear-like senses. Thezer, you're keeping us tried nice. and true on our way towards the hidden cache. Uh-oh. Well, with advantage this time, I rolled a total of 13. 13. Um, things seem okay. Um, it's a little tough to break through the commotion that the Tin Man is attracting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, frankly, there doesn't even seem to be any like issue with the Tin Man being made of tin or walking through, um, you know, this this part of the, the, the area, the neighborhoods, um, as uh, as as not welcome sometimes as the, the mention of tin and tin working could be. Um, Something you could poke and pry at. Um, that's certainly up to you, Paul. Hmm. Um, but eventually, Desert, you do get us to the stone monolith. Again, a large whetstone, a tall pillar surrounded by a shallow pool uh, where many smiths sharpen their first blades. Sort of like a, a town square setting. And uh, the tracks are just like showing coming into the space. Are they like heading into a building or disappearing yeah, magically? Yeah, the, the tracks lead directly to the, the whetstone, the stone monolith, right up to the pool and then disappear. Um, like, because the water wouldn't allow tracks to like, you know, hold. So, some secret entrance somewhere around here, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Would I have familiarity with this? I assume that I would have sharpened my first blade here as well. Of course, you have okay. spent time at this whetstone. Uh, if you can recall uh, the most likely good memory of sharpening that first whetstone and starting your training and apprenticeship. Um, mm-hmm. Make a perception check, Esty. Okay. It's not good. It's a four. <laughs> the whetstone <laughs> seems looks wet than when you were last year uh, you know it might have been some time ago since you did sharpen your first blade um but it's differently shaped than you remember it could be as a result of you know the constant sharpening of blades on the stone Mm -hmm. or it could be the result of olive night activity but something about the actual stone itself is what seems off though it's not clear what it is and then using Sheraton's suggestion from earlier, do I see any evidence of Olive Knight technology here? Like that that might have changed the shape of the stone? Use uh, my engineering background to detect a secret door? Anything like nothing that? in plain view, no. But if you wanted to, you could make an investigation check on the stone itself. Yeah, yeah I will do can that. I, can I help her with that? Uh, can, uh, is there, yeah. yeah, can that be all around or? Yeah. 
if 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 Shartan and and, and, and Thezer want to help with the investigation, uh, SD, you can roll advantage. Brawley, anything specifically yeah. for you while this search is going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking around to see if there is any any creatures um, that have been kind of lingering around, like even I don't know anything. So. Uh, there's a fountain here. If there's any, whether it's bugs even or or, or, or a squirrel, anyone that's been kind of uh, uh, seems to just be in the space and 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 kind of lives nearby or or, or is situated nearby. Um, sure. That's all I'm yeah, looking out for. Yeah, the, frankly, uh, quite easy to, to 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 spot. Whether you're looking for like an, an animal like yourself, um, there are certainly some around, or one of the many vendors that you know mm-hmm. their shops look into the square. Um, if yeah, uh, I'm gonna look for something that is not necessarily like an like something that can blend into the environment, like a, a, a squirrel or a crow or a pigeon, anything that that probably hangs out by this fountain a lot, um, and I'll I'll wait for them to, you know, do their investigation while I, like, see if I can find anything here. Yeah, lucky for you, uh, just the thing hangs around this neck of the woods. Um, a sawhorse. Um, they are living wooden horses. Um, the, the, they are, are ancient creatures native to Oz. Uh, and since the first sawhorse was granted uh, locomotion and sentience with the power of life, since then their numbers have significantly multiplied uh, and, and often take jobs, um, you know, start families and do many other things that you know, normal people in Oz would do. Um, the sawhorses like to hang around uh, this neighborhood particularly uh, because for some reason they get along great with the utensians who like to um, hang out with them and, and, and employ them. Um, Esty, how did you roll on your investigation check? 22 this time. 22. Um, yeah, you give the whetstone a stern once-over uh, with, with Sheraton and Thezer. Um, and you, in the same way that you identified that reflective sigil of the Olive Knights on the battery, find a reflective sigil of the Olive Knights on the stone monolith. Um, you know, splashing some water up and letting it drip down reveals the outline of their sigil on uh, the one side of the monolith. And Raleigh, what would you like to do uh, with your with your sawhorse? So I'll approach the sawhorse and I will sit down next to the sawhorse in a very um, uh, n- a non-intrusive, uh, non-aggressive way. And I'll lean over to the sawhorse. It's a beautiful fountain, isn't it, my friend? Yes, it is quite nice. Oh, I'm wondering, um, Mr. or Mrs. or, or anything else, uh, Sawhorse, um, if you... You may call me Reggie. Reggie. Well, that is my name. What is your name? I'm, uh, uh Brawley. Uh, Brawley, another ye. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of, you know, I show my uh, uh, little uh, uh, status uh, symbol with pride that I'm a, that I'm a, a watcher as well. I, uh... Uh, I see that you are a sawhorse, a, a watcher, a seer, perhaps, uh, uh, as well. And uh, my friend, as a watcher, my, myself, uh, I was wondering if your eyes have noticed anything particularly unusual around this uh, fountain within mm, the last well. 15, 20 minutes, even. I, my, my father was a watcher, and 
certainly bestowed some of those qualities onto me. I have a great respect for what you do. The sawhorses do make for good watchers and, and lookouts, for we don't need to breathe, eat, or sleep, and don't suffer from any exhaustion. Ooh. It's quite a handy trait we have, our series of traits. In the last 20 minutes, uh, yes, I can say there has been some activity out of the norm. A group of aspiring smiths came by to sharpen their blades, but when they walked around the other side of the monolith where we are sitting, I could hear the sharpening of their blades, and then nothing. They were gone, and the sounds were gone. Do you recall hearing anything other than the sharpening? Perhaps some words that they used? Mm-hmm. Words, let me think. Um... Are you a hear-horse in, in addition to being a <laughs> saw-horse? No, my brother is a hear-horse, but I myself uh, am just a saw-horse. Uh, so I unfortunately can only rely on what I have seen. Hmm. Well, maybe that would be enough. Um, if I could deputize you almost, uh, uh, if you could keep a lookout, um, continue to keep a lookout while you're here, and, and when we return, if you could report to me what, what you might have witnessed, that would be of great help. It would be my honor. My father would be proud that I helped a watcher. One last question. The, the, the sharpening of the blades, was there a certain rhythm to it, perhaps? Oh, yes. I remember it quite well, for at least four of them uh, sharpened their blades in this fashion. It was uh, two quick cuts on one side of the sword, and then one long cut on the third. Thank you, my friend. That is all I need. And I will take that knowledge back to my companions that are investigating. Excellent. Yeah, and you see Esti, uh, Shere Khan, and, and, and Fezzer all standing in front of, you know, this now newly highlighted symbol of the Olive Knights, um, trying to figure out how to maybe open a secret door or activate, a, a, you know, some sort of mechanic here. Um, uh, all uh, the while that we've been standing here, again, uh, the Tin Man is, like, trying to, like, ward off all these, like, big fans of his. Ooh. Brawley, uh, did you uh, did you arrest that guy? Was he causing trouble? No, we can uh, go arrest him. We can arrest him right <laughs> now. Uh, 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 no, 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 no trouble at all. No, no, no. Uh, I, but but uh, on on the contrary, I, I believe I have the, the 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 secret to gain access. Uh, and I'll go to 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 Esty as someone who I know has sharpened their blade here before. It appears that the the uh, um, olive knights each sharpened their blades two quick strokes followed by one long stroke. Perhaps there's something to that on the whetstone. Okay. Uh, should I do it here with all these people? Or, like, uh, what, what do we do? Oh, I don't know. The, the can, can we have a little huddle? Really? Yeah. Oh, I love huddles. <laughs> okay, I... Sir Nick Chopper is very impressive. You know, is a celebrity. See, uh, but uh, uh, where? Uh, but um, uh, it attracts a lot of attention, and I'm I'm not quite sure why he is uh, so coming popular. with us. Oh. 
Well, coming with us as opposed to just going back to Glindan. I, I was I also confused. It, I, I expected for him to just go back to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our lady, uh, but mm-hmm. he is instead going with us. And perhaps we should suggest that he just leaves. But I, I do not like to tell people that you are not invited to, you know, the fight party mm-hmm. that we are a part of. And perhaps we would need his strength, but also this is a, uh, it is awkward for me. And I just wanted to do a huddle to see how everyone else was oh, feeling. Now that you, you mention it, it is odd. I was also yeah, no, I very, very confused. Agree. Yeah, I was confused by his suggestion to come with us. I said, why? Why are you coming with us? Just go back to Glinda. You have the scepter. Why does he want to stay with us? Does he want to stay close to the battery? Now I'm suspicious too. But maybe if he's distracting all these people, I can just kind of open the secret door and we can sneak in and leave him here and you'll never know. <gasps> I think that's I think that's the right idea. I like uh, that g- idea. I will give you. Give, give me one I, second. Go. You'll know when. Uh, you'll know uh, when. Let's let us oh, let, yeah, ditch him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna look to see if if, if um, any attention has come our way at all, uh, uh, or if 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 Tin Man has been like. Is, is still very much the beacon, the center of attention. Yeah, Sheraton does not have um, their weapons out. That's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's no, no check necessary, Raleigh. It's very clear. No one is paying attention to you all. Uh, the Tin Man's presence here is is really drawing all the attention. I, I'd like to ready an action then. I'm an, on anticipation of something opening up, uh, as we uh, as that happens, I'd like to cast light on the Tin Man's axe so that it oh. glows brightly with light mm. to draw even more attention to itself. Hopefully, hopefully. And having Excellent. worked with Brawly for a while and kind of like seeing him like look back and forth and and maybe some some bubbles start to emerge on his fur or whatever to, to prep the spell. Um, as soon as he gets ready to do that and, and SD goes to open the portal, I would probably kind of walk over and, and yell out like at, at the same time, like what's that? Everyone who comes over right now gets a Tin Man autograph? Oh boy! Because <laughs> I want him to be like flooded so he can't even get to us if he sees it open. Yeah, no, as you draw even more uh, local presence to the Tin Man, uh, uh, yeah, people are, you know, like shouldering into you to, to go get this autograph that you call out. Uh, Brawly, you're prepping your light spell. Uh, SD, it seems like you're ready to, to perform the secret uh, passage yes. code. Yes, I'll pull out my short sword and do sure. two quick strokes on one side and one long on the other side. Excellent. And as you do, uh, the stone like pops uh, at the face where you're standing, where the Olive Knight symbol is. A, a, an outline, a crease of a door frame reveals itself, and you just give it a little push, and it opens inward, revealing the, a hollowed whetstone uh, with like a spiral staircase descending okay. in it, inside of it. <gasps> the whetstone itself is hollow? Yeah. Let us go quickly! <gasps> yes, it's got a little inside. Uh, Brawly, make a perception check. Uh, and I would also say, as I'm going down, I'm looking for traps. Smelling or hearing? Uh, nope, this one's sight. Uh-oh. Sorry, everyone. Total is... Oh, I rolled a one. Oh, no. <laughs> Total is a three. Uh, is, a, is a four. Total is a four. 
you drop the light spell onto uh, the Tin Man's axe, um, but before you can see like any like reactions from that, you quickly duck into the Whetstone Secret Passage uh, as you all make your way down the descending spiral staircase. Something important was missed. Yeah. <laughs> that that axe, y'all. That axe. It almost got me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Fezzer, it seems like you are out in front looking for traps. Yes, sir. Go ahead and make investigation checks on the spiral staircase as we descend down under the streets of Little Utensa. Oh, hold okay. on there, little guy. Pat, pat, guidance. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks, buddy. And I also no, have advantage on. on searching for traps. Nice. Okay. 15. Where's my D4? I once had a D4. Ooh, four. Uh, 14. 19. 19. Um, it's very clear that uh, the, the foot traffic here down the spire staircase is uh, clear. It's untrapped, uninhibited by any wards, security measures, or dangers. Um, you are able to track, Thezer, that uh, the group descends a total of uh, 20 yards underground so a, a decent amount a decent distance nothing too crazy but enough to you know really feel like you're in this subterranean layer it does quickly bottom out into this you know what almost looks like a hand excavated room probably you know 30 feet on one side uh, 20 feet on another and there are barrels crates uh, um, boxes weapon racks armor racks full and full and full of newly crafted uh, crafted weapons Ooh. and armor newly crafted yes uh, Sounds like so you think they're getting new weapons weapons cash yeah this they're is. pretending to do their first little swipey swipe and then storing them down here loading up for i can only assume you know what one would do with weapon which is some sort of revolution or war or, you know that sort of thing this is very like brawley's like faces i mean i he, we we heard the tin man describe a weapons cache but upon seeing this the magnitude of it it dawns on brawley that that yeah. there's a lot of them and it it's enough to rival even the uh, you know the, the the scores of watchers that are in training you know back at the garrison back in the south wash this is enough to equip a militia should we continue on and leave this uh, cash as is should well, we they just try said to we were supposed to it? it just said he just told us to find it and document it Thazer, you got you've got documents can you can you write it down on your notepad thing yeah yeah so we got we got weapons uh what's uh what's the day of the what day is it uh, the day of reckoning <laughs> <laughs> day of reckoning that's very good and the name of a person in the room well we don't Shabaton Clam <laughs> yep yep putting your name on the on the form thing <laughs> oh. uh, no that's good uh, yeah I got it down uh, um, is there like a sigil or anything or like a marking I mean, it seems like the guild, guilds who crafted this armor may maybe uh, leave some sort of a insignia or something on there? Anything that could be identified? Absolutely. Uh, why don't you give us an investigation check for all? Okay. Um, may I also do an investigation check on uh, the weak points of these weapons to see if maybe there's some way that we can disable some of them? Absolutely. That's Please better. Do. Uh, I got a seven. 
seven. Why am I doing what Esty should be doing? I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I will also look uh, for their sigil. <laughs> feeling at a loss, okay. I go and bestow bestow guidance on whoever is right next to me because I feel I will uh, investigate. Uh, uh, useless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a 17 for weakness of the weapons. Understood. Okay. I got a 28 for... Oh my god. Con- wow. Like we're investigating the... Uh, with your guidance, for investigating oh. the weapons. You guys are, are, are really buckling down here. Um, yeah, a, a few things unfold. Um, Brawley, with your check first, uh, you do see a, a mark, a stamp, that is consistent on oh. each weapon. Um, not only is like uh, the, the sigil of the Olive Knights clear as day marked on these weapons, but also a sigil of a guild in the northern districts of Oz, um, the Gillikin Guild, to be exact. Uh, the Gillikin are uh, uh, known to work closely with the Warden in the north, um, and and um, are excellent farmers as well as smiths, specifically in weaponry. Um, they outfit the uh, guards at the Emerald Celeste at the Andrel. Well, they outfit the guards at the Emerald Citadel with their weapons as well. Uh, and further in your investigation, Brawley, you actually find uh, an order form, uh, a, a signed document uh, from the Olive Knights, signed by their leader, Antem, um, oh. ordering the production and, and the transfer of payment for all these weapons from that mm-hmm. guild. Mm-hmm. We should put that with the documents. Yes. That needs to go to Glinda. Yes. I will, I'll give that to uh, Thezer, the master of documents. Yes. Uh, Sheraton, when it comes to the weakness of weapons, mm. um, it's it's a tough call. Um, as grandly as they were crafted, it would take some time to dismantle them properly. Uh, there's no, you know, like one pin you could pull or strap you could loosen that would disarm them mm-hmm. um, and I'm sorry Essie you were investigating something as well right? yeah I was helping Brawly with the investigation of the weapons like who made them like all that kind of stuff so oh yeah yeah you you confirmed yeah. that information as well I, I would say SD something that would stick out to you uh, more than anyone else here um, this large of an order is very rare um, again okay. this is a militia army sized weapons cache um you know not more than like a squads of weapons are ever ordered at a single time but this is uh, is it is it possible that the warden of the north is sanctioning this and Mm -hmm. perhaps contributing to it it seems to be well funded and and the the guild that supplies the citadel with their equipment is the same guild who's building these? As someone who has uh, accumulated their wealth through mostly legal means, I um, I do feel like this documentation says that otherwise perhaps the Warden of the North Glinda needs to know this information. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps there is uh, this seems bigger than 
and even this the theft of these relics. Your job down here is not quite done. Um, quickly needing to find the uh, 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 the records the room of records uh, to, f- to gather further evidence against the Olive Knights. Uh, your attention is drawn towards a door uh, that leads further into this cash complex. Mm, time, time is of the essence. We should move. We should move I go try quickly. To open it. Wait, Absolutely. no. The door. Okay, it's open. Go for it. I just want you know. I'm just being dramatic. I apologize. <laughs> the door. No, it's like good. everybody did this freeze with this. <laughs> <and did> that. <laughs> the door opens without any resistance or harm. Uh, reveals a small room with statues depicting many uh, uh, named Watcher Knights from the years and, uh, and, and history of Oz. Each one of these statues are holding a real metal shield, though a handful of them are missing the shields. Um, opposite of the door you entered is another closed door. Can can uh, we take a look at if we recognize the watcher names of who has shields and who doesn't? Um, sure. Go ahead and make an investigation check on the statues and the shields. Oh, hold one second, mm-hmm. little pastry guidance. <laughs> <laughs> As I pat you. Uh, I, I don't, you were going for the bacon inside. I know you. It does smell delicious, but I, I, I would never dream of it. <laughs> I know you would not, my friend. <laughs> Who else would scratch my back? <laughs> okay, so I'll add a D4 to this, oh, which I'm going to need. Uh, seven plus, uh, I'm oh. sorry, this was an investigation check? Correct. Okay, seven plus six, that is a 13 plus three, 16. 16. Thank you for the guidance, um, though. Nothing Nothing you can really discern in terms of a pattern between what statues are missing shields and what statues have shields. It simply looks like they the shields were just taken. Uh, what you do notice, though, uh, then all these statues are named, you know, lieutenants, captains, uh, figureheads of the Olive Knight Order from times past. Uh, and when you look at them in order from left to right, uh, the first letter of the names when put together spell out A-N-T-M-I-N. Antip. They are very serious about their leader. Mm-hmm. I relay that to the freshman. Oh. Interesting, maybe. Is is the leader all the people together? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, spell that again. A- I- you want me to do it? No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you must say it in a French Ooh. accent. Let's have cures. It spells A N T M I N. Antman. M I N. Man. No, no, no. Tin Man. Oh. What? what? Were there two N's in there? Or am I being ridiculous? A N T. I mean, yeah, it, it, the reveal is there. <laughs> when put in different <laughs> order, rearranging the letters of the name of these statues, the the so-called leader of the uh, Olive Knights, <gasps> Tin Man can be found amidst <gasps> this name. That don't make sense. You were right to be suspicious, and I was was very easily duped right away, and I am ashamed. 
Glinda oh, has okay. trusted him. Yeah. Glinda made him her avatar. I am so disappointed in him. If I was able to, oh, I would. This means we are in danger. We should move even more quickly. Yeah, we're exactly where he told us to go. And he knows we're here now. And he knows how to get in. He would know how to get in. Oh, SD, I know that yes. you have the batara. I do. Perhaps, 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 perhaps I should take the batara and hide it inside. <laughs> he would... I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Bacon wrapped batteries inside chocolate. And... I didn't mean to break on that. Oh my god! But this it, is the uh, weirdest it's Great perfect. British baking show. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, how how would you I... go about doing that? <laughs> Do exactly. I as, as a as a professional in this area, do I have any concerns for, for their safety in inserting this battery? Uh, I, I, I will say, um, uh, Sharon Khan, oh you, you are a, a living creature, although you're made of bread. That bread is your flesh. You you still maintain organs and, 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 okay. and biology. Uh, so okay. you would you would find the same restraints uh, stashing this battery okay. inside of you as you okay. would if you were a human being. I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot myself. We did. It was. <laughs> we all. We all get desperate. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I could think of is hiding it from from the traitor, the Timan. <laughs> uh, perhaps, uh, Thesory, maybe you should take it because it is true. He, when he, la what he last knew was that Esty had it. Oh yes, and, and Thesory, you can run really fast, right? Necessary. You can hop. And go yes. fast. Yeah. That is true. I mean, I'm not going to brag, but I am very quick. We <laughs> must keep it away from him. <gasps> that is the number one thing, and we must get back to Glinda with this yes. information. Is this but enough? There might be more documented. We need, we need more. Yeah, more documents. Okay. The, we'll the room through. of records. Remember, yes. He's the one that told us to go to the room of records. Oh. Oh. Could be a trap. Do we have enough? But how do we prove to Glinda? How do we prove to her? This is her avatar, yes. Oh, I, I mean, uh, where? Yes, yeah. We'll, we'll document this. Document all the statues, and um, mm. oh goodness, let me think, think, think. Uh, so Esty will pull out just a um, just like a big like clump of like nuts and bolts and like washers that have been like welded together like from her tinkering bag it's like clearly just weird something she's doing and i'll pull it out and i will um do my magical tinkering on it you'll see it kind of glow pink and like sparkle and i'm going to imbue it with a six second long recorded message that i'm going to send to glinda and what do you say I'm going I'm going to say, uh, okay, who did she think these? Okay, the relic was stolen by the Tin Man. He is your enemy. I don't know how many seconds that was, but. That's we like have two the records. Yeah. We have like four more seconds. <laughs> we have uh, the records. We know where the weapons cache is. You're in danger. I, I love, I you're love in you, danger. Glinda. I love you, Glinda. Uh, don't forget to sign my cuts. <laughs> okay. For, for the last second. <laughs> yeah. The message that Glinda warning her of the betrayal of the Tin Man, there is one 
main component that is still missing from this investigation, and it is the location of the Relic of Oz, the missing magnet of love. Uh, it, okay. it seems that that the group is, is close to discovering its location, perhaps. <gasps> what? What? I know that the T-Man is a celebrity, but the little Utensians, they were very Attractive is on your right. He has magnets it. stick to They <laughs> adored him. They do. They to do. To the point where yes. he could not follow us inside. Yeah. <gasps> he has it. You're right. Oh. I am putting that as a possibility. That makes sense. Okay. So we. So do we go into the room of records, or do we just go back out there and and fight this and guy? Flee. What do we do? We must get away. <gasps> Porque no los dos, as they say. Let's go through the room really quick, then. But okay. I believe we have enough to take action, but more is always better. You go into the room, and I will stay here and be stealthy, just in case someone tries to come um, the T-Man on anyone else. I will wash our backs. <laughs> Okay. Like I scratched brawlies. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. So I have so, another itch that I'll ignore for now. Um, okay, uh, 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 with all that, uh, uh, brawlies going to start to move forward. And uh, uh, are we have already have we already gone into the room? Or are we still outside? So you're saying in the statue room, uh, there's another door that presumably leads into the room of records. Uh, so brawlies starts to march confidently, urgently towards that door, and then stops like millimeters before opening it, turns back and allows, allows uh, Thezer to take point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, of course. Uh, I'm looking for oh. the traps, the dangerous mm-hmm. things. Got it, guidance. <laughs> yes, roll an investigation. Yes, please. Uh, and investigating the door into the next chamber, Thezer, what is your result? Uh, two 19s, which is awesome, plus Ooh. four for guidance, Plus five for me, so that's that's a lot. Of that. Eight, twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Uh, a, a clear and decisive uh, 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 investigation for you. Um, it's obvious to you. Once this door is open, a trap will be triggered. That's sort of a, a constant trigger through the next chamber. It's an elaborate trap per se, and it's the door opening that proctors the trap to begin trapping. Esty, uh, there's mm-hmm. there's something very complicated. All I know is that there's something that's gonna like blow up. Maybe not literally, but metaphorically, or potentially. I don't know. Maybe literally. Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. There's a trap on the other side of this door. Okay. You're mechanically inclined. I don't know if there's a way yes. you can send your little dragonfly buddy in there. I don't know if you can do some cool tinkery mm-hmm. things, but uh, we don't yes. want to go in without disabling this. Right, you know? right. I do look at it to see if there's any way I can. Like disarm the uh, the trap. Absolutely. Um, go ahead and make an investigation yourself, SD. Now that the trap has been revealed, uh, see if we can properly disarm it. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, it's tricky, right? It seems the easiest, most efficient, surefire way to disarm this trap is by entering the room and interacting with the uh, mechanism just on the opposite side of the door. Though, of course, you run the risk of whatever dangers this trap triggers. Mm-hmm. All right, so throw the I... door open and trigger the trap and just let yes. it do what it does? 
Yeah, just blow it open. Do I get any sort of sense that if I just move quick enough that I could get things taken care of before, you know? Uh, That's always an option when dealing with traps, absolutely. But without knowing the intricates of how the trap works, what the dangers are, it's hard to say for certain. Uh, so from, I could from. I could send in my dragonfly. I could send her in. She can go in and open the door, and then and then we can see. Uh, but what if the ahead. trap hurts? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, was that yeah, Sheraton? Go ahead. Uh, Sheraton from the shadows of the <laughs> room. Would be like, or we could just not go in. Uh, we could. We could. have enough. If 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 we know that this is very trapped, then maybe we just do not go in. Do we feel like we need the we proof could. to convince Glinda? She can't see but if very we well, have, which does if not we get, pertain to this, we, but it's important to note. It's sure. I feel but if like we get the we little have, heart thing from the Tin Man, that's proof. And he'll we just have say the he recovered now. it. Yes. That's true. But he'll just tell her that he found it from the evil Olive Knight and he already rescued it and then we attacked him because we're crazy and she's going to trust him. But you have well, the order form. You have the order form where he placed the order. That's true. This sign has Anton. And mm. and we um we can hide the battle up until Glinda believes us. Yeah, hmm. this is that's a good idea. Difficult. I, will, I do believe Glinda will see our, our where we're coming from and 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 will trust our judgment just just as she entrusted us on this very big task. Getting to her and giving her the information as quickly as possible is what I think is is the best move. I believe that we should leave and we should run. Because he will know. He will know as soon as we get out of here we are not um, uh, mauled by this trap and we we must run. Okay. He he will chase us, I am sure. I hope so, because those mechanics are fun. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we got to make sure there's some sort of witness or someone who, you know, who can verify he says something. But like, and I'm kind of looking back at the door. I'm like, I think this is the best way. But we're a team. What the team says goes. And if y'all want to head back up, then let's pound some tin, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Okay. Getting ready. I I, I go along with the group. I think it's uh, uh, important to get back. It's Glinda. Excellent. Yeah, time is of the essence. Uh, and, and who's to say uh, a proper investigative outfit can't come back to recover? What evidence that you could uh, potentially recover in the room of records? But right now, getting back to Glinda with what information you have is dire and well justified. Uh, not wanting to danger uh, uh, you all and potentially not being able to warn Glinda, head back out the way you came. Uh, You ascend now, this time 20 yards up the spiral staircase, standing in front of the hollowed whetstone uh, near one of the uh, village centers of Little Intensa, knowing that when you open the secret door, there could potentially be danger on the opposite side. Is the group making any preparations before we venture forth? Can we hear any commotion still on the other side? Uh, Inside the stone, the sound is sort of dampened, uh, so unfortunately, okay. you're not able to rely on that sense. Uh, definitely prepping I, a spell. I pull my weapons, definitely, so I can have that little AC bump um, with... Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm with mm. you. I definitely do that. 
Let me see. Um, okay. Is it is it is it time for us to have another huddle pep talk <laughs> for each other? <laughs> I mean, I I I I know what I think I'm gonna do. Listen, uh, uh, yeah, pep pep talk. So I love pep talks. Um, uh, uh, Thesar, you're the one. You you <clears throat> only one of us needs to make it to to Glinda to report the information and Thezer, you're, you're the fastest and you have the evidence so we must keep that in mind no matter what happens up there uh, I'm ready to go and I'm going to cast a spell because no matter what happens up there I think it might help me I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians Concentration 10 minutes What does that do? I, yeah, give us some flavor on that so the uh, uh, Brawley just kind of puts his uh, 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 his paw on his chest and uh, mutters something under his breath. And again, these like kind of divine, like dim, divinely lit bubbles start to emerge out, and then they start to kind of float around them, and then they pop to reveal these small bear pixies that start to flow, flitter around him. And they all kind of have this sort of low murmuring purr growl as you, they kind of get close to you. Instead of really hearing them like flitter, you kind of hear this just kind of roar. Soothing though, growl purr. Soothing to your ears at least. Uh, and they just all start to hover around Browly, um, red with a very serious look on their face knowing something is coming. Yeah, you can all all feel the, okay. the warmth and grace of Glinda's magic. Uh, you know, it's it's palpable through through Brawler's spell and preparation here. I, I do not normally do these, but I feel like now is the time. <laughs> um, can I take bits of strawberry and bacon? That's your personal choice. I'm not gonna tell you what to what to do. Yeah. Uh, like this is strawberry and bacon. They're chocolate covered. Yeah. Uh, I I do not uh, normally share this with beings that are not Dewans, but you are like them. All of you are. And if this is if this is our last moments together, then I believe that we should be bonded. Like family is, like Dohan is. You are now Dohan. And I offer this yeah, <laughs> strawberry course, bacon uh, chocolate uh, the cover. Dohans, their, their icings, their glazings, their toppings are a sign of their lineage, their, their families, and a, a great sign of respect. Uh, it, it's, it's a big thing for, for Sheraton. Obviously, you all recognize this too, to, to share that with you. Oh, I am you, humbled. You wear it yes. like on your shirt. Yeah, I was about to eat it. <laughs> no, no, you wear it. You wear it. You wear it. It is a display. You wear it. I, I, I put it next to I my Glinda badge. I do the same. I have used the um, stickiest of chocolates. Perfect. <sighs> All right. All right. We, I will. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna ask if we were ready, but uh, sounds like you you got a plan. I was gonna yeah. cast aid really quick. Oh, yes. Before we go out there, give me that HP. Yeah. So, uh, is anyone not wearing armor? By the way, I am. I am wearing armor. Everyone's wearing. I armor. I did put it on. Yeah. All right. No worries. 
I didn't I have armor, but it does nothing to me, so I can take it off if it will. Uh, well, it's just I have mage armor. Um, oh, I do get plus one from it, so. Okay. Yeah, it would be uh, base AC becomes 13 plus your dexterity modifier if you're not wearing armor. Mm, and is that concentration? Uh, no, I just do it as an action and it lasts for eight hours. There you go. I mean, if you want to do that to me, that would make my AC go from 13 to 15. So and take my I, Yeah, that would that would make mine 14. So I'll take it. Yeah, yeah actually, it. how about you take oh. it? There. You can cast, it, cast a multiple. Okay. Nice. I, um, well, this takes spell slots. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I only have three spell slots. I used one for silvery barbs before. I could yeah. do one person with mage armor um, because I okay. kind of want to save that reaction for when we're doing whatever mm-hmm. so, you give it the SD I'm hard to hit you uh you know what's your what's your AC right now 13 those are okay it doesn't matter then whoever okay right, give, well, give it to uh, SD. SD then um, okay you have to take your armor off okay for, I will take my start. armor off all right then uh then Charatona uh casts mage armor onto SD so your AC becomes 13 plus your dexterity modifier Whatever that okay. is. So I'm at 14 now, and then everyone has five temp HP for me. Thank you. Switch, switch, switch. Gonna want that. Gonna want that. Excellent. Team? Seems like now's <gasps> the time. Yes, I am ready. Yes. Who's All opening right. the door? Um, I will, so that I'm the first target. You'll um, just run right past me, and I. Uh, designate my allies so that my spirit guardians know to be friendly towards them. Um, my, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the door and I'm running out. Uh, uh, well, first I'll see wherever the tin man is and then I'll, my intention is to run towards him. In a, in a way. In a way, <laughs> I'll explain more when I when I'm when the running commences. Are we yes. all ready? Okay, I'm opening the door. You open the door as daylight penetrates the frame of this secret door inside the whetstone, filling this hollowed-out hidden chamber with the light from Oz. Um, as you step forward, your eyes quickly adjust. You hear a whoom, 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 whoom. Make an athletics check, Raleigh. Oh, no. Okay. Yikes. Uh, uh-oh. Five. You instinctively try to, like, dodge roll forward as your eyes fully dilate you see the tin man's cursed battle axe spinning in a throne fashion directly at you fortunately you're unable to propel i use my reaction (laughs) oh man oh no this is gonna end so badly Describe to us what your reaction is used for. It's my last spell slot <laughs> for silvery barbs. And um, what do we see as your distraction and enhance magic okay. uh, into the battlefield? Uh, Sheraton has heard this woof, woof, woof before <laughs> when it was coming straight for their face. 
Um, so has like this instinctual reaction in the back of uh, their mind of like, I know what this is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, let's say that there is uh, the magical thing <laughs> that distracts it is there are other utensils that uh, cooking utensils that Sheraton has by the great. <laughs> and um, all of those are very dazzling and sparkling. You know, they've been they've been blessed by the great kind of a thing. It's kind of like a street magician woof <laughs> of these cooking utensils like coming out uh, to distract this magical being, perhaps because other uh, little utensils flock towards what is basically free, high quality. Uh, utensils that's just like scattered um, in front of in front of us. Of course. Uh, so, so proctoring disadvantage on the Tin Man's axe throw and yes. giving someone advantage on their next. Yes, um, we haven't rolled initiative yet, so I'm not certain who to give advantage on the next attack roll to. Um, so I will, I will give it to myself then because we sure. haven't rolled initiative. Um, yep. so I'm going to yep. give myself that advantage, but disadvantage to this attack that's happening right now. The Tin Man initially rolled a 27 against Brawley's five to hit, uh, uh against the, um, um, oh my goodness. Jack. <gasps> uh, but let's see how the disadvantage goes. <laughs> Does it still go versus a five? Cause, oh my gosh. Um, Raleigh, you can re-roll your athletics check. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do better, Luis! I will try. I'll roll a different die. Uh, I, I did, I did do better. I rolled, this time I rolled it, uh, and this is athletics, so total 13. 13 against the Tin Man's newly rolled 12. Oh my <gasps> gosh. Battle axe, woof, woof, woof. Like you trip, you catch yourself, the utensils go flying, all the utensilins, uh, you know, like start crowding the, uh, the, the, the square, the town square, uh, the axe gets unaligned in its attack, thud. Those of you inside the wet zone see the clean cut blade of the axe penetrate the stone walls as it's wedged in there now. Brawly, you stand up as the rest of your companions either step in the doorway or look out onto this this field of, oh. of what the Tin Man has set an ambush for you. The Tin Man stands there, uh, holds his hand up as the axe uh, uh, unlodges from the whetstone and returns to it in, in, in his hand in a blink of an eye. As the utensians are going crazy, no longer uh, 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 sort of obsessed with the Tin Man, he opens up a compartment over his heart where you can see the uh, magnets of love uh, uh, inside his chest cavity. He takes it out, puts it right, he closes the, the, the compartment, puts it right onto his chest over his heart as all the utensians break their focus from, from Sheraton's distraction and are now just overly adorned with the Tin Man and supporting him and everything that he does. They sort of like gather around this town square in a circle forming a physical barrier of utensilins uh, trapping you all in this intersection. From the crowd, uh, a band of six 
Olive Knights emerge, and with them a seventh character, one that you recognize, Thezer, uh, a, a creature in a long black trench coat with a smaller head compared to his proportion-sized body, uh, one this that you uh, saw back at the Ruby Palace. Yes, of course. The Tin Man calls out, Watchers, step forth and reveal yourselves. I'm going to uh, step forth. Are we forth. doing that or can yeah. I just attack him? We're like, uh, what? what is going on? Um, must team stick what, to what is, uh, you stick are, to the plan. You are having jokes. Uh, A new plan has been implemented. One that if you don't follow, your lives will be forfeit to the cause. Too long have the witches and wizards reigned supreme over these lands, using their magic to uh, make life simpler, as they would call it. Surely my life has not been simpler since I was cursed by one of these very witches and turned into this man of tin that I am now, uh, always working under the orders of those who wield magic. Through the use of this relic of Oz and the scepter, I will snuff out all magic in the land and instill simple living into all of the citizens of Oz, and they will adore me for it. Oh. Surrender, give me the battery to the scepter and your lives will be spared. But our lives will not be spared. At least mine will not. If you take magic from this land, then what becomes of the Dohans? We simply become baked goods laying in the streets. What becomes of the little utensians? They simply become utensils laying in the streets. You already will take my life if you take the magic from this land. I, I cannot stand for that. I will not have our communities be laid waste because of an unfortunate and very tragic thing that has happened to y'all. You cannot do this to us. You cannot do this to us. I will not let this happen. You will find a way to survive just as I have. Magic is not the answer to everything. You have all seen it. Esty, the battery, the Olive Knights have created a substitution for magic, a power source that is not reliant on those who command us. But a, a power source nonetheless, and it is power that you are going up against, what you are criticizing. You're just changing the rules, but not changing the game at all. Just letting different people wield a different kind of power. This is all or nothing, that never works. I'm going to cast Dispel Magic on this uh, uh, effect that he has on the Utensians, hoping that it works, um, uh, at, at least for a moment. The, the relic itself, the love magnet that is now pinned to the chest of the uh, uh, Tin Man uh, is your source of, of, to dispel your target. And I'll turn to Thezer and just say, run, as I cast it. Excellent. Uh, as you, what does it look like? Is it more bubble magic? Or is it a, a spray of color? What, what do we see? This is, 
this is different. The bubble magic was gentle and and although still effective and and uh, uh, and and all that, this is a complete beam of light that's just coming straight out. Uh, starting, you could just see it kind of moving up Brawley's body from the bottom of his feet. It moves up his like shins, up his thighs, into his belly, and from there into his chest, and then just bursts straight out from him into uh, uh, the brooch. And uh, f- and it's warm, and it is it is it, it is an affirmation of the goodness of Glinda's magic. In in a, a sheer cinematic. Uh, 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 overlay as the, the the dispel magic is is being projected towards the relic, uh, which could could very well work out in your favor, Brawly. The Tin Man quickly looks over at the trench coat covered creature standing nearby, sort of like you know points, gives a head nod, a signal as the trench coat sheds, and underneath you see two winged monkeys stacked up (gasps) one on top of the other as they move quickly flying through the air grabbing the magnet off of the chest of the tin man uh, as the dispel hits the tin man on the chest knocking him over you hear the tin man call out flee to the monkeys as they fly down the streets of little utensa with the relic in their hands tossing it back and forth to one another the uh, uh, olive knights start to swarm towards you all as you guessed it double chase sequence has been Hell yeah uh, you this. are tasked with chasing down the winged monkeys holding on to the love magic magic magnet the old relic of Oz, while the White Knights and the Tin Man chase you all down. Roll initiative. Okay. Regular um, initiative or yeah, chase mechanics in- initiative? Okay. Regular, regular initiative, please, to determine uh, chase sequence order. Okay, I'm, I'm already, Joe, I, I already have something in mind that might throw something into this I, mix. That's what I'm looking for, baby. <laughs> okay, so I am, what what Brawley is seeking to do is to yeah. linger it towards the um, trail towards the end of our group, yeah. because my spirit guardians will uh, slow down anyone within fifteen feet of me. So I mm, actually want to slow down the party that's chasing us with them. Wonderful. Yeah. So kind of get in between the rest of uh, your companion and the Olive Knights and Tin Man to slow them up. Yes. Awesome. Duly noted. Uh, let's record initiatives. Anyone 20 or above? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. So the winged monkeys will go first. Uh, then I said I'm at dirty 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Too late. You already said it. Um, then uh, Fezzer, 15 to 19. Seven. Oh. Fezzer. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 20. Down on a dirty 20. Oh, I'm, I'm a 17. You are a 17, excellent. Uh, Sheraton, you will go, and then uh, Tin Man and Olive Knights will go. And then 10 to 15, <laughs> five to nine. Um, <laughs> seven. Seven as well. Oh, <laughs> got excellent. Got seven. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brawly, SD, any um, preference? Who goes last, second to last? I'll go last. You can go, you can go before me, SD. Okay, Esty and Brawley. Excellent. Chase sequence has been 
started. Uh, again, to paint the picture, two winged monkeys now juggle between them the love magnet, the ancient relic of Oz that was stolen from Glinda's vaults that could uh, have the power to change the political structure of all of Oz uh, um, is being uh, is being pursued by you all, our group of watchers. If you can catch the monkeys and recover the relic before the Tin Man and the Olive Knights catch you, you will emerge victorious. Um, high risk, high reward. Let's dig into it. Um, winged monkeys start rolling against Fezzer. Uh, D4s plus initiative modifiers uh, into our first rolls. Uh, the winged you... monkeys roll a eight. Cool. A three am I still? Oh am I still adding my my extra little bunny bonus? Oh yeah. Again, this is a quick hair trigger at the start of the round. You absolutely like it, like it, add like that right. extra bunny bonus. That's an eleven. Desert. Uh, the monkeys book it with the relic, and as uh, the, the knights are trying to pick up the Tin Man, Raleigh is getting in a position to slow them down. The rest of your companions are in pursuit of the monkeys. You are already a few bunny hops ahead. Uh, with a clear, decisive leap of your strong bunny legs, you clear the crowd of utensils that are working as a, a physical barrier to try to lock you all in as you now start your foot chase against the monkeys who are flying right at the uh, the roof line of the buildings on either side of the street. Uh, you win the first round of the chase sequence. Uh, as we pass it off to um, uh, uh, yourself for the next uh, roll, uh, you can choose to increase your roll um, or decrease the monkey's roll. I do or the next person? Uh, you're up next in initiative. Oh, I'm up next. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, then I'm going to... Well, I can't decrease the monkeys because they're at a d4 already, right? Correct. Okay, so I'll increase mine to a d6. Excellent. Uh, you're now in front of the group trying to run down these monkeys. Um, there are some hazards in your way. Uh, some uh, horse-drawn chariots, park benches, and trash cans that could slow down your movement. And of course, more utensils gravitating towards the monkeys who now hold the magnet of love. Um, it could, you could run into some obstacles here. Uh, so anything you want to rely on uh, from your, your abilities, your character to get you through uh, the, the masses. I mean, in general, um, I have lucky footwork, so when I fail a dex throw, I can use my reaction to, to add a d4 onto it. Um, so I want to kind of have that in my back pocket in case something like like gets in my way. But other than that, I do also have my uh, my long jump, my bunny leap, whatever it's called, yeah. my rabbit hop. Um, I want to keep one of those in my back pocket as well to maybe like propel me over something. Excellent. Let's see how you do and see if you have to rely on those abilities to clear the way. The monkeys uh, do quite well here, rolling a 12. Oh, boy. I mean, I get plus 8 to my stuff, so... <laughs> yeah, and I rolled a 6 on a d6, so 14. 14. Excellent. Uh, that puts you close enough to the monkeys where on the next round you could try to leap up at them and pull the magnet from them. Um, Sheraton, uh, entering the chase as well. Uh, starting with a d6, you have the opportunity to increase your die roll or try to hinder the monkeys. Uh, but they are still at a d4, correct? Yes. Then I am going to enhance my own 
From a D6 to a D8? Yes. Um, which I don't use a lot. Let me make sure I have the right one here. Okay. Um, uh, my my intention here, I, I don't know if my um, my regular stuff comes into this, where it's like I can do the bonus action dash. It's just the straight mechanics. Of, Feel uh, free to add any flavor you want to try to increase your chances of success. Um, okay. the, uh, the more you put <laughs> in, the more. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that was a, a eight plus three, so that was an eleven. An eleven. Uh, the monkeys managed to roll a 14. Um, oh, as, as can they, I dash then? Can I just, like, and, I just want to dash when I get closer to them. In this case, they sort of, like, you know, turn a street as you see Fezzer keeping up with them. You are slowed down trying to get through the crowd of utensians that are following the attraction of the magnet. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, don't gain any ground on this chase sequence. Uh, the monkeys will use that opportunity uh, to decrease the party's pursuit die by one level. Um, the Tin Man, back up on his feet, starts uh, 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 raging, dashing up the street with his Olive Knights in tow uh, to try to chase you all. Uh, this will be a second race mechanic, a chase mechanic that will proctor. Is, is there any way to, uh, like, shoot a crossbow at one of them? I literally rolled the highest I could, and they <laughs> still beat me. They, yeah, they're, they're flying. They're uh, uh, leagues of heady view. You, you got caught up. Uh, unfortunately, in this case, you just weren't able to make it happen. Um, Too much celebrity happening. Right, <laughs> bodies of, of sentient like, kitchen utensils. It's like, no, uh, no, yeah, Mr. Spatula. Clinging and clacking and, yeah. No, Miss Ladle. <laughs> ladle. Um, Brawly, since your intention is to slow down the Tin Man and Olive Knights, we're going to enter in a, a separate chase sequence uh, in terms of dice rolling between you and the Tin Folk. Oh, boy. Um, so go ahead, roll a d4, adding your uh, uh, initiative modifier, which I understand is, is slow, um, but could work in your favor to try to slow down the Tin Man and Olive Knights. Great. I rolled a four, and, and my initiative modifier is a plus one now. Oh, um, So I have a total of five. A five total. Uh, the Tin Man and Olive Knights roll a three total. Uh, so you're able to sort of uh, uh, um, um, shape this chase in the way you see fit. Um, you see an opportunity to use your spirit guardians to slow down the, the pursuit of the Tin Man and the Olive Knights. What does that look like? for the spectators of this chase. Okay, so these fairy bears, these pixie bears are flitting all around me and, and the swarm has been just it's kind of dancing around Brawly, but as soon as they pick up on Brawly's intention on who the enemies are, they kind of freeze in the air and and focus aggressively towards that, uh, 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 towards the hostile uh, people around us. And they, within, uh, they kind of spread out 15 feet away from me. And as the enemies are getting closer, entering within it, they start to swarm around them in a really aggressive way, actually like attacking them even. And with every contact, every moment of contact that they make with uh, these enemies, these divine sparks just burst out of them, uh, causing them to slow down and 
uh, and other circumstances actually causing damage uh, to them. Excellent. Yeah, you can see the uh, Olive Knights have to draw weapons, stop their chasing, and combat these uh, uh, these magical, these spectral entities that are, are physically slowing them down. Huge sparks of magic from points of contact in this brawl uh, litter this 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 square with a spectacle like no other. The Tin Man himself, however, feels and, and looks a little more unaffected by the guardian uh, uh, presence and is able to almost like, you know, like walking through strong winds um, with, you know, magical sparks flying off him as your guardians make contact, is able to still persevere through it and gets a little closer to you, Brawly, oh. uh, if you try to slow them up. Um, Esty, we now go to you, also sort of on okay. uh, the chase as well to the monkeys. You can see uh, Sheraton being uh, almost caught up in the, the masses of bodies mm -hmm. that are crowding around the streets. Um, uh, there's an opportunity to maybe help her uh, engage the chase with, with Festers to secure the magnet or anything else that you are scheming. Yeah, so I think I'm going to use my Steel Defender, because are the monkeys flying? Are they yes, up? Yes, they are flying above the street okay. level, giving them a great advantage. Okay, I'm going to send my Steel Defender to, like, chase in my place up Excellent. in the air to fly after them. Awesome, yeah, have and them so... roll a chase sequence die against the monkeys' chase sequence die to see if they can gain any ground. Are we on a D6 right now? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that would be a three. A three. Uh, the monkeys rolled an opposing ten. Uh, so as you send your, your your dragonfly into the chase, uh, they aren't able to make up much ground, unfortunately. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else, um, Esty? You sent your your companion out. Uh, excellent, um, mm -hmm. Raleigh. Uh, we turn to your initiative turn. You see the Tin Man still coming through, uh, but you've been able to hold off the Olive Knights. Um, if you want to engage him in combat, the Tin Man, you are welcome to breaking the chase to try to you know slow him up even more, or uh, you know do opposing chase sequences and start running away from him. Oof, okay, and this is a different chase sequence than with Correct. the flying monkeys. Yep. Um, I think Brawley would turn to look at his companions for a brief moment and try to see how close they were to achieving the goal of getting the monkeys. Uh, Absolutely. They... As you turn over your shoulder, you see you know the monkeys turning the, the corner, you know, mm -hmm. around the street, and you see Fezzer you know, hopping in quick pursuit, keeping up with them. Esty's dragonfly is is uh, behind the crowd a bit, but moving closer to support Fezzer as well. Unfortunately, Esty and Sheraton are caught up much closer to you in the in the mass of bodies that are, are moving around uh, with with the magnet moving. Uh, uh, I think with that and this in, in the heat of the moment, Brawley turns around and decides to face off with the Tin Man, putting all of his faith in his companions, hoping that this will buy them enough time to not only get away from the Tin Man and the Olive Guard, but to hopefully uh, I get to those flying monkeys and then get to Glinda. So he stops and squares off against the Tin Man. Do you uh, draw any weapons, draw your paws, your fangs, any I, low, you know, purr growls we hear? 
the really loud growling is what you hear, and <laughs> what he does is he's gonna send into the chest of the Tin Man, if I can make an attack since I've transitioned from chase to combat, Yeah, I'm gonna cast uh, Guiding Bolt Excellent. at a third level. I'm gonna say, yeah, so you square out the Tin Man, you know, draws his cursed magical axe, and as you're summoning your, your, your high-level spell, we are gonna turn things over here. Uh, the Winged Monkeys and a feather. Um, neck and neck right now, the monkeys flying at rooftop level just above the canopies of the shops that line the street here in Little Utensa. Um, Fezzer, with the right roll, you could recover the lost relic now and end this chase. Uh, the monkeys uh, begin moving as you attempt to keep up with them. Let's see that roll. The monkeys roll a 10. Do I get to adjust anyone's dice on this one, or? Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, no, because there was a failure. The monkeys uh, increased. Oh, their gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna roll this. Okay, so that's an eleven. An eleven beating the monkeys ten, uh, giving you your third victory in this chase. Uh, Fezzer, you see an opportunity uh, to hop up multiple canopies, rooftop, windowsills to get to the monkey's level and uh, try to swipe the uh, magnet from them. Uh, what do we see as you make your pass? So you would see Fezzer just start to almost like, almost like, you know, an anime or something where a character goes like, and just shows like hit points of like them impacting, like bounce off a little windowsill up to the corner of a roof, off a little chimney, and then that slow motion like, towards the monkey stretching out for the for the badge yes you can feel the beats of wind coming from the flaps of the winged monkey's wings as their tails you know dangle uh you know close to you uh you make an attempt to swipe or grab the love magnet from the monkeys and recover the lost relic of oz uh what skill what ability what attack are you relying on uh, to perform this task um, well, I'd love to intimidate in midair. I don't feel like that's gonna happen. I mean, it feels like sleight of hand has to be the the most accurate thing. Hey, get get creative with it, man. If if you think there's a way to spin your intimidation as a as here we go, here we go. As, there, I spin as I leap in the air, because we did a short rest. As I leap yeah. in the air, that uh, that trench coat of flies, like like they just start to swarm from not from around me, but from the air and coalesce around me, yes. um, buzzing past the the uh the monkeys and like gathering on me and again my eyes glow somewhat green as i stretch out to grab it just hoping they'll be startled enough to drop it or loose their grip make an intimidation check as the monkeys certainly were not expecting a swarm of flies to appear uh in this chase that's going to be a 19. The winged monkey holding on to the love magnet drops it in fear of its life and self-preservation, uh, flees over the building uh, uh, roof in order to escape this mass of flies. Uh, as you see the magnet falling from the sky, you're able to grab onto it midair, land onto the ground safely. <sighs> okay. And very quickly, in all of your in all of your heads, um, or the two of your heads, because y'all are close behind me, you just hear, "I got it, monkey's gone," but I've got it. 
And as you I'm... land on the ground, Fezzer, you see all the uh, utensians around you are just clapping and applauding, uh, giving you like worship and 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 and, and attention and their uh, uh, appreciation. <laughs> Doesn't the the Glinda oh badge gosh. prevent that? It prevents it from me. From oh, okay. keeps me from loving myself right now. Yes. Um, so seeing this happen uh, with with uh, a Thezer, uh Sheraton still weapons drawn wasn't able to get past the utensils that now have fled to adore Thezer. Uh, yes. Looks looks back and sees uh, Tin Man who wants to take the magic out of the land that wants to literally kill a number of its citizens, like take away their consciousness so that they are just normal, everyday things that happen in, like the usual mundane world. And sees Brawley standing up to the Tin Man. Uh, Sheraton uh, is going in on this action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is like steadily like weapons drawn coming up uh, behind uh, and excellent yeah as, as, yeah as you, it's, you're, it's you're, like sorry go ahead go ahead yeah uh, and, and it's like um, I have already said this before but my name is Sharatan Green you are trying to destroy magic in the land. You must go down. And mm. I will join the initiative order to uh, take down the Tin Man. Absolutely. Uh, Esty, um, anything you want to add to, to this to this situation? Obviously, you see Sheraton drawing weapons, uh, entering combat with the Tin Man. Barali is literally like mid-spell casting, uh, conjuring his magic to try to uh, uh, slow, to hurt, to disable the Tin Man. Uh, how are you feeling? Yes, I'm going to join the initiative order as well. Um, I have a spell readied, and I also want to ready my Steel Defender for deflect attack to um, impose disadvantage on the attack roll of the Tin Man. Um, And so she's gonna go within five feet of that. And yeah, that's what what she's gonna do. Brawly, you see your companions, Sheraton uh, and Esty, uh, roll up to have your back. You you can hear Thezer on, on the crowd's cheer has recovered the, the, the relic of Oz, the love magnet, as you are in your, your final steps, your final confrontation with the Tin Man, the traitor to Glinda, uh, 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 your uh, uh, arcane deity in this case. Uh-huh. Um, give us the, the final polish on the spell uh, as the Tin Man rolls disadvantage on his attack uh, to, to meet you. So so two things happen because as he enters my uh, spirit guardians, yeah. he is struck with an actual attack from them, not just their attempt to Perfect. slow. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw as beams of radiant light each uh, erupt from the spirit guardians, like tiny little charges and and just uh, uh, bombard him. And on that, uh, my guiding bolt uh, uh, bursts through that and onto him as well as as Brawly yells out, you're done here, Tin Man. Loud enough for everyone to hear him specifically say the word Tin. 
Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, he first starts by rolling an 11 on his wisdom save against your guardians. Uh, an 11? Uh, yes. Wisdom save, he needed to uh, meet a 14. Meter uh, so he will fail. Uh, so go ahead and roll a oh. damage outcome as your guardians beat down on him. Sparks of light shining. Heck yeah. So he that is nine. Uh, 12. That is 12 points of radiant damage on him for that. Excellent. Uh, and the guiding bolt? Yes, that is next. You yell uh, 10 as loudly as you can, uh, which which is just enough, uh, um, uh, 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 draws just enough attention uh, from the utensians around you that haven't seen the magnet uh, that Fezzer is holding for everyone to see what is happening between you, uh, Esti, Sheraton, and the Tin Man. Ooh, uh, I rolled a 19 to hit. A 19 hits the oh, wow. wood Sorry, the Tin Man. Oh, I have good Okay, so this is this was at a third level, so this is 6d6. Yes. Uh, that's 8. That's 12. Plus... Uh, a lot of nice mid-rolls here. Uh, 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 12, 17, 18, 19, 20. So that's an extra 20 points of radiant damage in addition to what the Spirit Guardians did. The Tin Man falls down to one knee in front of you, Brawly. Uh, 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 scorch marks of your light, energy, and divine magic burning uh, his tin chest. Uh, utensians around kind of like start clapping a little bit uh, at your display of, 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 of magic and power and good against this evil. Suddenly, the Tin Man looks up at you, not yet defeated, stands up faster than you can react and holds his hacks high over his head, uh, glistening in the sunlight as it, he brings it down on you. Um, Esty, what do we see happen with this uh, disadvantage on the attack? All right, so you see my dragonfly just kind of like, like radiate like a, like a sheet of, like it looks like a bubble, like that iridescent, like, thing that bubbles have but it's just like a shield and he's not going to be able to make it through he has a disadvantage on this attack roll and uh yeah that's what happens the tin man yells out with his cursed axe above his head i am not done yet but you are as his first attack grazes the protective barrier that Esty has put up, uh, uh, keeping you safe, Brawly. But the Tin Man's second attack wheels around, and as it cuts uh, at, a, at a deep, powerful scythe at your chest level, another bright light emerges from you, Brawly. This time, not from a spell you cast, but from the very witch that gives you your divine power. As Glinda... Now standing <laughs> in front of you, the sound of a bubble popping as she appears, uh, holding the axe from from uh, digging deep into your side. Uh, uh -oh, she calls someone out. is about to get it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says to the Tin Man, "Well, we can't have this now, can we?" And she sort of just raises her hand as like bubbles pop around the axe and it just disappears completely. 
Uh, she turns to you, Raleigh, and says, Are you okay, young Brawley the Watcher? Uh, I've, as long as my companions are okay, then I'm okay. Very uh, good. And Sheraton she is uh, suddenly on your shoulder, <laughs> having self-care, and it like pats your cheek. It's like, we we were going to take him down. Um, uh, me, you, Esti, uh, Tessa was going to get away. I am sure it would have been fine. <laughs> I very much believe that, but still felt like I needed to make an appearance. Uh, oh, Esti is here too. Esti, are you all right? Yes, yes, I am. I, I assume you got my message. I sure did, just in the nick of time. And don't worry, Sheraton, okay. your cards are signed. Though I do not see uh, Thesser. Is, is, is he safe as well? Uh, I think so, and I kind of point to his direction. He was heading. And it's just that There's like a I kinda, bunch yeah. of Tensians around. I'm kind of like skidding around the corner with yeah. them like following me, and I like run up and all but like throw the badge at uh, Glinda. Yeah, here you go, ma'am. I'm good with this. Yeah, you can take this. You're in charge of this now. And I look back to see if they've stopped like adoringly chasing me. She receives the pendant as the, the crowd of utensians now like run right past you, ignoring you completely, and crowding around the square here, Lydia Utensia, uh, uh, you know, now with Glinda here holding the magnet. Uh, she looks down at the Tin Man and, and just with, with utter disapproval in her voice says, I have never felt more betrayed in my uh, near infinite lifetime here in the land of Oz. Tin Man, Tin Woodman, Nick Chopper, we have been through so much together. You have broken not only my heart, but the heart of all those here in the Southern District who you have worked for. You should know above all how heartbreak feels. Nick, he simply doesn't raise his head, can't seem to, to look Glinda in the eye Ooh. as he mutters something under his breath, uh, something that only all of you can hear with Glinda uh, as the crowd continues to grow around. The Tin Woodman says, I, 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 I rue the day that I, I made that decision, that I, I chose to wield the ax, to curse my own body, to, to give my own self off and, 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 and to be with the one I loved who, who betrayed me when they saw what I became from that curse. I stand by my actions and will receive your punishment. Can Thesser step up? Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I think, I think we're all feeling the same thing right uh, now. Yes, we um, are. <laughs> my, my, my lady, I, um, as one who has been blessed by magic, I understand the position of the Timon, where it is um, you can be blessed in the given consciousness and uh, giving my full life that I am very much enjoying. <laughs> I, I, I do a lot of... Uh, 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 I will return the things I saw. Uh, in any case, I understand that magic is a double-edged sword, so to speak. Our double-edged wand, might one say. And the Tin Man has gotten the worst part of anything that any of the rest of us can understand that perhaps it would be better for rehabilitation 
to be able to look for something to unleaven the curse upon this individual as opposed to just punishing them when they have already been punished when they were taking the mantle up for Oz in the first place it does not seem like this is what the great and powerful and wonderful Glinda would stand for not the one from my cards at least I hear your words Sheraton and I ask Esti Brawley, Thazer, you feel a similar way? You have been a part of this investigation from the start. You have discovered this betrayal. And I just plainly assume you have the documents to support everything that has unfolded here. You oh, feel oh, definitely yes, yes. well documented. Yes, yes. yes. Thazer has it all. But I think I have uh, more than just documents, my lady. Uh, do you still have that axe by any chance? You mean the Tin Man's Cursed Axe? Yeah, that'd be the one. If you want to put labels on it, sure. But of course, and she simply, you know, raises her, her hand again, snaps her fingers, and the axe appears, like, encased in a in a, a bubble floating uh, in front of you, Thezer. I kind of mutter under my breath, and I just go, here, here goes nothing. Uh, and I start to put my hand through, and it's glowing green with that kind of, like, green you know, eldritch energy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I start to reach through the bubble and the green kind of like wavers and retreats, but I push my hand in further and it like, you know, pushes back up my hand and I grab the axe and I'm going to cast remove curse the crowd on it. As soon as you grab the axe. <gasps> I, I grab it and I cast remove curse and that, that green energy goes and like covers the axe. Uh, and that's what I do. Make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Does anyone pat me on the back? Is there any? Uh, is there anything else? Is there anything can, we can do here? I can't. <laughs> sort of patting there... on the backs. Uh, I, I, uh, it wouldn't work for this because it's course. a safety oh, yeah, it's safety safety Sell it to me, Brawly. Sell it. Um, uh, I mean, oh, sure. I will absolutely then. Actually, all right. So Brawly looking towards... Uh, when combat ended and Glinda appeared and his attention immediately went to his companions to make sure that they were safe and not, and then witnessing not only were they safe, but their hearts were intact, their bodies, their minds, their hearts more than anything. And their concern for the Tin Man's position and the Tin Man's plight, despite the violence that he was ready to commit, uh, uh, moves him into what he believes is the true spirit of Glinda and watching... Yeah. Uh, 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 Thezer attempt something so selfless um, Brawley approaches him and not only pats him on the head <laughs> as he does but takes his other paw and reaches onto where his hand is touching this axe and his giant bear paw wraps around it and as he does so trying to uh, all of the spirit Pixie uh, um, bears all flutter into the axe as well. And the last thing he does is he looks towards Sheraton, whose life, very life, was what was at risk here more than anything. And you just see through Brawley's like furry face, a tear go down the big bear in front of you. Buzzer, this uh. supreme guidance will bestow advantage on your wisdom saving throw. Not just a mere D4 to, to buff it, but uh, a safety net to secure your test. 
Can we give more? I know me and Esty want to give more here. What do you got? What do you got? I'm literally sitting on Rowley's shoulder, uh, and everyone's wearing the chocolate uh, and strawberry and bacon uh, badge of family right yes. now. Uh, everyone is. Uh, I I only have flair to add to this role <laughs> with uh, prestidigitation. <laughs> yes. Um, looking at Brawley, looking at at at, at uh, Thezer, um, uh, Sheraton then also reaches out to the axe <laughs> to hold to hold hands on top of their hands that are on the axe. Um, with my presentation, I'm I'm going to uh, hopefully if the axe is warming or heating up, I'm going to uh, chill it down. Not <laughs> stabilize it. Stabilize if it. Yes. If it's chilling down, I'm going to heat it up to Boy. stabilize to not draw their attention away from what they are trying to do. And uh, Sheraton uh, then looks up to them in a very Vin Diesel way, and it's like we're family. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, I will and, send and my steel defender again to try and, again, this might just be flair, but to deflect the attack of the axe and kind of like yeah. up, try and absorb any energy that would come towards Thezer. Tyson um, off any be there. Like curse, necrotic energy yeah. that, that might be pulling from it. I think, Thezer, that's more than enough to give you uh, your signature triple advantage on yes. your wisdom saving <laughs> throw, allowing you to roll three 20-sided die and take the highest of the roll. I rolled three of all the same number. No. Which oh, is wow. statistical improbability. No. No, Impossible. Oh Go get a lot of tickets. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Uh, um, it, the drawing's in an hour. Uh, so I, I would just say, like, with all that happening, um, I'll, I'll add one last bit of flair, and then, Joe, you let me know what happened, and I'll give you my number. Um, as that happens, like, everybody's hands joining in, like, the the glow from, from Brawley's magic, one last bit, of, one last bit of, of magic flares, a token um, from my patron on my shoulder, which is a, a bunch of uh, thin, dark straw um, tied together in a small bundle, glows green and that glow kind of adds to um to to what we have going in and so with with that role and bonuses that is a 22 more than enough to secure the removal of the curse on the tin man's axe <laughs> this is like super moving and i'm like wow <laughs> as the the color of the axe which is this you know this dull kind of grayish metallic tennis sheen uh is is literally drawn uh you know uh, like like it's being sucked out like removed from the axes of physical form as you see the the magnificent color of the natural wood grain of the handle of the axe the the brilliant silver head of, of the, the the connection point where the axe meets the the, the handle and the fine uh metallic glistening sharpened edge of what is now just the 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 magical wood cutting axe that the tin man had before it was cursed glinda is in awe of the magic that you have brought to to fruition the magic that you have created out of nothing and she looks down at the tin man and says don't you understand 
the, the solution to your problem wasn't one you had to take on yourself. There is no problem here in Oz or anywhere else that should have to be tackled alone. Nick, take your axe now, and by the good magic of these people and, and the people of Oz, let it cleanse your soul, my son, as he grabs up and, and puts his hand over all of yours that are holding onto the axe as as for the first time in a millennia a, a, a tear drops down from the tin man's eye as color starts to waver over him as tin turns to skin as as metal turns to clothing uh, he stands up as a man once more in front of all the witnesses here in little utensa and can't say a word, but can only hug all of you deeply, whispering a, a deep and sincere thank you to you all. Cheering comes from the crowd. Uh, Glenda stashes the magnet underneath her gown so that uh, it, it is removed from sight so there's no more influence of affection. Raw happiness and emotions and support are what are gathered in this town square today. A successful investigation has turned to the uh, 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 revival of a darkened soul as the Tin Man now joins Oz as his true and full self. Glenda praises you all for the work you have done, not only for her, not only for the Tin Man, not only for the Southern District in which she rules, but for the greater land of Oz. She thanks you deeply, allows you to keep your ruby badges as you have all secured your promotions as now watchers of the Ruby Palace. The festivities roll out in the streets of Little Utensia as everyone celebrates this joyous day. Congratulations to you all on your successful adventure here in Oz. Woohoo! <laughs> After party at my place! <laughs> Excellent work. Uh, a truly amazing, uh, a fun setting to adventure in, and an honor to, to do it with you all. Uh, this book, Oz, a fantasy role playing setting by Andrew Kolb, is, is a unique one that I personally am very fond of, and I'm very excited to be able to share it with you and, and, and everyone uh, tuning in or listening or watching uh, to this recording. Uh, before we leave, I'd love to give everyone an opportunity to say goodbye. Uh, again, let us know who you are, what you're doing in the community, how we can keep up with you, uh, uh, and, 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 and just, you know, a, a farewell. Who would you like to begin? Uh, Luis, how about, how about you, you go first? Yeah, you volunteered. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, well, hello again, everybody. I'm Luis Carrazo, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, by just putting my first name and last name together, and I will show up. Uh, on Tuesday nights, along with Marquia, we are streaming Outbreak Undead. So if you want something that's a lot more horror-driven in a zombie apocalypse, you can find us there at the Pixel Circus Twitch channel. Uh, Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Uh, and if you are interested in re-watching some stuff that's already aired, you can catch Critical Roles, Exandria Unlimited Calamity, because I'm in that, and LA by Night. Uh, I play Nines Rodriguez and, and that as well. Aside from that, TV and film stuff that I post about whenever it's uh, 
uh, coming around. So uh, that's what I have going Excellent. on. Excellent. And thank you for, for joining us today. Uh, Desiree, how about you? Yeah, I'm Desiree Strother, and I'm a therapist and spending most of my days right now momming, which is super fun. Um, and you can just find me at DesireeStrother.com. Um, I have a really great article. This is not D&D related, but I have a great article about how to choose a therapist. Um, and that's a great resource if you need mental health resources. A lot of people don't know where to start. Um, and I always direct people to that. So if you happen to be watching and know someone or need that resource yourself, then I'll point you there. Wonderful. Uh, Markia. Uh, hey, I'm Markia McCarty, uh, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. According to Google, I'm the only one in the world, so oh. it's pretty easy to find me. Uh, uh, it's either Markia McCarty or it's Darth Markia, as in Darth Vader. So either of those, you'll be able to find me. I just want to say real quick, uh, therapy is amazing. You do not need to have a breakdown to then go into therapy. Go ahead and look at that article. It is important. Uh, it's mental health is physical health. Physical health is mental health. Go ahead and do that. Uh, for other stuff that you can find me in, uh, World of Darkness's Hunter the Gathering. <laughs> Uh, done through Renegade uh, Game Studios, which actually I think I did that with Luis. Yep, that's what we do. So, yeah, we did that. You know, look out for season two coming whenever it does. Um, but uh, also, you can find me on uh, basically anything Hunters Entertainment wise. And then also, I do interviews for Nerdist, like I did uh, House of the Dragon. Hope you enjoyed the the season. Go ahead and look back over the interviews of the of everybody talking about what went on before things even went on so yeah let's continue our conversation um online i'm all about the nerd stuff y'all awesome uh andrew uh, i'm andrew strother you can find me on twitter for now at Roll Persuasion. Um, I do various things in games. Uh, Joe and I put on lots of things together through Second Star Productions, our little company. Um, thank you to the whole cast for joining here today and Andrews McNeil for allowing us to promote this fantastic book. Uh, go check it out. There will be links in the description. Um, you can follow at Second Star Show Twitter to check out more about that. I have a podcast. You can check it out, rollpersuasion.com. I chat with fantastic uh, creators and storytellers about kind of what drives their creative process and the stories they tell. We're in the middle of a brand new season, which has some awesome episodes coming out. So please check that out. Other than that, I play games here, there, everywhere. Lots of fun charity stuff. Uh, probably something coming up briefly after this with Jasper's Game Day. Also a great resource for mental health stuff. So please check that out. Um, again, you can find everything at rollpersuasion.com. And uh, Joe, where can people find you? Absolutely, yes. Uh, my name is Joe Nuzo. I was your dungeon master for today's session. Uh, you can keep up with me and all my DT antics on Instagram uh, at PullTheLeverDM and at LeverPull on Twitter. Uh, thank you to our fantastic cast for, for taking the time to, to sit down here today and, and, and put on this show for us. Uh, it was truly, uh, truly a lot of fun uh, to, to roll dice with you all. Um, we'll be um, showing off the book. If you can see what, what's happening on screen right now, this book, Oz, a fantasy uh, role-playing setting is a fantastic setting uh, full of lore, adventure, locations, uh, uh, magical items, unique monsters. The artwork is fantastic. We'll give you the full lay of the land and how you can track down a copy for yourself. Um, and, and thank you again for watching, for listening, for viewing, and I'm sure we will see you again soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>